my butt and call me a biscuit. It sure is good to see you folks back over here these weird science ways. Ooh-wee! I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And you are listening to episode <laughs> my girlfriend got me 218 in. of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. You're, you're a little too excited here for episode 218. That's no milestone. Uh, oh, that's sorry. nothing. I try to that's be excited for every episode. You're a biscuit, are you? Oh, my. Butter a biscuit. My butt. And call Hello. me a biscuit, Jimmy. And welcome to the official unofficial podcast of the Weird Science family of things. Uh, we do have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. We also have a Marvel website. I'm just going to go down the line there. Weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. We're also on Twitter. Weird Science DC is our DC handle there. I'll stick more with the DC now. Uh, but we also have a Patreon account. I'm jumping right into this, Eric. We have a Patreon you sure account you don't where- you want to wait for a milestone? No, no. Oh. Well, you seem to think everything's a milestone with these intros. I mean, really. At least you didn't bring back the hip shaker, love maker nonsense. But yes, we have a Patreon account. You you want to start getting involved in the peanut gallery? Oh, hey, Patreons! But we have I'll a Patreon account over at patreon.com slash weird science. And there we have a lot of things. We started out as mostly DC stuff since that was our main deal, our big podcast that we're doing right now. But then we branched out to have a Marvel podcast and branched out the Patreon as well. I just want to let everybody know that now that March has started, we have a couple extra things over at the Patreon account. And we're going to be Patreons. doing the spotlight. That Patreon spotlight. We, we always have a weekly spotlight. We talk about it all the time on this podcast where we do two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh group, Beep, Beep Boop, Boop, and they get to pick two books that we talk about that will not be on this podcast. Well, last week, me and Brandon decided that we were going to do a Marvel spotlight as well. So that's over there as well. One Marvel book this coming up week will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh group, Beep, Beep, Boop, Boop. And this week, we also had a little bit of a, a weird Patreon spotlight. It, it's called the DC Spotlight. It was but so weird. We added an extra book. We Well, we added one of the picks as an indie book, and it ended up getting picked. It was Dynamite's uh, $6 million man. So when you go over, it, you go over to the Patreon... No, you end up having a spotlight that was the Curse of Brimstone number 12, I believe it was. It was the final Final issue and also the $6 million man from Dynamite. So that's kind of a weird spotlight. It's over an hour long spotlight podcast. Um, But from now on, I I hope this makes sense. From now on, each week over at Patreon, we're going to have... Two DC books, the regular DC Spotlight. We're also going to have the Marvel Spotlight, which will be one book. And then we're also going to add an indie comic spotlight. Because when I added that indie comic, the $6 million man, onto the poll, people seem to really enjoy that. And I've been told by a lot of people that they're not really reading a ton of DC anymore. And that's the problem. The way we have this podcast, we're really pretty much hand-in-hand with DC. Whether we like it or not, it's kind of our bread and butter, and people bailing seem to want to bail from everything. So we're giving people more options. But all of that means that each week and every week, you'll get about two hours of DC, Marvel, and an indie thing, and you can kind of combine that into another whole show. That could be our show now, Eric. We'll just record two hours, have everything done instead of this nonsense 15 hours. But, but if what you go about over the DC to, books? Well, they'll be on there. There'll be two. 
There'll be two DC, one Marvel, and one indie. There you go. That's oh, the no. whole podcast we'll do. And How we can we pick, pick we can pick just the ones that we like is what we will <laughs> do. Well, speaking of which, before we go into the badass roll call, uh, this week's podcast is not going to be as long as it normally is because Reggie is not feeling well. Reggie couldn't record with us tonight. We are actually going to do the Green Lantern, me and you, but all the rest of Reggie's books, which actually is four more books, including The Dreaming with with Chris, they'll be on next week's podcast. So next week's podcast is bound to be, uh, you know, a longer one, even though there's not that many books. And this is where yeah. Dan DeDio was talking about. That's the other thing about the the whole roundabout thing is there's not a lot of books. So if you want more of me, Eric, and a bunch of other people, go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science. Check it out. You can do that until April and not get charged. If you want to get out before April, you just bail. You'll never be charged, but you can check out now a bunch of new shows, including Marvel and indie stuff. And just the whole deal, the Marvel spotlight this week was Domino Hot Shots number one. That's what me and Brandon did, Eric. But that goes with now with this whole deal, I do have a little bit of a dilemma because say somebody joins in and they are only a Marvel fan and join in for the Am I going to have a bad butt roll call over at the Marvel podcast? We're going to have to figure these things out because I don't know what we would do because they may join in. But they'll be on this roll call, but maybe they don't listen to the DC stuff. It, it, it is problems. That, that is po- podcasting problems. But we're going to go off now to talk about the badasses, Erica. And yes, oh, I, I, love I, the badasses. Did, I did not get an, my computer back. Y- you have to end up making a. a, did, a did you stupid, do that? No. You have to call them. They, the Geek Squad fixes my computer, and I have to call to make a reservation to have an appointment to go get my computer that was broken. I don't need that crap. It, so so you tell me you're never going to see that computer again. No, I don't think I am. It's <laughs> setting up a brick wall. I can't go and do this. I, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to show up and them say, oh, you know what? Uh, it's fixed. I'm, I don't need that. I want to show up, say, Hey, Jim here. You know me. <laughs> you down with oh, OPP. Jimmy boy. Yeah, you know me. Give me my computer. I don't want to talk. I want a self-checkout. I don't even want to go talk to somebody. I want to go to a kiosk. I'm telling you, I want to do it like they have at that Little Caesars. I need to go oh, into amazing. a big case, press three numbers, my freaking computer pops out, and off I go. And then I could look. And, and the worst would be I'd still have that guy or gal at the door who will want to check my receipt or something, and I'll slap them right upside the head. Oh, my. And run. Run like the wind, Eric. I'll run like this. Here's me. Run through the parking lot. Uh, basically, because I've grabbed three other computers, and I've stolen them. We now, know what Eric, you did. And, and now I'm on the lam. I'm, I'm on the run, walking town to town, trying to solve crimes. That's how my origin story D- starts, Just call Eric. them and make it a goddamn reservation. No, I told Tanya too, but she's she's a little under the weather. Or is that under the blankets? Because she hadn't slept for four days. They ended up she she was getting ready to do this firehouse bingo thing that she helped set up, and the anxiety leading to that caused her to not sleep for I think four days. Oh. And now she doesn't feel good, but it seems like she's blaming everything except lack of sleep. I said, This is Occam's razor, baby. That's what you do. And she's like, I don't feel good. I think that it might be because this, this, and this. I'm like, no, you didn't sleep for four days. That that might be where we start this investigation. 
start and end as well. I don't need to be Batman. I can figure out what's going on. Plus, she only eats yogurt with her fingers. That's all gross. that happens to. Just gross. And she's like, my mouth hurts or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you probably sat there and put your fingers in something weird and then ate the yogurt with the oh fingers God, and stuff like say, that. Stop it's talking disgusting. about it. You're making me sick. Say, the dog's up there all the time. Who knows what that dog has done? <laughs> but this is the badass roll color. There we go. I'm not even going to yell. I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going right. to yell over this damn roll call uh, because this is not a joke, Eric. I'm just – I never think these things through ahead of time. And then when we get to it, I realize and I'm like, I, I don't want to sit there and figure this out. And I better get to it, Eric. I'm trying to find the deal. Lady oh, Abby, Matt just blown, David Fink, John Jack, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, T-Funk, Red Sheep, Bobby Bain, Manship, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy, Murray, Josh Vermillion, D-Man 3000, All New Dave. Now it's getting really loud. What? what? does this thing get louder? Ryan Reading, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Fred Reed's Comics, Holly P, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Eric G, Ulysses Jones, Simon, Luis, Monty, Hakub, Jolly Drew, Ian, Swanee, Anthony G, Mrs. T, Missy T, my man P from NYC, our man Rob Lewis, Double A Ron, Carlos, Loam of Marv, and Ruben. Ruben. I yelled a little, Eric. I yelled a little. Is this thing over? Is this thing on? Is this on here? Holy moly. And I think, does it just stop or does this even fade? This is the worst. There we go. It faded. (laughs) Faded off like me. Here we go. This is, you know, what episode is this? 218? 218. I'm getting the hell out of here. How many more do we have? Well, we are actually, what? That's only 17 from the end, right? I just said that number. I didn't even think it out. What that would equal to. 17. We're just ending, right? That's what we said all along. Oh, my. Oh, my. But, yeah, again, Reggie doesn't feel good. I hope he feels better. And we're going to go off now uh, to the books. We are back with the books, and like I said, we don't have a ton of books tonight, but they're pretty big ones, and some I that I like. Um, but if you want to go and read the Only reviews some? of all of these books, including the ones that we're not including, until next week, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and you can read all those reviews there, and all the reviews for the next coming up week and all that. Every new comic book day starts, or week starts, on Wednesday at 12 a.m. 
Tuesday night into Wednesday. It always screws me up. <laughs> but yeah, you can go and check our stuff out right away. We do those right away. So at the uh, at the witching hour, the stroke of midnight, the re- reviews drop, and then you can see what we the think of hour. all of these books. And as Dancing Mike, who just sang us into this uh, segment, said, one of the deals is to read the books yourself, then go read the reviews on the site, and then listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. That's where he said was the you know the go down the deal. But we are going to start with what I like to call the justice section uh because we're gonna have doomsday clock justice league and young justice in this first section it's a pretty big but section no of justice books in that first title there's, there's pretty the justice leagues there they're all there and they're at the hall of justice so there you go you were just proven wrong and, and you're done you are done there that's it you're out of here uh i'll just that's get dan right. i'm hey Goodbye, dan. everybody dan are you here hello weird science hey, he's here hello weird science right. hey dan what did you think of those books hello, that you read science. oh my Batman 66 is the best you ever did. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, Eric, take us into it. Tell us about this first book. Doomsday Clock, number nine, written by Jeff Johns, the art by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. I'm sure there's a letter in there, but they never give a credits page for these things. But it's finally here, the showdown we've all been waiting for. But the price for this event may have been too high because Superman's in a coma, Batman is injured, and the world is pretty much outlawed superheroes. With Lex Luthor knowing the truth about time being out of whack, hopefully we can still see our rebirth promise realized by the end of the series and not only get Wally West back, but the past and the future too. Right here on Weird Science. Yes. Yeah, right here. But yeah, uh, th- this is a book that I read and I thought right away, ooh wait, Eric Shea's going to love this one. He's going to love it. And then there was a thing in the Slack chat because if people just joining in don't realize that Eric has said at one point – that if he gives a 10 out of 10, he's done. He quits. He's never going to review another comic. He's going to walk that away. That is a perfect comic. I'm yeah, going to go well, out on high. With that, again, though, this is where I, I say all the time when we talk about this, complete and utter bullshit, because then that means that you're just reviewing these comics just for yourself. Then why review them at all? You're here to tell people I do what everything you think for myself. of those. Yeah, but you're here to be a reviewer, a critiquer, to tell people if they should go and buy these things or not. Not just because you found what, what you think is a perfect deal, then you leave. Nonsense, nonsense. But uh, with that in mind, that also I, means in my mind that they, I think that they should leave as well. You read yeah, this one don't. comic, and you that's get the out. problem. Is you they get don't. Out. But that's like you're there to be a police officer, and because you stop a really bad crime, you just end because that's the worst crime that you could ever stop. You just stop Go out a on serial top. killer. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's very much just for you. Uh, you're you're not writing the books yourself, so you're going out on top. By telling people that somebody else's comic is perfect. Uh, You know, if you were writing them and then you were like, oh, my, everybody thought this was perfect. I'm going out. You win a Super Bowl like Tom Brady. And then I could see it. But an announcer who's there who did announce the Super Bowl. Ah, Tom Brady wins. Yep, I'm out. That's it for me. But also with that. You ain't giving a 10 out of 10 no matter what. Anyway, you're going to give a 9.9 just to play around. That's but not people true. were worried and they said, oh, if Eric goes, what's going to go on? And people like, man, I, the podcast won't be the same without Eric. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? If he leaves, I'm out too. That's that's my exit about, door. Jim? You're reviewing for everybody else no, as well. No, that's the thing though. I'm not quitting because it's a perfect deal. I'm just quitting. And I didn't say I wouldn't review comics. That's just the podcast. You say you're quitting. I'd probably still review comics on the on the site and things like that. That'd be fine. 
Not, not this nonsense podcast. Again, though, I'm just leaving because it's falling apart. Now I'm just oh. gone. I'm not saying, yep, it's a perfect because I've given a lot of tens. I didn't leave. I didn't go off into the sunset because I got to have the pleasure of saying a book's perfect. And there you go. That's it. And And in the meantime, this isn't perfect. And as no. this goes on, as we'll see uh both now people wouldn't know this because you had a score on your review after reading it the first time i completely agree me and you had the same score it's gonna go down a little uh while we talk about this till the end i got caught up in the hype a little bit because not only did i have you tell me how great it was before i read it but i had everybody in the slack tell me oh my god this this must be a 10 out of 10 for eric shea come up and i did get caught up in the hype where the point was i i read the issue i reviewed the issue i did have a lot of fun with the issue but after taking a you know a, a breather i stepped back and i looked at it and everything like that and i realized you know what Maybe I did get a little too hyped well, up for even this whole thing. Maybe a little too high of a score. There is an issue where even this came up in the Marvel podcast, and I talked to Chester McJerk on uh, the Slack all week, and then I even talked to him uh, little private messages today. And I told him because the All-Star Amazing Spider-Man last week, uh, me and Brandon reviewed it, and I didn't like it. But afterwards, I started thinking about it. I actually was kind of, it was revealed to me exactly what it was trying to do because I didn't quite understand. But this is the problem is when we review the comics, you read it and review it. This is why the podcast is something to listen to besides. And like I, why I mentioned uh, dancing Mike's little thing of how you do the trifecta, because by the time we get to recording these tonight, it's Saturday. We have read the book a couple more times. We've now we've reviewed it. We've have our written review, but we're also talking to people. So you end up thinking more about it. You end up kind of expanding. That's why on the podcast, sometimes our scores are where we say, well, I gave it this, but now I'm at that. Also, when me and you talk about it, sometimes you're, you go into these and we're talking about it and you have an idea like you're still a nine five. I may bring something up or vice versa that ends up with us saying like, oh, man, I didn't think of that. You know what? That kind of changes my score. And as this went on, my score went down a little as well, pretty much to where yours is uh, by the end of this. But a for 4. different 5 reasons, five out of ten, right? Two out of ten. You know, oh that's positive, but it's a no. positive two. <laughs> but even that with this, you start out, oh, you give the blurb, give, give the blurb, or you did give the blurb, didn't you? I, I did see, I'm all blurb. messed up. I'm all messed up here. What are you but, doing? Uh, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still mad about you with this nonsense, 10 out of 10 nonsense there. But uh, the thing we've been but, joking about for years, you're mad out I of I always nowhere. get mad. No, I always yell about it when we say it. We've had this argument ever since you said it the first time. Uh, this whole deal uh doomsday clock obviously it's not the end this this is issue nine we're gonna have things and i think that some of the things that maybe come up where you're a little bit annoyed i think that that will be revealed to be on purpose jeff johns as we talked about in when we did our back issues on patreon we did the jsa where he's very good at bringing old characters into the fold with a clever way to do it explaining things he's not a guy that screws around with continuity as much as some other writers. In fact, to me, he's a guy who is not the continuity kid, but he really respects the whole idea of the past continuity. He's also the guy who kind of got this rebirth to get back to an old continuity, but not in a forced way. This was supposed to go. And I think that this issue where we talked to people in Slack and, you know, argued a little with stuff, I think that this might be the issue that we're really seeing the problem of the delays and the problem that the regular books 
aren't catching us up to where we were going to start this whole series, which it seems that that whole idea has been abandoned. So when you have this issue just plop in, people are getting not confused, but angry about, say, the almost the entire superhero community that at least isn't with uh, Black Adam at the moment are heading off to Mars. But we don't really know. You have to sit back because what we have seen up to this in this series We haven't seen many of them. We haven't seen much of, say, Aquaman and Mera. We haven't seen much of the Green Lanterns. We haven't seen much of Cyborg. All of these characters, we are not really sure what this reality that they're in is really all about. They, them leaving the planet to go to Mars because they want to end up, they, they trace the signature of the energy to a Dr. Manhattan on Mars, though Batman doesn't think it's him. That they're right. going there and it does seem like man you know and, and some people argued Simon was like this this is ridiculous why would they abandon earth to go to Mars this is ridiculous but we don't really know because the books never caught up and things like that to see where possibly that these people are doing nothing because of this whole government against things and stuff like that so there is and a even bit- with that we do have a great deal of uh, heroes great many of heroes going to Mars and I'm like you want some kind of this energy ca- yeah, came from Mars it puts super Superman to a coma. They believe it's something that is trying to kill Superman. It freaking blew away, like, you know, way Batman and Firestorm and one fell swoop and destroyed a lot of Moscow there. We are going to get our best and brightest heroes and make it a goddamn assault on Mars and see what we have to do. And there's still plenty of heroes. I can tell you, we saw all those little backups to the series where it showed you heroes all over the world and different, like, you know, teams and stuff like that. We haven't seen the Teen Titans. We haven't seen the Titans. No. We have, there's so many heroes that are still left in America yeah. that aren't in this but small But this is what I'm saying. Of- this this might have been how the other books might have caught up to this series. You know, when we saw that we were going to wait for, oh, we're going to hear the Superman theory and all the books. And then I don't know what was the original plan of catching up. If you were just going to have, hey, Batman's going along and then all of a sudden, boom, we're there. Or if right. in these books leading up to months before, because the if there was no delays, the series would have been ended And maybe around September or so, it would have originally ended last December, maybe around September or so, we would have seen what some of these heroes were doing. Because like you said, what about the Teen Titans? Some of these things were just thrown in. So we don't know. That's what I'm saying is why I think people are like, man, you know, they're they're just going. And we're not really, we never really got a full scope of the world and all the heroes. And again, you can say that that's Jeff John's fault as well. But the delays caused something to happen and, and weird, and we don't really have that lead up. So everything's kind of thrown out there. But I liked it. I like where you see all these because that makes it big. I mean, it, oh, you, it sure does. You have and a bunch of panels. At, you know, the heroes you have here, because even being like, you know, somebody who's reading comics now, and maybe you would want to see that lead up, or that's the world that we're like presented here yeah. for the Doomsday Clock. But even if that's not the case, you do get, I'm telling you, you're not going to get much out of it. But just the idea where you look at the Batman family ship and there's Nightwing sitting yeah, with Batman. Awesome. Oh my God, he's awesome. back, everybody. Yep, it's awesome. And Rick Grayson's gone. It's Dick Grayson again. Yeah. Oh my God, he's worked with, you know, the outsiders and the rest of them. Just the idea where you have the Shazam family there and you have Captain Marvel looking at Stargirl and the idea, maybe they're remembering the relationship they had pre-Flashpoint in the JSA and stuff like that. Even the Doom Patrol sitting there, I'm like, you have all these characters that you never get to see all together on ship making an assault on Mars. I'm like, 
yeah, that's pretty goddamn big. Yeah. I really, really like seeing stuff like that. And where I was saying that you have a Jeff Johns who really doesn't just, it usually doesn't just throw things out there. He usually has a clever way of bringing things in. He has a clever way of doing things, of getting things. At the beginning, you do have this whole idea of changing timelines where one little thing can change everything. You have, you know, this whole rundown of Feral Lad and his death uh, going in and tying in with Alan Scott. Not becoming the Green Lantern All this stuff like that So it does show that he's toying around With these ideas of changing timelines Changing realities And then it goes to this And I do think that in the meantime That maybe this Shazam does remember Stargirl from that Because I actually think that what we're doing here Is not seeing the actual rebirth continuity anymore I think that this is how they're going to play this game Instead of it leading up Because we don't have any lead up to this in the regular books When there's mention Mm -hmm. of Wally West here And how he was a victim and this and that I do think that this is going And it's going to be Jeff Johns revealing That Dr. Manhattan changed things And that you ended up not having in this reality This is not our reality And this is either a reality Where the New 52 never happened Then rebirth didn't happen You have that you know, down the line, boom, boom, boom. And that's why I think by the end, we see that the redone deal of Firestorm isn't this new 52 rebirth Firestorm. It's the past Firestorm. Uh, I think that that's what we're seeing. And that's why I think we're seeing some of these characters like, uh, like people like, why is Batgirl in the costume again? Well, it's because maybe we never had the Burnside Batgirl in this reality. Now you never had a Rick Grayson. So seeing him and saying, oh my God, you know, he never, he's not Rick Grayson anymore. This might show that he never was. And you have Red Hood and his original deal. You yeah. know, he's not in that crazy new thing. I, I think, think we're that back to case. that in the series anyway. Yeah, I know that. But even the other things, I think that a lot of these things are going to end up because where we're told at the end, it's not going to reset anything. So I think he's going to reverse that to show that while it, at the beginning, our universe that we're reading regular was the one that was screwed up. He's going to reverse that to show that this doomsday clock universe is actually the one why we don't ever hear of the Superman theory. And he's going to show that things went a little wonky. And then at the end, it's just reset to what we have now and nothing changes. And then you have a side story that really doesn't matter. So we'll see. We'll see with that. But there are kind of hints with these kind of classic things going on. And even, you know, the Alan Scott thing and all these other things going. It does seem in my mind to point that way. I I do like the idea, though, because once we have this whole thing concluded, it always felt like the idea is that we would finally get the JSA back yeah. and we get the Legion of Superheroes back in our main continuity then. So I'd have to assume that that still has a like uh, a part of this world that we're to like, you know, well, again, the it, at the end, you may effect. just have them say, hey, you know, Dr. Manhattan, this didn't work out this whole reality, but he likes the hope of the J. I mean, they can easily just have it. But the the thing is. They've been forcing so many things in this. At the end, basically, I think that the reset would be that Dr. Manhattan, like, okay, this was a a failure, boom, and it just breaks down all the continuity barriers anyway. It doesn't reset what we have now, but it opens up the past continuities and things like that. Then you have the JSA back. Well, we'll see how he plays it, but we only have a couple issues, and we haven't seen much of the JSA. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know how that's going to be. In a Legion of Superhero book, as I have been saying to people, you could have that now. 
there's no reason you need a doomsday clock for a legion book you, you could it'd be like saying that you need this to have a batman beyond book it's in the future well, I, just that's what i'm that. saying though the the idea for what they're doing besides for the idea that saturn girl is here because her being you know showing up in this book because we've had her for a while and yeah. even that i'm telling you that feels like it is such a part of the continuity because that's where we started in the rebirth where she came back looking for superman yeah. and wound up here so it is tied into that whole like you know continuity of what we have but since she's gone away that we haven't seen the mime and marionette in a while now we haven't seen you know uh johnny thunder in a while yeah. now i'm like i have to wonder how they're going to play back into the larger picture we're dealing with because i do like the idea that the thing that we're dealing with right now with the manipulation of time that dr manhattan is doing it's like yeah. all right i pushed the lantern away from alan scott when he was going to become the green uh, lantern originally for the jsa version and because of that he never did he died right there the jsa was never formed and because the jsa was never formed it would never lead to the legion of superheroes yeah. that we would know in the future and i'm like you know what they're so heavily tied now to this whole thing that when this is all said and done he just might move that lantern back we'll get our jsa back we'll get our legion back and it just it's such a weird thing though having saturn girl physically here for the idea of this time manipulation yeah yeah and, and that that is weird that saturn girl there but like you said too you know that might just be how it ends like the lantern went back all this is is better you know here we are we have the new 52 all that but also the old continuities and things like that but we'll see we'll see how it goes just trying to figure out you know what would be and again the firestorm deal is kind of like a, a hitch in the plan only because jeff johns is usually careful with how things are about so having stein in the the origin kind of points to me that he's it's playing with it's something such a weird with them because it is so close to the original, like, you know, late 1970s origin yeah. of Firestorm for the whole thing where he is at this protest to, you know, impress some girl. But Stein has been watching yeah. him and uses him and becomes this. It was supposed to be an accident, but it's Stein creating the Firestorm Matrix as a way for this, you know, government superhero project. So he is behind this whole thing, unbeknownst to Ronnie. But uh, the whole thing we had in the New 52 with the super, like the Firestorm, the nuclear men, where we had Jason Rush and, you know, Ronnie Raymond, who would later then, you know, combine for the yeah. Firestorm Matrix to become, you know, regular Firestorm as you know it. I was actually so happy before because that was the continuity that we had for the New 52. Yeah. And then we read the Legends Tomorrow six-issue mini, which had four different stories in them, one being a firestorm, where it said that Jason Rush got hurt and he, they had to take away the firestorm matrix from him so he could never become firestorm again. Professor Stein came in to make sure that like Ronnie and him could become firestorm. Like, this is working off that continuity. It all yeah. works. So just to come in here and say, all right, we're just doing the regular firestorm continuity. Yeah, like I said, he's, na- he's too clever for that in my mind. He is never really let us down with those sort of things and also if he was going to do that if he was going to mess with this sort of thing he had the opportunity to do that with that rebirth special and tried to make everything work out you had wally coming back and i think that this is just the beginnings of seeing that this whole firestorm deal including the whole thing as we see that it seems like stein had set up ronnie to be part of this superman theory type deal going on i think that that's the big thing that is screwing up this universe and things like that. And we'll see how that ties about. But with that going on, it is confusing because you're sitting here reading this and people are trying to connect the dots. You have a Lex showing up and people are like, well, this Lex doesn't feel like the Lex in Justice League and things like that. And I can only think that because we're not getting a connectivity with the regular books anymore, as far as we know, 
that they're he's got to be playing something else there so that people just at the end are like oh well that was you know that that wasn't the lax or this is that something has to be going on that he's going to explain of why these things are different and why some of these characters are more and and any of them it's more classic throughout this whole deal everybody feels like a classic character sure does and yeah i mean even the fact that you have wonder woman who a year ago in this continuity of doomsday clock went back to themiscara that doesn't make yeah. sense. That makes no sense in the regular it continuity. It kind of does since we're, we're actually working towards bringing Themyscira yeah, but we're back already in the main past continuity. That. We're not – if we're here though, this is already taking place. We're, we're not a year away from the regular books anymore. It, it's, it's like I said, it's weird the way they're playing it, but the, we're not going to connect anymore. So you don't know when or how or what and I think that that's the problem is where you know we're never going to get to that point where we see that it stops and goes to the doomsday clock anymore is what we're told. So you don't have that reference point to say, oh, that's when that was or that's when this was, because before we were supposed to get this clear cut point to go from, which from what we're told, we're never going to get now. So things are going to get a little wonky. Uh, But, you know, you go into this. Really, all this is. is I I actually don't mind the whole idea of Lexo for him coming in with the idea, because, yes, he is doing Legion of Doom stuff right now. Perpetua, the source wall, it's way over the top insane villainy that we're dealing with. And it's so over the top that when we have this Lexo, like, I have to imagine things did not work out for him in the Legion of Doom. But he, while he may still be a villain, he is a guy who wants to know the truth of things and stuff like that and know that his mind is the way it's supposed yeah. to be and not being manipulated. So when he finds out about a past that may or may have not have been manipulated, he is going to go to Lois Lane and the idea yeah, of I don't mind it. And even the idea of going into the Hall of Justice, what I love, how'd you get in here? Don't worry about it. I'm yeah, Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah, it's almost like a, I'm a Batman thing, which I'm, I'm okay with because Lex Luthor, the smartest man in the DC universe, where he wants to get to the bottom of this and it doesn't bring me so much joy to sticking about to the Justice League Unlimited cartoon series when Wally West and Lex Luthor switch places yeah. and the whole idea is like, well, if I can't get out of here, at least I'll find out the identity of the Flash. He takes the mask off, looks in the mirror. Who the I hell have no you? idea I who this is. So for idea. him to come in here, it's like, Lois Lane, have you ever heard of someone called Wally West? I'm like, he finally knows who it yeah, is. Yeah, but <laughs> with that, it seems that he has some file that he found or has yeah. something and that Wally isn't really well known in this continuity, which he kind of would be for most of the people that are involved. You know, Lois, I would yeah. think that Clark would tell. And also she, well, the thing you is, throw in the heroes she, in crisis. She would know exactly. who Wally is. The thing is. is, we didn't have a response from her, though. We just had Lex asking, do you know Wally West? And she could possibly know this whole thing. I want to know, what do you know about Wally West? Because we never got her response in this. Just him saying that name, though, it gets you excited because it has that connection to the rebirth that we had before the idea that he was going to come back and bring the hope and the idea that things have been changed to the point where you know, we have had that ripped away from us. And the idea then that things could be put back to the way they were supposed to be. The thing is the way that it spelled out to me looking at it. I think that this, again, this continuity in this doomsday clock, he never came back. And like the JSA Lex, and it's going quite with that. Like, Hey, I sent you that thing with the JSA. And he's like, you know, my evidence points to one of his victims. Have you ever heard of Wally West? I mean, and he's saying whoever he's saying is the, you know, Dr. Manhattan, whoever is one of his victims, you can play with the idea that that's him disappearing and then coming back. I actually think he never came back here. I think that that's what went wrong. That's what Jeff Johns is showing with all of this is that in this 
There was never a rebirth. There was never a thing. This is this dark reality of, and almost playing, I think, kind of throwing shade at the regular DC universe right now of saying, this, you know, you guys with your darkness, you're Dan DiDio, you like the darkness. Well, this is what it would lead to. I tried to I tried to help you guys. I tried to stop this by bringing back Wally West. This is what would happen if he didn't come back, because just that mention of it, you could take both ways. I took it as another thing like the JSA that nobody knows. Nobody's heard of him. And this is something that he never came back. And then at the end, you might we may just uh, in my mind may end with the rebirth special again with Wally coming back or whatever. But yeah, I, I think that that's what we're seeing now, because, again, if, if you if you look at the you know, the way things are, the books can't possibly catch up to this because really some of them will only have three or four issues from now. And they pretty much mm-hmm. been solicited through there. And there's no mention of anything setting up. That would be when, you know, when eventually this doomsday clock and I'm giving, you know, it's six months, five, six months to end. Uh, right. You know, most, a lot of these books will only have five, six issues then. And they're not dealing with this that we haven't seen it. So I do think that that's kind of the change. But I think when he says that the whole idea in my mind is that Wally never came back, that he's dug up like the JSA, this name, this sort of deal. He wants to know if anybody else, do, do you know about him? And and yeah, well, even she- the idea of this thumb drive and how would Lex come across this and the idea that time has changed. How is it? I have to imagine this is something that like, you know, Osmodeus might have brought yeah. with him for like to try to get because I want to assume at this point that he is the person that created this energy wave that pointed everybody to Dr. Manhattan yeah. along the lines of the alien invasion. Or if you want to go to the Watchmen movie where it made it look like Dr. Manhattan was the perpetrator of this thing to make him look like a villain to get everybody to yeah. be peaceful again. This just seems like a lot like Osmodeus in the background doing this whole thing. How it points to Johnny Thunder and, you know, Saturn Girl and Mom yeah. and Marionette. I have no idea because Rorschach, it just seems like he's given up at this point. New Rorschach. He's just sitting there in an alley yeah. freaking just yeah. taking a snooze oh, while everybody's he's protesting. Problems. Yeah, he's I don't having know problems, what he's yeah. up to, but I don't really count him for the rest of the series at this point for what we get yeah. here. And while, while all this is going, like we said, a lot of, I mean, an immense amount of heroes, you know, some heavy hitters are heading off to Mars to see what's going on, to see who this is, to confront Dr. Manhattan eventually. While that's going on, Batman does wake up. Superman's in a coma. And I do like the idea, again, where you're getting this subtle deal where I don't think these heroes are really out and about much because even that they're waiting. The world's waiting for Superman to have a press conference and say yeah. what he did, and why he didn't, why he, you know, but, exactly but why he went against. Yeah. Everybody. And he's in a coma, so he can't, but normally when this happens, you might have a Batman or a wonder woman or somebody come out and say, Hey, everybody look what, but the whole idea of wonder woman had disappeared. She had gone on sabbatical for a year. I think that yeah. this whole idea of these, you know, heroes, they've kind of went their separate ways for a lot of this in my mind. And so, yeah, when you see them heading off to Mars, I even get the idea. It's like the gang's back in town. Like some of these heroes probably haven't even dealt with each other in a while and things like that. Obviously, the Green Lanterns, they're still Green Lanterns. They're out in the well, You say but- that too, because looking at them actually brings me a lot of like, you know, worry going forward. Like I'm still working under the idea that things will catch up to agree, just for yeah. my own optimistic kind of idea. But like of what I we said, we getting. only have but, a couple books. It's, it's almost Yes, impossible. I know, but they could fudge things at certain points where I'm okay with it. Too. Here's, like, looking uh, well, at here's these- the deal. Just one last deal is if they're going to fudge it they're going to fudge it in one book because we have solicits up until may this is going to end in like july 
there's no real. I, I don't think it's going to end in July. Well, that's giving each issue two months almost. So, I know. you know, th- there you go. We already have the next one that was pushed back two weeks, but as a set date of May. So, you know, we're, July or August, it's ending. If they're, and Scott Snyder's kind of pointing out a huge, this, this big, uh, uh, what's it called? Villains uh, thing, the year of the villain. Of the That's villains, the yeah. big summer event. So I, I don't think yeah. that this is that involved anymore in the regular things. But we'll see. For some reason, I feel like it's not going to get done till October. That's just me, though. But looking at the Green Lanterns while I was going out, all we have here is Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Jessica Cruz, and Hal Jordan. And that might seem like a lot, but all I want to know is where's Kyle Rayner and Simon Baz at? Yeah, I yeah, am so worried about those Lanterns. Yeah, they're like, not there. Why aren't they here? Yeah, oh, my. they're not there. So we'll have to see what's going on. But again, what book is that going to be that would catch them up there? This is the problem is with a lot of these books being canceled as well. You know, you don't really have a Kyle Rayner book anymore. So where is he going to have anything to catch up with and all these other things? No, so I'm we'll just saying say. like, you know, where he shows up, like even the idea of Wonder Woman being on sabbatical back home for a year, they might even decide to cancel Wonder Woman at some point and just come back at a certain point after Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, the problem is you, you have all these things. You have a Justice League books going and Scott Snyder has all these plans. So they're not going to reset that. You have Batman that Tom King's trying to get to issue 100. Where they're not, so it would, it would be a cluster fuck but we'll see we'll see how it goes it's just there's not that much time left and some of these books just don't have a lot of issues left to catch up to this like all of a sudden like Like you said if they they fudge it at the very end where one issue they're like man the superman theory and then you go i mean and and this summer Leviathan rises and all the super books. So that doesn't seem to give you a lot of breathing room. I'm just looking right here in the the background of Captain Adam and one of these, you know, 12 panel layouts they have for this thing. I'm looking at Booster Gold. So thinking like, all right, Booster Gold, he'll be, things will turn out okay for him, I guess, in the future. And like even looking at Animal Man and all these other heroes that you never get to see. I'm like, it doesn't really, you don't need to catch everybody up on what these heroes have been up to. Just knowing they're still heroing it up when we see them a year from now to take on Dr. Manhattan is enough for me. Yeah, well, here, they're just going there, and it seems like a big enough threat to get everybody out. You also are leaving an Earth that wants no parts of you, pretty much, it seems. So they they head off, but Batman's trying to get a hold of them because he knows they're not going to the right place. They know, he knows they've been duped. He tries to get the yeah, signal out Yeah, he read Rorschach's journal. He knows yeah. this Osmodeus and yeah, what he's knows up Osmodeus. to and shit like Well, that. by the end, unfortunately for him, Osmodeus is watching him as well and shuts down the signal. So he, he doesn't get this message to them. And so you have a lot of stuff going on. Is that what he did? I looked at this panel yeah. where it's Osmodeus looking at, you know, Wonder Woman doing her like, you know, her presentation to the UN through all these monitors. And then the next panel is he pushes a button like I'm like, is that the uh the thought that was just like button? Wonder Woman deal? Like, like, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm wondering because then it goes to Batman where it says messages failed to send and stuff like that. I'm like, what is this button he's pushing and how does it correspond? Yeah, yeah like, I, I figured that he hit it. Backward and, slash. Yep. That means no go no for a message. Go. Like, right. It's gone. But yeah, uh, through this, though, the big thing is when they all confront Dr. Manhattan and Guy Gardner steps up. He, he's I, I got a lot of uh, giggles from him. He steps up, just one punches Dr. Manhattan, kind of in a funny deal. But so of happy course, with that himself. Doesn't, oh, yeah, he's so happy. He's cursing it up to it, threw us both off a bit because Guy's like, you think you're a big, bad, you know, Mr. Blue Man group? Well, I'm going to get this. And we got you. We got the uh, ruler of apocalypse lick the shit off our boots. I'm like, that's going a little oh too far. Uh, but yeah. You go with this and they're trying to figure out what's going on while this is going on. 
Dr. Manhattan is answering Ronnie in the future, six minutes from now, all this Dr. Manhattan stuff. I just like seeing all of the characters there. While this is going on, too, Ronnie realizes that he isn't, you know, in a hospital. He's heading to Mars in a spaceship. He doesn't like it. Uh, Stein wants him to stop and not get involved. Ronnie's like, screw that. Uh, I'm Firestorm. And he goes out and he ends up where Dr. Manhattan takes him back to see his origin. And the origin, which again, is, is classic, classic origin, origin with a little bit of a but twist with the Superman, with the theory, Superman t- theory. And that's why Stein I'm saying that's why it seems to me as if this is a complete separate timeline that Dr. Manhattan's created an altered uh, you know, reality of trying to figure out things or whatnot. But, yeah, you see that he is, in fact, part of the Superman theory. And you get at the point where they're talking, Mr. President, you know, you got to come and say that Superman's nothing to do with us. And he's like, well, that's the biggest deterrent for anybody attacking us. Why? Would I do that? You also have to tell them about Firestorm. No, no, no. We're not no. going to do that. <laughs> That's, That's going to end up getting is, a lot of people we, we arrested. We are disavowing all knowledge that yes. there is a Superman theory. If they yeah. know that the American people were, or American government were creating yeah. superheroes – there's going to be all out there's wars. a we're lot of trouble and so this this is big with the basically like and, and that's actually i think the president saying we should throw that dumbass to the wolves the firestorm no no no, no. Mr. President. we're not going to do that but again that's a pretty big moment that's kind of it's yeah. kind of brushed aside a little is, with everything with going on super- with what? that Superman theory, though, you talk about where you can have these catch-up kind of things because looking at the characters, Metamorpho, he's in the Terrifics, Kurt yeah. Langstrom, he's in the Just League Dark. There are these people that are with the Superman theory that there could be stuff going leading into the books going forward. Yeah, but again, I don't think that they're going to end up changing all these characters that people love. They're going to change their origins to just like, oh, you were made in a lab. That's why I think that it's not going to happen. I don't think that they're just going to say, oh, by the way, this character, this character, oh, Kurt Langstrom, you know, he's all already been talking about his experiments that he's doing and then all of a sudden yeah. to say no 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 you were actually created by somebody else in in a uh, lab there uh, not like that not like a, something in a lab but he would have to have been, a, he would have had to have that changes his whole character though that like the whole he was thing involved too, like he's in doing something and maybe an assistant isn't tied into some kind of government stuff yeah, that is I doing stuff I from don't accidentally think that they would you know, stop or this. even metamorpho you know it's mr like you know uh mr stag is the one who's involved in this whole thing and it gets rex to go do the stuff yeah. to turn him into Again, metamorpho but speaking of which, I don't think the Terrifics will be around when this ends. So you say it's going to end in October. I don't think the Terrifics saying, is going to end could. that. But again, you're going to have to stop these books for these singular characters. All of a sudden, they're just like dark uh, with Tyne and is just going to stop to give a full deal of, oh, by the way, you know, Langstrom was actually this and we had this and there'd be it'd be very odd. We'll see. We'll see. how it, Now, this is what you would have thought would have led to that uh, originally. Right. But uh, again, though, this seems to be the reveal. So who knows if they would want to reveal that? Because this is, to me, the final reveal of, look, this is true. This this theory oh that everybody's been yelling about that, uh, you know, you even have a firestorm like in this issue. Uh, you know, Professor Stein, tell the him it wasn't that. No good. Well, we see that it is a thing, and that's pretty big. Uh, like I said, then Bruce is trying to get a hold of them to say, you guys are going the wrong route. And I like by the end here, because where a Simon said, man, all these characters leaving Earth, this is bullshit. Well, you see that it is kind yeah. of bullshit. And you see what happens because all of those characters that ended up going with Black Adam, a lot of these villains show up. The Creeper, just, Giganta. Yeah. They, they, all these other Black people, Adam too, there, who have been, been waiting. All these, all these other people, too, like Giganta and the Creeper, who have been associated with the Superman theory. 
So they're going to the UN. They yeah. might, you know, have some background and stuff they want to talk about that the government might not want them to talk about, especially yeah. the UN. That or they're just going to try to take over because nobody's there to stop them now. And again, this might be a tie around to Osmondeus saying to them, hey, look, I'm going to get them. I'm going to lure all these guys out while they're yeah. busy on Mars, you know, having nonsense. We'll take over because he's watching all of that. He's he's watching it intently and then stops that transmission. But yeah, through this, you do have Lex, like we said, he goes to see Lois. Superman's in that coma. She's pretty bad, but but he's not there to hurt Superman. He's there to kind of discuss these things and figure this stuff out. Now, were you saying he's a pretty badass, or are you saying he's pretty bad, but he's only there to help? No, I say he's a bad bot. (laughs) I don't want to curse here. You know how it is. But yeah, you have everybody, all these people are now protesting, Firestorm, all this shit has come to roost. I mean, the shit has hit the fan. With and, all of these great reveals of all these heroes to go take on Dr. Manhattan, which I'm telling you, it does get your hype up as you look yeah. at it. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to go like they're, they're going up against something they've never faced before. And even though you have the combined might of all these, some of my favorite heroes, yeah. they're not going to be able to stand. But when you, my single favorite thing of this is just when Captain Adam decides that he's about to join and the look that Dr. Manhattan gives him almost of recognition like, like, for some reason. What the that fuck makes are you? Like, <laughs> Why do you I know look like you. me? You're me. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it's really good and i know that people like a lot of people are complaining in the slack especially of the idea if you don't like this you're saying that oh this is just jeff johns playing off of the watchman deal the problem is, is, is these issues though what i've been waiting for i'm not here for the watchman i'm here for our heroes and i'm getting that times 10 here and the last issue sure. as well that's why i'm enjoying it more and i'm also seeing you know some effects of our universe and things going on you even see you know all these heroes just that's cool to me like, they the do comedian at now jim yeah, we need to yeah. get rid of all this but DC again stuff. that's get the back thing the that's weird the mind of marionette what happened there are these weird like you'll have three issues of the what like it is kind of spaced upon and with the delays it's crazy but yeah they they end up it looking is. like they destroyed Dr. Manhattan. He then kind of reforms. He just and comes then, back together. Yeah, he reforms he again like he does and then just goes nuclear. And we don't know what's going on because the, the heroes are laying down on Mars with the idea as well, which is weird. It might be an art thing, but you don't really see that full green lantern thing around. And if they're knocked out, it might not be there. There should be some people dead. Oh, if not, no. they, you know, Dr. Manhattan keeping <laughs> them alive. Yeah. They're all oh, like, no. I mean, I see some characters there that shouldn't be able to breathe on Mars without that, you know, thing going on around it. Uh, but yeah. And then you have black Adam and all of his heroes and villains showing up at the UN and trying to say, you know, all your friends are on vacation. We're going to do something now. Um, but we'll see how this goes. They're Does that on, mean they're dead like in Forrest Gump? Yes, that's what it means. But yeah, you have a lot of things going on here and a lot of things that are thrown in. But I, I can see where some people would be a little upset because some of the things aren't as well set up as they should have been uh, or might have been possibly. We'll see. Um But yeah, the other thing that I don't understand. Now, you tell me, well, again, the books were supposed to end and then this was going to end at that same point. I was going to say, what were the books going to be doing while it was going on? But they were supposed to come out to the point where our continuity ends or timeline ends just as this ends and then we go forward with it. But we'll see how that ends up. You know, but I like the seeing all the heroes here. I am intrigued intrigued by the change of the Firestorm origin. That actually, I know that upsets you. That intrigues me. I don't know what happened to Jason Rush's. I'm just saying it. It it ends up that would. How about if at that point where Lex went in and said, "Hey, 
you know, uh, the, one of his victims, I don't know, have you ever heard of Jason Rutledge? Would that have been kick-ass? It, 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 it doesn't have the same appeal as well. I know West, it doesn't, sadly. but in the story, though, boy, that would have, I think that would have gotten a one Eric Shea. Because then that would have pointed towards a different origin yes. of craziness. But I, I do think that where it, some people are going, and Jeff Johns is playing with the idea of that Wally West of being, hey, you know, do you know Wally West because he came back and changed things with Rebirth? I think that this might be pointing that he never did come back in this reality. But we'll see. We'll see. I've been wrong many, many a time. Uh, but we'll see. But what did you give this? I On the side, I gave this a 9.5, and I still really enjoy this issue. And even talking about this issue, it's a lot of fun. The art is fantastic, but because of, like, you know, things like, uh, the Ronnie Raymond's just like origin being you know, thrown aside for what seems like whatever use that he, Jeff Johns wanted for the Superman theory that yeah. bothered me a little bit too much. And just the whole idea, those other reasons I can't think now because I was having a lot of fun talking, yeah. but uh, I ended up going down to a nine out of 10. Because I'm a I nine out of 10 really as enjoy well. This. I actually thought uh, of all the, the issues and, and there are a lot of characters in here. So you, you when you're oh drawing my. it, Gary Frank has a lot of characters to draw. So they good. all look great. They all look great. But it seemed like either he had Except to back one, away Supergirl from screaming. Yeah, but even that then, it me. kind of looked like his standard deal. But even that, like the the there weren't as intricate backgrounds as there usually were. Also, right. with it, you have a lot of uh, you have a couple different pages with different bigger panels. They're not all nine panel pages. You have a couple of these long panels and stuff. More it seems to me than we had before. The art just at points I think that maybe. Maybe he was kind of rushing it a little. It's weird to say rushing it because it looks great, but it didn't seem to look as great. Like even some of the panels where you had a couple where you had the the funny exchange with the Green Lanterns and some of those looked a little off. But even that we didn't even get to talk about it where Guy and Jessica kind of get in an (laughs) argument about who this, you know, bad butt is that they're going. And like, yeah, we're going to find his lair or whatever. She's like, what happened if it was a girl? And then he starts getting uh, angry here we go. about it. And there's some really We're good doing moments this again, in this. Yeah, there was some fun times in this that I like. Um, but yeah, when we Let's get to it, but I'll give it a nine. Poor girl, can it, Gardner? Yeah, yeah. But I, I give it a nine uh, easily. And uh, yeah. again, you'll see at the end that it's one and of my favorites. So uh, that's the thing. Is, and the delays just kill me because it does. Me, I get so inspired. I get so amped up when one of the Doomsday Clock issues comes out, especially after last issue. Last issue was the pinnacle in my mind. It really grabbed a hold of me and said, this is something you need to pay attention to hardcore more than you already have just because yeah. of how it spoke to me emotionally for what he was doing with the character's dialogue and just the way they're depicted in his book. I'm like, oh my God. So when this came out, you know, how, however long it was delayed since that last issue, but all right. Oh my God, we're going to Mars and fighting Dr. Manhattan. There's all this mystery going on in the background about the past, the future. Oh my God. So much. Fuck, I'll see you in May, everybody. Yeah. yeah God damn yeah, it. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the next book, though, and it's another big one. I mean, if, you, if you're going with the how this whole thing is wrapped around and, and happened with this, we're getting ideas that the Justice League book is now the one that's going to push towards changing to things or, you know, setting up what we're going to have, you know, much to the chagrin of Dancing Mike. Um, but, you know... This issue, in my mind, as we get into it, the ending to me points to where this was now kind of like, hey, by the way, 
you're you're in charge of moving things forward. It seems to me that by the end of this, this book has become a little bit bigger, even though we've seen, you know, source wall stuff and things like that. This seems to change it up a little. I think that this issue kind of ups the ante a little with, you know, what's going on. But I'll get to my blurb here. It is, if I can pull it up, Just League number 19. And I don't even Uh have a blurb, Eric. I'm telling you, I never wrote a blurb because I was busy talking to like 17 other people about if they were going to be able to do the podcast tonight, things (laughs) like that. But it's written, it's actually plotted also by Jorge Jimenez, but it's Scott Snyder and Jorge Jimenez on plot. It is written by Scott Snyder, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. Napolitano. And yeah, this is an issue that... It's a little more jokey than what we have had in this Justice League, and I don't mind it. I actually think that it's a nice change, especially with the idea that Scott Snyder does like to make things very, very dark. By the end, it does get dark again, uh, literally. Um, but you have, you know, some fun, it seems. And you're going to have, you know, we'll call him Mixelplick because that's how we call him. But Mixie shows yeah. up in this. And that's always going to be fun. But that actually just doesn't show up to be like a name drop or anything. It's, they they want to know what's going of, on. I don't know. Well, like you, you do need him for where you're going to go with the yeah, next Yeah, that's you basically know, what it is. Force, whatever you want to call it. I, mean, I still don't know what the last force was that we dealt with. Was that the whole idea of imagination for like, you know, Brainiac and, uh, and Lex combining in the last issue? Yeah, but like, I, I'm telling I think you, we're, we're moving they seem on to already now, have like, that. But yeah, the forces, I I I'm telling you. I, the- I have no idea what the fifth force is off the top of my head. They even talked about, all right, we're going to be getting the sixth now, or they're going to be reaching the sixth, but we already have five. I'm like, I have no idea what the fifth yeah, one is. But yeah. even when you have Mixel play here, he shows up and like, I'm all about that because I've wanted to see Mixie again, which we just kind of did see him in the Wonder Twins a couple weeks ago. But, you know, dealing with continuity and that's a book that really matters in the long run. That's, you know, that's out there. But dealing with the Just League, you know, this is big and important. But Mixie's showing up for some reason. I'm like, all right, we're going to have some stuff. And I want him more than anything. I know it won't happen, but I want him more than anything to talk about what happened in Superman Reborn. Yeah. Because I need some definitive answers on what that actually meant. Here's the thing that I want to come up because you you end up having Mixoplick come in and Mixie shows up. And the idea that they're tricking him Hideous to come troll. to you know the the our it's world odd. our dimension and they're tricking early. him by saying early but early from what because the last time we saw him he did not say his name backwards he left he skedaddled yeah. after they did not trick him at the end so of superman reborn no i'm saying him superman reborn he ended yeah. up skedaddling because he said oh no you're involved with him i'm out of here and, and then we that was when we were what thinking was it was Dr. Manhattan, all this stuff, and he got out. But he is here, so you can kind of think, well, maybe they, they dealt with him some other time since then, which then kind of makes it, okay, you know, he doesn't care. And also, Mixie, he, he don't care, though, Superman Reborn, that's all stuff uh, from the past. And Eric. the weird part is, for like, we got to trick Mixoplick into coming to our dimension early, which seems odd to me. If they're giving a second call out there, and plus making it the way the temperature, the weather should be on the day that he Man. Should come back. He should know a little and more than that, right? A black. Di- I'm telling you, he should know this ruse from the get go. But the whole thing is, and then we're going to trap him in a black diamond cage that was capable of trapping a clip. So I'm like, there's all these things here. I'm yeah. like, 
maybe it would have served a better purpose just to say the 90 days were up and he came and you asked him for help? Yeah, well, here's the thing is, number one, I think that he's not tricked. I think that he's up to something, obviously, by the end. He opens up a portal that doesn't end up going where he's supposed to. So we're going to have to see. Uh, Scott Snyder talking to a lot of people and in interviews and stuff is saying that this is kind of the kickoff to the year of the villain. This is the beginning of that sort of thing. So I think that that's what we're seeing as well. Um, But having mixed here seems to have given Scott Snyder the idea that he can have a little fun, which he hasn't seemed to have a lot of time. I'm all about having fun because the thing is, he wants to have fun while also telling this big story where you don't get a lot of... Actually, you get more information out of this than you have from all the previous forces for the idea of the sixth dimension, which is cool. And yeah, most of the stuff, like you say, you're going to have his way of Mixoplex here and he has in a cage that Black Diamond, you know, there's the kind of thing you're just going to have to go... Okay, whatever. But with this going, uh, I like the idea that he kind of tricks you because Mixie comes now even before that you have Superman or Clark there at the Daily Planet. And you have, you know, Clark, Kent, where's my story? You know, Perry's yelling and screaming. And Superman ends up typing real fast that we've talked about that wouldn't really work. That does not work. He ends up uh, writing the Drowned Earth story. It's kind of funny. What a catchy you know? title. That's a catchy title there. I like you saying, what the? Jandana. <laughs> that is catchy. But as we go into this, it is a kind of a smart way of doing this. Once you get past the idea that you can get past, if you can get past the black diamond cage capable of trapping Eclipso. Making it snow because that's going to be the weather on the day yes, you're supposed to come back. The idea, though, that then Mixie's like, oh, you might have trapped me, but I can turn the city against you. And you see the city attacking. Then you're sitting to yourself thinking, wait a second. They got him back yeah. early. He shouldn't have powers. He doesn't. Nope. It's all a ruse. He's being controlled by Martian Manhunter, which he does figure out then, I think that he's playing along. I think that he's allowing all this because he knows, he already says, and it's very, very particular in saying he knows what happens down the line. Now, he does say, well, there's some things I can't see. I can't go with the idea. But I think that he knew he was going to get called here. He knew that he was going to be tricked, and he's going with this. But he doesn't seem to be involved with Lex per se, uh, because he even says, oh, and I like the way he says, oh, there's some real bad mischief going on there. And I like well, the I'm idea. Saying, I don't even know who he could be in a league with, because even the idea where you have the fifth dimensional imps who will have all power yeah. and can see everything, but the, the sixth dimension that you know exists beyond them are where the gigantic world creators yeah, come from. Yeah, I like said that monitor, this is almost the like anti-monitor creation. Perpetua. Yeah. Exactly. And the whole the idea, world like, forger, who does he get in mentioned. league with, though? Because you, you don't want to mess with anybody who comes from the sixth dimension because they could wipe him out and getting in league with somebody well, again, like Lex Luthor, if you it are, seems below him. And if you, that's what I'm, but if you are, say, in league with, not even in league, with kind of being, you know, made to do some things, the heavy hitters above him there in that sixth dimension are certainly things that might be able to do it. Uh, and even as they spell out here, the idea like, hey, Mixie, we came to talk to you because you're one of the most powerful villains, but you're a goofball yeah. and you're not bad. You just like to cause trouble. Why didn't anybody an call, call a bat mite? He yeah. seems like he might have well, been he, a better he, off subject for this. He does end up, you know, kind of saying bat mite in the meantime. Like, hey, that guy over there, he has, you know, another imp that Is it weird him. that I don't like to think of bat mite, but Mixie's okay in my mind? Like yeah. I tell you, the idea that there is a fifth dimensional imp for Batman bothers me and we never get to see it because it is a little too goofy. But Mixie yeah, being in Superman is fine. But Mixie, 
Banksy's for some reason. fine to me because I don't know that he's goofy, but he's a little more serious. Bat might just come in. He just makes he's, everything. He's a goofy cartoon character. Cartoon. Whenever, That's all it and is. And when I look at Mixie, he's terrified to me. So I'm like, okay, he yeah. works. He's scary yeah, yeah. as hell. Yeah, so he's there. In the meantime, you do see a little bit of the Justice or the Legion of Doom where you do have, you know, Brainiacs like they're up to something. You know, this is dangerous. And Lex is like, come on. We have the five, we have five of seven, and uh, you know, let them do what the heck they want. We have Perpetua, and then the look at around her fingers, galaxies, you know, going. Now, the one thing that was pointed out in this that I thought was cool is we now see the world forger and how he will come back, he or she or whatever it, because they kind of can get reborn in the sixth dimension. Right. So the idea that that was ended, we we wanted there was no closure of that in metal. Uh, we thought that, and like, that was do you get a the idea bit, that the world forger will be reborn or already has been? I reborn? think already has been reborn and is in the sixth. Because that's dimension. the thing is because all these dark worlds that we keep going to in the dark dimension, all the dark multiverse, and all these different books, like they should have been destroyed by now, and the energy yeah. should have been repurposed. And and that's where like I that. think so like, that we're getting that. I think that that's where this world that they're going with this kind of older Superman by the end. I think that that shows that that's something that was forged. Also, with for that, a we purpose. should have worlds being forged that go into the multiverse, which doesn't have a barrier anymore. So I yeah. don't even know. Yeah, what we'll it means. see how it goes. And again, that would be why he'd be kind of pissed off as well. Plus, he got killed. And uh, I did see something where. Hawkman's going to be involved as well at some point since he was the dragon at one point, but he was that was brought He's up. The people. He's the dragon. He's the dragon. He is. Um, but yeah, they <laughs> they say to Mixie like, listen, we need to know about this whole deal. Kendra has what we're told is this map and all these things. This Weird. this sixth dimension, and he does spell out more than any other issue. Scott Snyder is going to tell us, you know, what the sixth dimension is enough that I can say okay. I see that this is where that the monitor, anti-monitor, World Forger, Perpetua, they all started there. They end up kind of being reborn there. They, they It's the, pretty much the start of all creation. It's beyond and above everything else. It's a control room for everything. All right, you spelled it out. Why couldn't we have a spread page like this for all the energies? If we would have had that up until this point, we wouldn't have been talking at the beginning like, well, we really don't know what these are or whatnot. I think that because... In the long run, those other energies don't really matter that much. They're just we have See, to get the seven to go forward with it's Perpetua. Such a weird this thing means to something. But to uh, think that Mixie is going to betray him. I know they might have somebody talking to him beforehand that wants to fix this whole thing. But since the source wall has been broken, imagination, as he calls it, has been running wild yeah, to the it's point where fifth dimensional people are dying. Like I'm telling you, he takes off his hat. He has a piece of his goddamn brain hanging out. Yeah, it's yeah. missing. He's deteriorating oh, it's, it's because awful. of the source yeah. wall being destroyed. I'm like, yep. oh God, why won't he just help? And then the whole idea too, like that map, it's not pointing to the fifth dimension in my people. It's going above that to the sixth yeah. dimension. I can tell you how to get there. Don't worry about the whole thing. Like, you might want to back your horse around somebody who can save this source wall, Mixie, because your brains are going to start well, falling this out. Is the problem. Gross, this it. is where I think that he – this is whoever. Say this is uh, the World Forger's plan, the monitor, anti-monitor. Okay. Maybe they're all together. The idea that the one thing that Mixie will jump on board with would be get, get my brain back in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my brain. We're falling apart. These people have ruined it. He he spells it out, and with the whole idea as you're going on, it's not really. It's not really subtle, but it kind of is, is that Mixie trails off a lot where he's saying things. He's like, we can't keep up. We're wasting away, running out of ditch, you pig. 
What, what was that? What? Eh, he kind of goes, eh, never mind. You know, that's sort of like, know, but, it's and, I'm telling you. And then he's like, here, you know, if we keep doing that, we'll end up here. <laughs> he always yeah. ends tailing off. And also throughout. Like a yeah, real you know, old man. This is where imagination is. It's the blood of the multiverse, the energy that flows between realms. <laughs> and it's until you knew it's broke it. Broke it. You know, he always has these sides. It. And so with that, I do think that it's a subtle, not so subtle way to show that. And then mix these up for, you know, the whole mischief and things like that. I think that this is actually a mixie that is like, you know what? Let's put this mischief on hold for a couple minutes here because shit's gone wrong. If if I don't fix these, yeah, my brain's hanging out. And so the idea of the imagination even might even explain in a roundabout way. And this is where, I like Scott Snyder's writing a lot, but I also wish that he would kind of open up to us all because this also might be the reason why Mixie was dumb enough to get captured. Tell me what's on your mind. He doesn't have the imagination anymore. It's all running all crazy. His brain's coming out. So he might be tricked into going in that cage and things like that if you sit there and think about it. But yeah, by the end, he's like, yeah, you know, I I could probably open a portal to the sixth dimension. And this is the problem that I have also. He shouldn't, in the way this was set up he shouldn't have these powers he shouldn't have the power to do this but he does which makes it seem to me that there's something else at play unless it was an something oversight. else is using the power and it's yeah, not it's actually like him he's because it doesn't make sense yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying it, it, it's weird that and and they're just so hyped that the justice league is so hyped to get to the sixth dimension that they're not thinking this out. And not only that, but also the thing that. too, where, you know, the mortal play, like the play thing of Mixie Plick is the only, oh, oh, guys, look, look, you want to go to the sixth dimension? That's fine, but you'll never make it. The only person who can make yeah. it is Superman. And because it's of my connection, I've been sprinkling him with the ways to be able to survive this whole thing for a while. So don't you guys r- r- worry. I'm going to send Superman through this doorway here. And everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's not fine. No. And it's such a setup and it's such a thing that when, you're reading it to me it's like why are you listening to him saying this this idea that he has sprinkled this extraordinary stuff that you would eventually and then they go like oh you can tell this they're not exactly listening because they keep looking at that gaping hole in his head but also they're like uh, you even have storm hey uh you exist uh you you could tell if this works out or whatever right it works out this plan works uh you know uh that's six to me. It's beyond me. He calls him space hippie too, which you know, made me t- laugh. I'm telling you for some reason, when you get that big old spread page, like, you know, roster of the Justice League, for some reason, he doesn't do anything really in this issue. I like Will Payton Starman being on the team because yeah, it's, it's something too. new and yeah, different. I like, like you know what? This I could really be really like cool it. going yeah. forward. And so while you're going, Batman says, and that's the thing, there's Batman. He's like, you can't go. We don't know what this is. This is nonsense. And And that's the thing. Clark says- we're running out of time. We really can't yeah. just sit back. And now a lot of people don't <laughs> like this idea. So bad. We got to do That's something. Basically, and he's like, you know, Luther was right. I'm just a street detective. Batman is really freaking out here to the point where we don't see that much, where he's playing down himself, saying, I'm nothing. This is the sixth dimension. People don't like this next bit where you have Superman say, you know, it's far bigger than us. Yes, it's terrifying. I'm scared, too. But, hey, this is where... We go and do things, and like, you're Batman. Say it with me. I'm Batman. And he, th- I'm to Batman. me, that is jokey, <laughs> yes. But it's yes. also two guys 
that are manly men. You know, these are guys, this is the idea of me and you. I'm oh, not that's why go we up, talk like this all the no, time. No, this yeah. is what I'm saying. I'm not oh. going to go up to you and say, hey, man, I love you and I'm really worried about you and I don't think that you should go and, you know, out tonight without Jess. You know, I'm not going to say that. But it, these guys are not going to say, why won't give, you me, be a, there give for me, me a hug. I love you. I'm worried about you. If you die, that's the worst thing that's going to do. A lot of times in these situations, you, you make up jokes. You, you make up jokes. And then he's Thank like, you know, you. say it with me. I'm Batman. And he's like, you're the only person more stubborn than me, Clark. And by the way, I don't pad my suits. This is them saying that they're worried about each other. And also it yeah. points out that Batman has the Daily Planet bug, which makes me laugh <laughs> so love. much. It's me so too. great. But yeah, that's not just there to be the joke. I think that that's supposed to be. How these guys would say to each other, hey, you know, I'm worried about you. Let's let's, you know, hug it out. But they don't because they're going. But Mixie opens up this portal and he's like there. And you know it, what, it, Jim, for being such a short man, you got some big stature. Thanks a lot. You got a big heart. But yeah, he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to go. And they don't know how long this will be. They, they This no. could end up that Superman's gone a million years. You have no idea. He's in the, they don't know what the sixth dimension is. He comes back right away. Old man Superman looks great. I, I think it's so great. And this Superman. whole issue looks awesome. I think that, you know, Jorge Menez is great. He comes back glowing. He's like, hey, guys, you know, good to be back. I've been going decades. You know, I finally found in a very Dr. Strange, you know, uh, you know, Infinity War deal. Yeah. I went through all the possibilities and figured out this one. Come through here and let me show you how we won the war. Come on, yeah. guys. Come and, on. and even says I, in a way that you have to have. He's like, listen. I set this up so you guys can come through as well. You know, before the whole idea of yeah. Superman, went, he is now. Listen, I set it up. Come on, let's Look, go. I don't trust any of you people. Mitchell play yeah. fake oh, old Superman. There's I don't trust no nobody. Way. There's no way. And they they go through, and then they end up seeing that this whole you know dream world again. In my mind, what this might be ten would years. Be, yeah. Hit a lot of these heroes pretty goddamn hard. Look how yeah. white Diana's hair is. And again, hair, I think Clark's that this hair, is maybe Barry's. a take. Yeah, I think it might be a take on the for the man who has everything kind of a whole, you know, that sort of deal where they see that this Hulk perfect Martian world. monstrosity. Oh my God, they're there. There's Hawkman and, uh, you know, Martian Manhunter. Hawk girl obviously, Martian Manhunter. Hawk girl. Yeah. yeah, they had a kid that's a monstrosity. It killed me. It's the Martian. <laughs> it's the Hawk Martian. Kill I can just see me. It, it, kill me. I'm a monstrosity. Our two yeah. people were not meant to mix. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you see them there. And again, I think that this is supposed to fool them because at the end you see that, in fact, Superman did go off to what appears to be, you know, Terminator area where there's been an apocalypse and he's stepping on skulls and bodies and shit like that. And stuff. I, is I don't even near the know. End. I'm telling you, this, this seems like a moon in the middle of space in the middle of the universe. Kind of. I thing. think like, this is the world. I think this is Earth that's been destroyed. Yeah, I think this is really? Earth that's been destroyed. And he also says it's a millennial, uh, you know, a millennia ahead of time. He says, you know, all that while that office, all those millennia ago, where he talked to Perry at the beginning of this issue, this is the far, far future. 
and shit has gone wrong. I, I think that this is the earth that's been destroyed with all the things that the Legion of Doom are going to do, and we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, he's going to run out of power very quickly because even that, where he looks up, there's the moon there. It looks like that would be either where he's on now or okay, he's that's where I be. thought he was on. He might be, but even moon. though, I mean, if, all if the you stars destroy, have been winked if you out destroy in the, universe. the earth, I mean, you know, it might end up looking like a moon, but yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, that many years ahead of time. So uh, we'll see. But I thought that that ending felt very big. It felt very, uh, to me, that felt very Doomsday Clock-esque, even how that ended with him just on this planet by himself, freaking out with everybody dead, while the heroes are kind of... metal to me. Yeah, well, with the heroes now in a dream state type deal that's supposed to be the perfect world that I think is supposed to trap them in and stuff like that. So we'll see. But I give it a 9 out of 10. I thought that the art was great. I really liked the humor that we're finally getting in this. I so think I, that this book has been way too dark and I'd like to have this little aside with some, you know, some fun times and with Mixie there that leads to it as well. Um, but what would you give it? I would give this issue a eight out of 10 because I do enjoy the art. This is some of the stuff with Mixie felt odd and weird out of nowhere just for the whole thing that, you know, they're like, you know, making the psychic call and knowing all these different things. I'm telling I, for some reason feel like we could have bypassed all that. Okay. Well, Mixie, we need maybe, to, like, but you know, I think that's, dimension. I think that that might be something that's going to come later. I, I agree. It could be something going around here. It's just, it's such a weird thing because we like to think about where they could be going. And there's something like the idea that he opened a door when he shouldn't have powers and stuff but like it, that. And it again, and, and but there could defense. be a deeper meaning. There could not be. Well, I don't know. In your defense, Sometimes Scott Snyder likes to get a little clever with things and likes yeah. to kind of do things a little bit of a roundabout way to be clever about it. But I do like this it. issue. I just like, you know, I just – I don't like it as much as Doomsday Clock. I'm telling you, it, it is really good and I do like the idea of where we're going. But for some reason, even though we're going to the sixth dimension, you know, that's where the other force is going to be that we're going to have to get. I still want to know what the fifth force is. That's a big yeah, deal in my mind. I and I want to know how these other artifacts are other forces. Like, I this is the whole – idea of the story leading up to the whole perpetual and stuff like that like i need to know what the keys are that unlock these doors that are this big bad thing because you're just saying stuff it still bothers me after what fucking 19 issues now like i need to know more but the whole idea of going to the place that you know exists beyond the fifth dimension and even mixelplick being scared of something for how powerful it is it really does intrigue me but eight out of ten all right, we're going to go to the next book to finish off this justice section. And this is a book that we seem to be on an island with, uh, for the most part, for people I'm talking to, to me, saying that they just love it till the end. I got degree. a fanny and, pack full of snacks. I'm not a big fan of people. I like this yeah, island. I know. It, it is young justice, and you get to your blur. But yeah, I, I, I end up, like, obviously, you have already reviewed it. You've read it. So today I go to read it. And by now, yeah. I've gotten some emails about how great it is. I've talked to people on chats about how they think this is the greatest thing and it's it's way better than what Bendis usually does and things like that. So when I go in to read it, I'm expecting like, okay, Eric told me his gripes, but maybe I'll be somewhere in between. But, but I Eric read it. Insane, and yeah, so I don't maybe. have the same gripes as you. So, you yeah. know, continuity gripes aren't always my gripes, but I still, I, I'm not getting this book. I'm that, you know, we're we're three issues in, and I'm I'm trying to grab a hold of something that I could really love, and I'm not getting it yet. But go with your blurb, and then we'll talk about it. 
Young Justice number three, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Patrick Gleason, Victor Bogdanovic, Jonathan Glapion, Alejandro Sanchez, Chris Sotomayor, Hi-Fi, Carlos Emanuel, and Josh Reed. It's time to head on back to Gem Road so that we can get some answers out of Superboy and Impulse and how they make sense in this continuity and how Tim Drake know who they are. At least that's what we should be getting. Instead, we discover that Brian Michael Bendis doesn't know anything that's been going on in the DC Universe for the past eight years. Yeah, the that's, that's the weird thing on. about it, and that's what you have in issue with is the idea that well, the, the Superboy is nothing with slapping uh, you in the face online yeah. saying this is in continuity for everything you've read and I'm going to tell you how it makes sense that every issue I go yep. into this has a little boy I'm like he's going to tell me I'm going to learn well, things yeah, and then yeah. I read the issue and I become a 36 year old man again and I'm an angry 36 year old man oh. because it doesn't make any sense well with that it's funny to me because like it, it's almost like and I'm going to try to figure this out on the fly of how right, I said like hey uh, you know, there's rules to people hitting somebody else in the face at work. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. And then I punch you right in the face and I say, that's a new rule, buddy. I, I think that I what he's like saying it. is the idea of this is in continuity because you know what? Face. It's my continuity and I'm giving it to you right now. All this I'm other continuity you. nonsense to hell with you. This is in continuity. So go to hell. I think that's I was what it upset. means now. I was upset last issue because I we didn't get any Superboy or Impulse in the last issue. And I thought to myself, man, that's exactly what I want. We're not going to yeah. be here. So when I got to issue three here, I'm looking at him like, okay, it's time to finally get some answers. Yeah. And right away on the front cover, I realized. answers there. Yeah, no, no, he's right got away on the front cover, I realized that I'm not going to get what I want because it's Superboy, quote of Superman and Lex Luthor. I'm like, that wasn't where we yep. left Connor Kent Superboy that in the 52. right on the cover. And that's the funny thing is you say this and I didn't look at the cover. So when I went in and he says, yeah, I'm the DNA of two. I'm like, boy, Eric's really jumping the gun. There. And then when we were just doing this, I'm looking at the cover. I'm like, oh, shit, that's where he got it. He oh, got shit. it from the cover. Yeah, because right it, well, cover. explain to people quick, because we did just do the yeah, Superboy Neil 52. Is, it's very convoluted and I can understand why nobody would ever want to pick up where those goddamn strands left off in the story. But Superboy Connor Kent is the clone of a future son of Lois Lane and Superman. Yeah. He is just pretty – it could have been Jonathan Kent if they would have played the goddamn cards right. It could have been that whole thing. But in this go about when they brought this – yes. But Superboy is not the clone of Lex Luthor and Superman anymore like he was pre-Flashpoint. Yes. But apparently – Superboy of the New 52 was too convoluted for Brian Michael Bennis. So we get in here. And, and really, Eric, seriously. Flashpoint Superboy. Clone of Superman and Lex is the, that's the wow Superboy, right? That oh, yeah. That's the one that's that the you're going to want to have. Superboy. That's the, the cool ass Superboy. So what I'm saying is I do think that what he's telling us with this is totally in continuity. That means that this is the new continuity. He's going about it in a weird way to say that, Superboy, but I think that that's the case. Superboy, continuity has never worn that jacket. I know, I know. Well, there you go. This continuity doesn't matter Maybe to him. Maybe he did, I don't remember. Say, but why couldn't this Wonder Comics just be slightly a few of the continuity? Why, don't, why didn't he make the- his ultimate universe that a lot of people wanted with this? You have a separate you know, deal. You have the imprint, Wonder yeah. Comics imprint. Why not use that to the advantage of having the Wonder Comics imprint? Not just not like, oh, watch. it's the Wonder Comics imprint just so that I can have that on the cover? I mean, take advantage of it and say to people, I know that it makes some people like, oh, it's not in the regular continuity. I'm done. I wish I could talk I'm to Brian Michael people. Bendis pretty much though now because I think that that concept – 
with most of the people I'm talking about now does not matter. It doesn't matter because the continuity is in shambles. It's in shambles. Nobody knows what the continuity is. I could sit here and talk to you about continuity and we could think three different things and we'll, we'll be right. I'm because going back of to the Superman new Reborn, I'm you in but the face. Superman Reborn, we don't know that Superman <laughs> Reborn no didn't affect this. We don't it's know true. any of that. So why not just make it your own thing and say, "Hey, I'm here for the stories. Don't go the story over continuity." Say, "Listen, we're going to bring back a lot of classic things. The continuity will be revealed as we go on, and then I'd be a little better with it." I did have a problem with the first to page, a degree. Though. Yeah, because I mean, right away we have to come into a whole idea from the last thing we heard from Tim Drake though was who's Connor Kent going yeah. into this setting you know we can't have Young Justice without Connor I'm like well you're gonna have to explain how Tim Drake knows who Connor Kent is after that gigantic bombshell of yeah. saying who's Connor Kent before when Savior showed up Superman that was Reborn a big deal. No, no, Superman Reborn came way before that. No, I'm saying, though, that it could affect – they could just say that it's a dribble-down effect. I I mean, you could also say that maybe this was before. We're talking about comics. No, I'm saying, though, you know, they could just (laughs) – they can get out of it all the time. Uh, The first page just made me laugh because I didn't like this scene when we saw it in the the Superman book where you have somebody hugging and then one person wants to get out. It's just when – it's the same exact thing that Superman and John did. With the, hey, hold on, let me, nope, busy, where Impulse is still hugging. I'm like, really? We saw this scene before, and I didn't like it then. I am like, that. you're a hack. You only know <laughs> that one scene when t- people who haven't seen each other in a while start hugging. It's but almost it's exact. Reversed. It's almost exact. It's nope. reversed, though. Yeah, also, it, <laughs> it does. The little one. Yeah, he's I'm telling go. you, though, it is the exact same scene. I did like the idea, though, with the panel above the nope, busy, is almost an idea that that looks very much like the rebirth flashes hugging. I thought that right. that was kind of a neat thing of them coming together and that people want to see this. My problem, though, again, isn't continuity because I, I could say and I, we try and I try to talk to people and I said my continuity issues are continuity within a, its own story. If you have this and all of a sudden three issues from now, Impulse doesn't know who Connor is and there's no explanation, then I'm going to have problems. I don't mind the whole continuity deal. What I do mind is not much happens in this and I was pretty bored. There, there you go. There, there is what well, I got you, out of The thing this. is, last issue I was upset that you didn't get any Connor or Bart. This issue I was upset because you got only that where it didn't unveil any kind of information that I was looking forward to and the rest of Young Justice were only relegated to the last pages where you only heard their dialogue balloons through a grate. You didn't yeah. really get a chance to see them. They do nothing here and I just don't understand though because I even had an idea. I wrote my review up. I was very angry, but then I was going to give Brian Michael Bendis the benefit of the doubt because I had an idea to myself, oh my God, what if he's playing the long game now? And I'm giving this all this credit in my mind because I'm trying to make this make sense in my head for this Connor and this impulse and stuff like that. I'm like, what if because Superboy, this Superboy, pre-Flashpoint was stuck in Gemworld, he was able to stay here and didn't get erased during Flashpoint. Yeah, he survived the Flashpoint He survived the Flashpoint rethink. And I thought about it though. Impulse, <laughs> nobody should know who Impulse is because yeah. he's been stuck in the Speed Force, whatever like that. Nobody should have any idea who he is. But the whole thing is these two should know each other because they both come from that same universe possibly, the pre-Flashpoint universe. And it would have all made sense if I didn't have to last second think to myself, Tim Drake saying, yeah. well, we can't. Ha- hey, what's going on, Bart? What are you doing here? Oh, it's Young Justice over here. Can't have Young Justice without Connor. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that well, if you didn't it. say that, 
it could have made all yeah, the and much that would more have been, sense. That would have been really cool. It that would have been, been amazing. Awesome. Uh, with this, you are getting amazing. you are getting the pretty much for the bulk of the issue is the origin of this Superboy. And again, if you're just jumping and in at Rebirth, you really? probably will it's, enjoy this. You probably, but I, I thought know. it was boring well, anyway. There's nothing to enjoy. That's you what have I'm Superboy. Before he went to Gemworld, he's fighting a monster in the desert. An organization comes up. He flies off because he has to go to high school. They're talking about the idea of rules in class. He decides, you know what? I don't you need high school anymore. Rules? I don't need rules. Yeah, yeah Fli- he's going to go. Flies off. back to Star Lab's secret laboratory complex, talks about how he doesn't believe in rules anymore, and then opens up a door where there's a thing from Gemworld and different gems, gets zapped and is stuck zapped in Gemworld. Gets zapped in a portal time. to be in Gemworld. There, yeah, it's not this that is exciting. Just jerk off Superboy, this entire beginning for this, not beginning, but the flashback aspect of it because, well, I'm done with high school. Fuck you yeah. guys. Hey, fuck you and your rule star lads. What are you doing here? I was made in a lab. Blah, blah, blah. The classic, you know, this the douchebag Superboy that I don't want to see anymore because we should be able to move past it at this point. Yep. And now he's just been in general this entire time. How long? Who knows? But enough to, for me to realize that Brian Michael Bendis does not like the idea of young Superboys because no. we had the John Kent one in the regular continuity. Well, we're going to take him. him. We're going to make him 17 years old. Oh, people want Connor Kent back? Well, let's bring him back. But... Yeah, he has a wife and a son now. Yeah. But in how Gem young of this justice is going on here? Yeah, oh my God. This is called Young Justice, not Daddy Justice. Yeah, really, Daddy Justice. And, and with that, you also have, you know, one of the key moments is a Gemworld soldier recognizing a polyester shirt. And like, really? Oh God, this is what so we're annoying. doing? I think that what's happening here with a lot of people reading this and, and all the power to them. They just want these characters. They want these characters. They want them together. So wherever you're going to get I that to. I mean, here's I the deal. Makes sense. I, I want Led Zeppelin to reform, right? So or, uh, just say even all the Beatles are alive. John Lennon didn't even get shot. He, they're all alive. George Harrison's alive. And I want them to form. They form and release an album. The album may suck balls but you know what i'm gonna be excited that the beatles are together and i can go and see them in concert something that i always until dreamt. you see them no even if because i saw like them I was ta- even if like i saw I them was they go through you the motions s- you know that- look i was telling you about this all this week the idea that i beg for things in my fandoms and stuff like yeah. that and i eventually do get them and when i do get them they're they come back but and some people don't sucking. care I'm like, where does that leave some me? people don't care and they're gonna sit there because again if God, i see the beatles like if i see you know their 70 year old going you know I, i'm gonna love it i'm gonna go nuts whether or not they even so you want to see alice cooper in july no i don't i've never liked alice cooper so i wouldn't know <laughs> but yeah i, well, I the gang's all birthday. back you're getting you know you're getting the beatles here or whatever band you you can think in your mind that you always wanted to see you know all of a sudden kirk Cobain comes back and people can see you could probably go see night ranger down the street at the <laughs> the freaking uh, a bar down there they'll, they'll be still rocking america they're gonna be doing that all night damn all right they day, are all night i love you <laughs> sister christian you'll have all yeah. that for you um oh, it's i think be a that good night. i think that a lot of times they just want the band back and they're getting it back here and they're along for the ride. And I think that where we get driven nuts, especially Brandon gets driven nuts, is the slow pace, the slow burn that Brian Michael Bendis does. I think that that may so even slow. work in his benefit here because 
they don't care. They just want to see these characters. All of a sudden, then there's a. I'll tell you, and I'm not saying I need to this get is this guy faking the funk. Twice monthly schedule. Now, I'm not saying that this is faking the funk. But then there's a lot of people who jumped in on Rebirth have no idea Connor Kent, but they hear, oh man, Connor Kent, he's the best Superboy. He's the best, and they're just going to be like, man, sure all is. right, he's here. All right, I'm seeing this. They they don't care what they're getting. They just want to be in with the you cool bastards. crowd. And that's the problem is where we go in. And this is uh, really just a nutshell of me and you and this podcast and even the area we grew up in, because I blame the Philadelphia area as well. (laughs) I also blame the 90s as well, where a lot of younger kids, they don't have this. Basically, in my mind, through my whole life, and then really everything. You're in the 90s. Oh, yeah. In the Philly 90s. Yeah. We don't like something until it's proven that we should like it. That's the problem. You have to win us over, not we'll love it until you screw us. Because really, in this area, everything screws you. So you oh don't trust anything. You know, Tanya, up there, down if Tanya was reading this, she'd love it because Tanya will get these friends. We talk about on the Jim S issues. Every friend that she gets, I'm like, eh, a piece of shit. You know, that's a paddle. And, yep. and then it ends up that's being paddling. right. And she, says fuck you over. and she even says like, oh, you don't like anybody. I'm like, yeah. And you realize that everybody fucks us over. So there you go. Look, I don't so when like we go into junkies. this, you keep yeah. bringing in the house. So where we're going into this again, I have to be shown why I love this. The other way around is to go into it and say, I love these characters. The story will work out. You know, I'm just here for the names. I'm here to do this. Oh, my. And that's where you can find. Has not worked out. You can find one or two things, though. I know you can find one or two things, though, that you could be like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is what I'm all about. What this issue would be is the first page impulse and Connor uh, hugging. But after oh, that's that, a nice hug. Yeah. After oh, that, boy. you're just like, okay. And I'm telling you, well, these people would I also waited be for like, Freddie versus Jason for 10 years, yeah. scoured the early days of the internet for any information. Then it finally came out after 10 years of me wedding. And yeah. it was garbage. Yeah. And what happens when you go on these, you know, all these damn uh, message boards and things like that, all of a sudden now it seems, and this is just in general, this is on Twitter. This is where everything is, is this toxic fandom that we're accused of being. No, we're fans and you have to, you know, impress us here you were here to Please. love what you're doing but you still have to make an effort a lot of these things is you're the new th- guy Brian Michael Bendis. you have to in, prove yourself to when, me yeah and when did this ever happen that not liking something is equated to bullying because i don't like a movie or well, a tv show you did or just a kind of comic, threaten to punch me in the face i'm gonna punch you so hard <laughs> right now that's the new rule <laughs> No, but seriously, I get on like, boy, you know, I don't know what's going on with this Connor Kent and the thing and where I'm saying you better explain yourself there, Brian Michael Bettis. Everybody's like, oh, it will be. Everybody has trust in everybody so much. I don't trust. I don't trust myself. Yeah. What are they doing? Nonsense. I, I told you, now we're even getting the idea. Alshon Jeffrey, I love the guy, Eagle. I mm-hmm. love him. He dropped the pass this past season, right? Sure it, did. it didn't cause them not to continue in the playoffs, but it no. did stop it. Yeah, they, they may not have won the game, but they may have. They it definitely wouldn't he, have. P- people are paying for billboards in Philadelphia now. We still love you. Like, st- what are you doing? <laughs> I'm telling you where you get this idea that now people sports, it's infecting sports where you can't boo anybody because God forbid it. My, they're people, you know, they have feelings. Yeah, I know they do. They're also going to get booed if they don't try or they're going to get booed. Well, what happened? 
This world is is turned into this craziness that you can't not like something. I don't. I'm not going to be won over because of the characters that show up in this book. Because also they're not like they should be. We we have problems with them. And then at the end, Brian Michael Bennett still wants to go with this idea of people talking through greats. Why? Well, Jim, we we Jim, we have to go and pay for that billboard for Elshon because he's only being paid fourteen million dollars. That's to play what I'm game, saying. Right? There you go. <laughs> At the end, where I had it to look used up to be, yeah, it used to be the, and I love him. I think the guy is, yeah. is great. I would never want him to leave the Eagles, but he dropped the ball. There you go. I can move on from that, but I can have my day after the game going. God damn it! Why didn't he catch that? But then I still love him, and that's that's what to me fandom is. Fandom is getting so excited <laughs> when things are great, but also getting yeah. very very angry. When they aren't great, because but this is where fanatics were fans, and yeah, that's that's the thing. You stick with your team. You don't bandwagon, jump around, and do all that nonsense. <laughs> like you know, liking the Penguins, eh? I like them when they stunk. <laughs> Even that, I got to fight for that. But yeah, I just don't understand these reviews of like, I just like this. And it also, here's the other one. We, we talked at the beginning of this this whole section. Oh, Doom, Doomsday Clock. Uh, sorry, guys. We're going to have to delay it another seven years. Oh, ju- just make Take sure your time. it's good. Take your time. You're doing your best. What the hell happened? <laughs> I mean, really, I want to. Here's that's where, where is my technology? I want to reach in, and then all of a sudden you're on Gary Frank's Twitter page where he's doodling it up. Doodle the issue that you're supposed to have three months ago. Now you're stupid doodles. That's the thing. You're getting paid to do this. You agreed to do it. Do it. I'm like, oh, Gary, just do it because then it's going to be great. (laughs) I can't take it anymore. This is again. So you like you like Young Justice, do you? No, and then this is why. Where you, you know we're never going to have a podcast where it's, hey, what did you like about the book? <laughs> what didn't I like? But that, that that's not a great business plan. In the long no. run, though, the people who do listen to us, the people who go on Patreon, the people in the Slack chat, they're fanatics as well, and they care. And right now, at least. One of them is shaking their head yes. I don't know. John Jack's probably like, you got it, buddy. He's on it. Yeah. But this is why we get angry. This is why, you know, we, we have over at the Marvel podcast where the guy on iTunes, oh, they're bad reviewers because they don't like stuff. No, no, no. That, that means that maybe like they're everything. bad writers. And also, like you said, again, one last deal, Eric, before I lose my mind, yeah. is the idea that we do like things. But – People only this whole idea. I might even love things. You have to be positive. They're not, but you're positive. I got to be positive. I got to be positive. And then all of a sudden they throw it in our face. They hate everything. Neglecting the five nines out of 10 that we had in the past month and stuff like that. The one person on on Facebook is like, oh, you guys hate everything. No, no, no. You're saying that in a week that you're giving a nine five. That's not the that's yeah. not the case. But yet they, they want to accentuate the positive, except with us. You're throwing your arms about, aren't you? Yes. I just knocked over my coffee thing. Luckily, we, I've we had, all Yeti. I had that Yeti thing. <laughs> so angry. But yeah, then we end with, you know, the baby reveal. Baby's a little cute. And it's such a, a weird Superman thing curl. because, you know, where we ended last issue with the idea of the rest of the Young Justice, do we look forward to seeing more of Ginny Hex and the Teen Lantern and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Because these are interesting characters. We do want to see more of them. We don't see any of them here, and we just have an idea because yeah. even the though we ended – The best is we don't see anything because they're just no. talking in a great 
Well, that's the, that's the thing is, we ended the last issue on the idea of like, oh my God, they're all going to form together and fight. We get a spread page yeah. saying that that fight did not work out. And now they're in a no. goddamn jail cell underground. Yeah, they're in and a we're jail not going to blame Wonder Girl because it's not her fault. Yeah. Okay. And we're not going to blame except and the big Amethyst. Reveal. Yeah. Superboy has a wife. I have to assume a wife. I don't know what the freaking marital practices are over there in general, but he has a woman with him and a baby that appears to be his. And so. Brian Michael Bendis hates Superboy, anybody that's kind of young, because now yeah. we have a 17-year-old John Kent. We got we lost the best years of his life, and now Connor Kent is shot with a goddamn one, child. The only other one that you have to stress or at least make a joke, possibly, that the teen lantern is nine. I ain't no teen. So yeah, we'll have to see yeah. how that is. Yeah, we'll have to see. But that's the character I, I gave this a five out of ten. I want more Jenny really Hex and the, the teen lantern. Yeah, I'm going yeah. six out of ten because I like the art. I'm going a little more positive, but, but this, there's the nothing whole that idea, happens. I'm told this is in continuity. It'll all be explained, and I go in, and nothing is explained, like and nothing makes face. sense. It's a punch in the face. I, I really like that he says, wasn't it 36 questions? He's like, listen. 36, 37, there are 36, like whatever it takes. There, there's 36 questions that will be answered in this first arc. Well, we're halfway through. Uh, unless you're asking different questions than I have. Like, hey, does Superboy have a baby? Maybe that was boys. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten one question answered. Oh, Blue. that teen lantern. Is she a teen? No, she's nine. I wasn't answering nine. that question. Ding. Yeah. yeah. Ding. Just check Nonsense. it off. Where, where's my ding? Here it is. <laughs> Five out of ten. Six out of ten. Really good art between, you know, Patrick Gleason and Victor Bogdanovic. It's just that I don't think that Brian Michael Bendis knows anything about these characters, and I don't think he cares to know anything about them. I think he might have heard about Superboy years ago, and he's just trying to remember what he heard to write the story I just think that he's shown up, and he wants to write the characters that he liked throughout the years. And he's like, I don't like this nonsense. New 52. I'm not going to read that shit. I'm going to go back to what people – Yeah, that's what it seems, and he's going to go with it. Some people – probably like it we just want it to make sense and i want it to be more exciting more you know something going on not just the hey look these characters you like they're more, gonna talk more, and more. hug yeah I, I just want no not that song see that's what you more, do you more, ruin more. it but we're gonna go off now to <laughs> some <laughs> mail <laughs> yo it's mail call it's mail with you Boom, we're out. This is mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Jay did. Oh, and Jay, and I want to spell this out to Jay, especially that uh, we recorded the Batman book review at the end of this podcast way before I got this mail. Okay, so. Some of that is kind of spelled out later of some things that I have that I may even repeat myself, but in a reverse fashion here, because it's going to, I'm going to repeat myself before saying it. But okay. Jay says, what up, Jim and Eric? It's Jay from Canada. Jay? I figured I'd take a minute to stop arguing with Jim, but my fight to defend Tom King will never end. His Batman made me love the character. Take that, Jim. The fight continues. Now, later on, I do yeah, have that, a Jim. theory. 
I do have a theory later on. And again, this was before he sent this mail. And I said that a lot of people who are defending Tom King and who love Tom King are more Tom King fans that have now loved his Batman more than Batman fans that actually love Tom King writing it. And I think that Jay's one of them. I think that Jay has finally found a writer who writes a Batman that he wants. That's not exactly, you know, where we are. Because we love Batman beforehand, right. and now we're getting something that we don't enjoy, and that's where the divide is. Uh, and you're going to have that. There are a lot of people that we said, and we say it later as well, that have said to us, I'm a lifelong Batman fan. I never thought I'd ever drop Batman, and I am. But if you do like the type of writing Tom King does, then you're you're having a ball because he'll keep repeating everything that he does. Oh my, He's not he changing anything up. His story doesn't really evolve story. at all. I mean, the stuff that we're getting here uh, in this issue this week has lines that we've had now for 50 issues or more. I mean, these are things from the rooftops deal in the teens. And now we're getting back to that in issue 66. A lot of people, and and if you didn't like it back then, ain't no way you're going to like it now. But if you did like it, you're like, oh, man, it's getting back. It's again, we'll go to the the concert route. If I go and I go and see Aerosmith right now, and I want to see Dream On and Walk This Way and Sweet Emotion, I don't need some nonsense that they just wrote two days ago that they're going to premiere out. You like the band, and you're (laughs) going to want to see the hits. Tom King is playing the concert just like that. He's just playing the hits. One of the worst concerts you can go to is a band that you really, not even that you really like, because if you're a, an Uber fan, you might like, but you're like, oh man, I love Weezer. I'm going to go see Weezer. And they decide, hey, listen, we're not going to play any old songs. These are all going to be from this album that'll come out in six weeks. And then you're like, you're left like, really? Like, that's what I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to listen to that nonsense. I came to see Buddy Holly. <laughs> I didn't come to see no new shit. But yeah, that's Tom King's playing that. And if you are a fan, you're going to keep being a fan because he doesn't change anything. It's all the same. It all comes back to hell yeah from Kite Man. And it was in the the alley or the boat. And there you go. I saw the video of Eric from way back around episode 15. He looked different than I expected. Yeah, we were on the, uh, what's it called? Oh, the, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Evine Lime. That's what it's called. Evine Lime. He uh, looked more badass, I guess. You guys killed it on that TV special. Yeah, sure you're did. taking the fun it's uh, uh in the meantime uh we we say this story i don't know if you know that jay but that was uh, a night where i had said goodbye to my father as he was dying as well probably about three hours earlier <laughs> that's for you papa yeah yeah i went to see my dad for the last time right before we did that and we got the day all mixed up and we're all we were all in a shambles we're it's in a hilarious goddamn to hear conference guys. call where we're thinking all right yeah. we'll see you guys tomorrow well we'll see you guys in a couple hours what what, yeah, what, what are you talking hours, about what? we're doing it what? tonight huh? couple hours that's where that whole joke ended up being that we don't realize that at midnight it changes to the next day well, apparently we think people the next don't day doesn't happen until you go to bed exactly no it's when you go to bed that's when the next day is there. It's hilarious to hear you guys rave about convergence when it was just beginning. And we did divergence, especially in all that nonsense that started out. We really, really liked that first issue. I was really uh, thinking was about divergence too. last night, which is a weird thing that you was brought up here. Divergence, that free comic book day thing yeah. right before the DCYU on free comic book day they put out. Because I was thinking about mm-hmm. how much comic books change in the landscape and stuff like that. From like, where you pitch the idea, you're going to do it. And by the time you're over, it can look completely different. Because even looking at that divergence was supposed to be a sneak peek of what's to come for this whole yeah. you know, DCYU yeah, era. Yeah, the truth. Yeah. Like, 
No, no, I'm just talking about the idea where they have this narrator talking about how the world's all fucked up and shit like that. And like, you know, yeah. they start naming all these characters and then Jason and the idea that Wonder Woman's yeah, twin brother was, was supposed thing. to be That's a part of the dark going, side yeah. war. And then it was just omitted yep. completely at some point and then came like, That's what was where it, we started later? having theories. Yeah. And then he says it all turned to trash. I'll reread it eventually, but I don't remember it being very good. I mean, it, it wasn't great, but as Manship tells me, that Telos book was where it was at. That Telos one book. That four Speaking issues. of rereading. Yeah, speaking of rereading, I reread Superman Unchained this week. It remains one of my favorite Superman stories. The story, the Jim Lee art, best artist ever. It was even better the second time around. Did you guys like it? Uh, I liked it enough. The problem is, is that was supposed to continue on. Jim Lee couldn't follow a goddamn schedule and it got canceled. So everything that you read, if you like it, Jay, that wasn't how it was supposed to go. That got rushed to end because Jim Lee couldn't keep up. Next up is Gates of Gotham by Jim's boy Kyle Higgins. Have you read that? I have, and I did like it. I liked it enough. It was a while ago. And I read it in dribs and drabs. Uh, I won't really go into the books this week because I know you guys hate the stuff I like, but I thought it was a really good week. Bring on more Batman, Young Justice, and Justice League. But you've already heard us talk about Young Justice. Justice Again, this is the thing is, yeah, and we like Justice League. Um, The thing is, like I said, this Batman, even Young Justice, it's what you are here for. And if you're here just to see a Batman that you like because, you know, it's more emotional to you, that's, you know, that's fine. That's great for somebody. I'm not there. And I don't like it. And I think it's boring. I think it's on repeat constantly. And this idea that there's a hundred issues that every issue plans into this perfect plan by the end is complete and utter horseshit. And there you go, Eric. That's all, all I have right. to say about that until later. Uh, but right now, I do think that this is a, hey, I'll just throw out a script there just to get some cool artists. But it won't matter anyway, so we could do whatever. Uh, but he says, now here's two completely different questions. Number one, it's a Robin Rumble. All four main Rob- Robins duke it out. Tim, Jason, Dick, and Damon, as they currently are in continuity. Who comes out on top? Who's last? I want to hear both your breakdowns of this epic fight. While Jason is my favorite, my money would be on Dick. Tim would be last. He's probably the least skilled fighter. Damien probably. would be third. I say Damien's number one. I think Because Damien's I number still one as think well. at the end, Damien's the only one who'll kill anybody. Yeah. I, I still don't even think, right? I don't think that... Uh, you know, Jason wouldn't push kill another Robin. D- Damien would kill. I think Damien would kill every Robin but Dick. But Dick isn't going to hurt anybody. So there's no way he's ever going to fight, you know, win this fight. He would be the most part trying to stop the fight as it goes on. Uh, Damien, I think, would kill Tim Drake and then get so angry to be and kill Jason. But I don't think he'd kill Dick. But I think Damien first. Dick's uh, actually. But Jason is, is a bad butt himself. So he might be second. Oh, bad butt. But, uh, I'll tell you, Tim Drake's last. He needs him. He totally is he's, he's my the, favorite he's Robin sh- at one point in my life. He's getting the shit kicked out of him, and he's like, you know what? I can figure out your identity. And I figure out this Shut punch, up, asshole. You know my identity. There you go. Go back to Mr. Oz. Ask I used to white. love Tim Drake so much. Yeah, but in a fight like that, he is definitely coming last, right? Do you yeah. think Damien's number one? Damien is number I one think on my that list Damien as well. has he has a he has a goddamn villain dungeon. <laughs> he would definitely <laughs> go above. And plus, that's the thing; he's a little guy. But they really do stress of how much training and training to kill people he's had. It's going to go a little better than say, "I'm a trapeze artist." You know, the Flying Graysons, the the biggest the biggest uh, high flyers of all. Now, no, it all depends, though, so. because if Tom King is writing this whole story of this rumble, Catwoman's oh. going to come in and beat them all. Yes. 
Yes, she won. And and then go off and just destroy the whole Justice League. And then Harley <laughs> will come out and take out Darkseid. There you go. It'll, it'll all be The done. end. Uh, number two, you're gifted $100 million, but you have all to right. spend it all in one week or terrible things will happen. What would you guys do? I need to know. Oh, Bruce just millions uh, you tell I, me I here. <laughs> yes. Well, basically what I do is I would cheat. I would give it all to Eric with the stipulation that he'll give it back to me. And now I got my $100 million and I don't have to spend it in the week. I already spent it. Yeah, and then I'll kill you. And also it's funny because if <laughs> it was a billion me, dollars, man. I, I would just buy a sports team or something like that. But, yeah. you know. All right. I'd give it away because I'm a, a good at heart. Or I'd buy heroin. That's what I always tell you. I'd buy heroin. I'm doing this. It's the rich man's drug, right? No, it's not. A hundred million, that's like three three takes. Isn't that what they call them? Takes I, of heroin? I have not known a bunch of millionaires <laughs> in my life that have been killed by heroin. hundred million dollars. have three takes of heroin, please. Three vials. Isn't that how you do it? Oh, Is, uh, what do you do with this, that heroin? Hey, I, I actually, I'd pretend, hey, I want some of that horse. That's what I'd say because I've heard that said before as well. Uh, you know, I probably would buy something. I don't know what yeah. it was, uh, but in buy my stuff. mind, yeah, but that's the thing. You would be like, I'd be on eBay. No, I would buy one thing. That's a hundred million dollars. There you go. Like uh, an that's island? how I'd win. No. Nah, yeah, maybe I'd live on an island and you know, get some, uh, I'd probably uh, be on that island with shorts on Erica. You know, I don't have to wear pants like in regular no. society anymore. <laughs> I'd be there and the, I'm yeah, sitting there. Legs. I'm like, I, I'm I'm cleaning the shorts in the surf as I'm like this is Vacation. just like at home. This is the best. This is the best. Uh, what he says is always much love from Canada, Jay. Maybe I'd pay them to ma- let me write a book and then I'd burn it to the ground, uh, just like they're doing right now, just to stick it to them. Right, stick it to the man. I say you sure but that is his them. email. I did show them. I'm like I'll pay you a hundred million dollars to take Tom King off of Batman right now. I think they'd go for it. Right, I think they I mean, would. $100 million. That goes a long way. <laughs> like, yep, just get a it's it's the anti exclusive exclusive contract. I'm like, a hundred million dollars to do never about allow making me a bionic man. That'd be a hundred million dollar man. But that's it's only six million dollars. You have a lot left. I mean, what are you gonna make an army of you? How These about cloning bionics? I told you, would it take a hundred million to do my experiment to see how easy, how fast I can eat something and then fart it out? Because I swear to God, I eat something and I fart within thirty seconds, and it smells like the egg McMuffin I just ate. I need to have proof. I need to prove, no proof. This is right. There will be. There'll be particles in the air. I smelled some of that stuff you've been pumping out. I'm telling you, meat might be murder, but your colon is killing me. That's called the, garlic. The other day you walked by, holy crap. It was so bad. I had garlic last night, and it was killing me. <laughs> I gave myself a Dutch oven, and I had actually impressed so myself. I? I was actually – I was very impressed with myself because I'm telling you, if I'm under the covers, telling you, Sarah, I'm under the covers and I, I fart – I have to smell it, and I do give myself a Dutch oven, and then just sit there the gagging and you? saying how almost you you know how it is. If you say to me, "Oh, that stinks," or "That tastes bad," or whatever, I'm right there. So I'm like, "Oh man, I got to start making weird Dutch concoctions, oven. knowing you're gonna put it in your mouth." Yeah, really. Now you're getting sexy. <laughs> Luckily, we're on this, so we wouldn't be able to talk about it on the Marvel podcast. That sexy talk there, Eric. But that's it. That's it for mail section number one. We don't. Uh, I'll give you a little deal uh, tonight. We don't have many mails either. No. This is going to be a very short podcast. But thank you, Jay. And we're going to go off to what is now, Eric, a full out green section of books. Oh my! Now here's Eric. 
and he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. Scores are much better than gems you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shay. Ah, uh, Eric Shay. That's welcome me. back. Weird Science Comics Blogs dot blogspot dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Eric, you know, later on in the podcast, I may mention a group. Uh, I'm not going to say what group that is yet. Just remember, everyone, that later I, I want to tell you that I still don't like them after okay. listening to them. There you go. There's a little hint to the future of the podcast. But what group could that be? Could that be Van Halen, Eric? Could that be Allison Chains? No. Duran Duran? The Thompson Twins? You have to see what book I don't really was. think there is something, though, that you have taken a strong stance on that you knew nothing about that you later came back and said, after listening to it, I like it because you took such a well, strong stance in the beginning. I did say whatever it was, and then I went into the Slack and mentioned this band, and yes. nobody in Slack likes them either. So, And really say what I thought anyway. So there you go. I, I think I was right on. I think that uh, it's a pretentious band, and I don't want any parts of them. But, hey, that's just me, Eric. But you know what I do want parts of? I want parts What's of that? you. I'm <gasps> going to play. Uh, you come over right here, and I'm going to play a little game of grab ass. That's what I want to do right now. I don't want to play. <laughs> come on over here. Big boy, why don't you come up and sing me sometime and play some I want to be on somebody else's ass. team. Oh, my. What are you, Italian? Because you certainly have the Roman fingers. Is that what they say to you no, down no, at the don't. shop? Down at the, the shop that you work out there? Shop. Yeah. <laughs> the chop shop. Isn't that what they say? You're you're there, you're, you're stripping cars and hey there, what do you talk about those Roman fingers? Oh my. Are you French? Because I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say about French. <laughs> Oh, my. Are you from Athens? Because I heard you like to go Greek. Oh! Is that what they say? I don't do, know what do, that means. Do you still think that Mae West was, in a weird way, the first female dice? Yes. <laughs> she really was, right? So, I'm sitting there in this in this uh, bank, and this guy's got a tongue up my ass. Oh! Wasn't that one of her uh, one of her movies? Back in the day, I don't see how she was allowed to get through with that. You know, like, oh, my little boy, Blue, he needed the money. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to do I'm just going to do dice <laughs> things all night with a Mae West awful impersonation. Now, how about this? Who is this? Ha-cha-cha-cha. Who, who is that? You, That's you know. uh, that was Durante. Jimmy Durante. Yes. Huh. Yeah. You think that you're going to go over here and put your tongue up my ass? Ha-cha-cha-cha. What did you do in between this break? Do you want to come back? I'm going to do a bunch of voices and talk about tongues at my ass out of nowhere. (laughs) What happened? Hey, 
What do you think I did? I went to the bar and got drunk. Ha-cha-cha-cha. I went to pick up Ethan at Walmart. Uh-huh. I ended up uh, driving to Walmart and listened to a um, a video game radio show based on a podcast that is on the sports radio at 10 o'clock sense. on Saturday nights. And it drives me nuts. I, I don't like these guys because none of them at any point talk like either Jimmy Durante or Mae West. There. Maybe that's why they come, have a show. Hey there, Jimmy. Why don't you come up and see me sometime? It's because you got the AIDS. Ha cha cha cha. How about that, Eric? Is that offensive? I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's because you got the hep. You, you, you do you nothinger. I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna say something. Really Let's see awful. how far he can dig this hole. You, you. Uh, it's deep. because you got one of them there diseases. Ha cha cha cha. What do you mean? Look at you with that big nose of yours that you got. Yeah, you think that's big? You wait till you see under the belt, baby! Ha-cha-cha-cha! It's a nice podcast we had. Yeah, it was. This was the problem. We we had a flow going, and then I had to go pick up Ethan, and it it screws with my head. It screws with what's going on in in this head of mine. And then I was talking to some people about them. I don't want to say the band. I said the band. I don't want to reveal the band that rhymes with Umford and Uns. Eric, ha cha cha You just gave it away, you stupid hack. Ha cha cha cha. So we got a green section we're doing right now. What? Could be some fun, it's right? the green section, is it? You know what they say about that down Good at the wharf? Green section. It's what they say about the green. Here we go. Let's just get with it. I'm trying to extend things. I, I don't like a short podcast, Eric. Oh, uh, no. But uh, we're heading to that uh, ending. But, hey, I don't want to artificially expand the, the time. Right? I'm done. I'm done. Actually, you know what happened? It's quite seriously. I, I, I walked outside. I think somebody hit me with a goddamn two by four. Actually, I from the moment we, we, we ended what will be the next mail section, right? We yeah. ended that to this. So I'm going to get everybody kind of in the line of what we did. For some reason, from the end of that mail section, the 15 minutes that it took me to go get Ethan and come back, I, I'm exhausted. Now. <laughs> I ended up coming I'm setting the thing up. I'm like, why? It hit me like a brick wall. I am so tired right now. I'm getting a little goofy here, but we're going to do a green section right now. Uh, I like to call it the meat and green section uh Why because the hell would you Eric, that? because meat is moida and there's a lot of moidoin going on in the in these books uh i will tell you we're gonna have green lanterns uh because reggie is not here to talk the with green us this lantern? week i talk well yeah and i i just wanted to remind people that reggie isn't here with us this week so we're gonna do the green lantern but we're not gonna do his other books that we're gonna talk with him until next week so that kind of shoves this in here and i realized that like this book uh, when we get to it, we're going to do Green Arrow first. But when we get to the Green Lantern, I realized while I was reading it, like, boy, you know what? Uh, the only reason that I actually like to talk about this book is because Reggie's kind of more positive than we are with it. And now we're left to ourselves. But we're going to start with what, Eric? Green Arrow number 50, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, with art by Javier Fernandez, John Calise, and 
and World Designs. It's the end for Green Arrow, and to say farewell to our Emerald Archer, we're going to destroy everything that the series has made, including the new Arrow Jet for some reason. However, yeah. Queen is on the run because a spy organization wants the box that can end the Justice League, but by the end, nothing ever comes of anything, and this series ends with a whimper overall. Should I have had what's in the box? And that sounds cool. Yeah. Where did you go with that? I'm so not. You had Jimmy Durante. Hey! Now, uh, basically, this is the deal. We understand. Somebody called you out on the site, and then I had to come to your defense as Thank Jimmy Durante. Um, but, you know, I'm. Uh, Pete is to Jim as Jim is to Eric. There you go. I'm there to defend you. Um, the, the idea that Lenz and Kelly jumped onto this book a couple issues ago with the idea of having a 50-issue run that they claimed that the editors were down with is complete and utter nonsense. I mean, yeah. a book like this, especially with their track record with other books that they're called in to kind of fill in and close. Well, if they weren't going to close this, you have to get on a book that is this long – into a run that isn't selling very well. And I really think that they have to go with the idea in their head of a Reggie. Reggie would love it. Three issue arcs. Get something that at any point, whatever story you're setting up, if they say at the last second, hey, you're going to end it in two issues, you can end in two issues. You're not, you didn't set up tons of things. I'm telling you, then if the sales go up, say they get on this green arrow, they get past this 50. And then DC's like, oh, you know what? You have 10 issues. Then then you can set up some things. But don't start setting up ideas that aren't going to be, you know, come to fruition for 50 issues on a book that is one of the worst selling everyday character books. Because even the idea, what what did they set up, though, for this idea that they were going to have this 50 issue? They want to talk about Jace Jace Riot. Riot. That's what it seems. And so what's going to happen, though? Is since you didn't do the whole run and you have jumped on this book, this is what I'm saying, though. If you're going to set up your own story, that's great and all. But when they tell you you're going to end, there are some things that are more important than Jace Riot in, in, in town here, like the box. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Or well, even, even just the idea a, of Black Canary and stuff like that. Well, exactly. But, let's let's put the Justice League box aside because that is the big thing of this issue. And But the thing is we're going to have Black Canary who's going to betray Green Arrow with this organization in order to get it. And the thing is I really want to know what organization this is because you think it would lead back to the whole Team 7. But since we yeah. have the Wildstorm and the Wildstorm characters, besides for, you know, Midnight or every now and again in Apollo, they seem to have been pushed out of the DC continuity. So while she originally had the Team 7 going on in the New 52, which was a Wildstorm thing, I would have liked to have known what organization she is a part of I now. I just think like that's the, the thing. And, and, and even if they said it was like something from that, or she could have even said, you know, I used to be on Team 7, but they dissolved. Yeah. They were whatever. But, you know, maybe later we'll find out because they are announcing that Dendity is like, yeah, Green Arrow will be back better than ever. It's going to be like this rebooted type of Green Lantern book where we're going to start at number one and things like that. So with this, you are going to have to have Lansing and Kelly where if you want a blueprint of what will continue, you can see right here. It's the box. That that's the biggest thing. It's the only thing that really well, matters. The deconstruction in of Green Arrow. Yeah. Well, with that, I think that that's why they want to kind of get so when he comes back, they can have it completely different than what this is. And and I think it needs it. I think that this book is kind of stale. It's gone stale. Uh, yeah. uh, some people they they like the Ben Percy deal. We were in the book, and yeah. yet it kind of went up and down, and it just kind of – it was silly for a while. A lot of the things didn't make sense or hit very well with us. 
But, you know, you have what you have. Now, when Lansing and Kelly are here, it's funny because they can't necessarily have a full-out victory lap because they've only been on the book a couple issues. <laughs> but uh, even before that, what I also wanted to say is you're also coming on the book, not just sales. Don't just look at sales. Look at how creators have been treated on this book since Percy left. I mean, you had the Bensons come on and pretty much told after a couple issues you're done. You can't go in with this 50-issue idea. So when people are going to complain to you and say – you can't give this a bad score because look what happened to them. This is kind of what happened with uh, Tomasi on Detective Comics. Right. Like we said, doesn't mean the issues get any better just because behind the scenes they were screwed. You, you know, you're writing it. Your name's on it. If if the issue isn't good, it's not good. It doesn't matter the circumstances around it. And this isn't great. I think no. I like it a little better than you. The problem is. Javier Fernandez's art is not for me. It's this not for me. Would have at been so all. much better if we had a different artist on this thing. Because I, right I off think the bat, I could have gone up two or three points. Me actually, as well. Because with, a lot uh, of my thing going down. Because you have this whole idea. You know, Green Arrow's on the like on the run at this point. We have you know government soldiers coming after him, like spy soldiers, whatever you want to call it. Somebody is after him with a lot of artillery, and he has to make it out of the city and freaking ditch everything. And you have a lot of action scenes. A lot of this oversized 50th issue is a lot of action scenes where it's just Green Arrow kicking ass, taking names, and trying to get yeah. the hell out of Seattle. And a lot of it is lost because of Javier Fernandez's art where it does not really show how cool this could have been. Yeah. Because even with the coloring we have in this, everything's just drab and kind of just a lot of darks and blues and stuff yeah. like that. It doesn't yeah, the really colors, work that's me. the thing. Is it's just It's more than just the art. It's the color with the art as well. That always throws me off. But tell me about it. Tell John me a little Calise. about this. Yeah, tell me a little about this book, Eric. Go. Tell you a little about it. I just told yeah. you a little about it. You, no, like, I you want... need to take a drink or something? What are you doing? No, I just want you to tell me more about it because it's your book. I, I'm yapping oh. and, and going. I want you to, you know, give me your uh, 510 or whatever they say about it. You know, what's going My on with the story? One... Oh. This is, for once, I want you to tell me the story. I don't want to sit there and yap and yip because there's oh, not that much to talk read it. about. I got you. No, no there's not that much to talk about. There's isn't the whole idea like i said though black canary is going to betray green arrow to get this just league box which is a huge thing the idea that green arrow has this box that can supposedly shut down the just league if they ever cross the line and we're going to have all these people who in my mind it's kind of weird that they would know anything about this box because even dinah's pissed off that you know for some reason she's betraying green arrow but she's more pissed off that it's like green arrow that betrayed her because he had a secret and he didn't tell me about i'm like oh I have had relationships like this. You got to tell them everything or you're yeah. keeping secrets. But yeah, the, but still in the end, she will come around and help him out. But after she leads the entire organization and then his troops to their front door, they blow up the house. They yep. blow up the freaking arrow jet. I'm like, he could have been killed 10 times over in this yeah. issue if he wasn't as goddamn good. And, and, and with always this, it's back just to the whole idea. Chase. Yeah, it's all yeah, a chase, yeah. and it could have been really cool looking because it is a chase. It's yeah. a lot of action scenes. Like I said, if you had a better artist on this, it could have been amazing. Yeah. But really, you're just saying that for now on because Jace Riot has to come back and have this yeah, big chase. idea where Black Canary got a hold of him. It's like, look, they, she set this up where I'm going to get you out of the city. Here's a care package of you can put on your regular clothes, get out of town. But pretty much, we don't need Green Arrow in Seattle anymore. No. And 
I'm like, why would you do this Green Arrow? I understand you want to take a different approach for some upcoming title because you want to make it more like the Green Lantern or whatever nonsense or the Longbow Hunter something. No, that's what I so, think that basically it's so that when it does come out, he's not stuck in Seattle. He's right. not stuck in this thing and nobody can call out and say, but what What about but Seattle? What about he's the, left this city. What about Black Canary? Yeah, well, he, he obviously when he comes back, he's going to be more involved and that getting him out of Seattle to me makes him more involved in the DCU as a whole. You you know, then he could even be on the Justice League if he comes back. He could do as that, that too. It's Batman. It's like in Gotham. He's on the Justice but, League. But and stuff I'm telling like that. you, you really need to have him running around Seattle anymore. I mean, really, there's not that much that he can do more in Seattle that he hasn't done. We've seen the Space Needle fall twice. We, we've <laughs> done all this. It's just nonsense. And really, for me, they're not doing anything with Queen Industries. They haven't done no. anything with Queen Industries except have it be taken from him constantly, but you never get well, him at Queen Industries, so I even do it. Let's say let's look Queen, uh, Queen Industries off the map because, you know, we're not doing anything with it. It's there in name, I guess. He can be that yeah. goddamn figurehead. But even Black Canary, we had the whole idea. Rebirth started, oh, man, we're going to get Black Canary and Green Arrow back together again. They had this, like, you know, this destiny amongst them where they know they love each other for some reason. And even that, what have we gotten for this relationship? But Except well, for that's now they bought a the house and say pre no, that's a lot. the thing is, we say that. It's because Rebirth is done. They, You know, you can sit there. Why aren't Aquaman and Mara married? We said that. Well, all these things, none of them have happened. So I can't say that I'm even surprised that that isn't a thing, though. She does say in this like, yeah, I got this idea that we, you know, we had a past and we had a hit. That's kind of hinted in this. That's a call back to that. Yeah. Yeah, but we're we're not getting that in any book. Not one thing that we saw that was a promise of the hope and that the past legacy happened. So I I can't say that we're ever going to do it. Dan DiDio is the one who is announcing these things. And when he announces that there's going to be a green arrow and it's going to be more in the DCU and things like that. I can say 100% that this is his idea of what's going on. And what bothers me is the idea that I don't know if they have somebody in mind already. Like, say they've already gotten a hold of Tom Taylor. He's right. going to do this. But I don't know that right now they're they're already writing something. But through this issue, you're already setting up what you want the book to be later. And that's a shame because then it seems like they're going to get somebody who will fall in line with what they want instead of getting somebody who has a story to tell from here because you have the box still out there. You have Dinah getting out. But what happened if, you know, they wanted one Eric Shea, he comes in and he wanted a big story about Oliver Queen, the Queen Industries guy, you know, more like, you know, we had where Bendis comes in and a lot of people are like, man, I like this because we're finally getting to see Clark at, at the Daily Planet again. Maybe there are people who want more of an Oliver Queen that's more involved in the Queen Industries. Yeah. It seems like you're you're already saying to people. The billionaire playboy. I, I can understand I it, though. I can understand why, because we've kind of been doing this without any sort of hype at all now for four years. I, I mean, really, there hasn't – this book has been stuck – it basically treading water now for year upon year and nothing. Everybody who comes into this book ends up starting again. Like it's two steps forward, two steps back. You start back with the social justice, this yeah. and everything's a statement. Everything's going on. I'll give Lansing and Kelly one thing. They kind of got into this book without going to that sort of trope again. Like we kept seeing now you have Jace riot and we don't get right. a lot whether, but at least they did. If any of the other people since Percy, they had what appears to be maybe they had the best grip on it, but unfortunately it has to end. And when it comes back, they're going to want more of a sizzle, as I said in our uh, 
news thing on the Patreon, you need more sizzle than a Lansing and Kelly. So that I think that they would have done fine on this book, but they want more sizzle than just them showing up. And unfortunately, I think that's what was their undoing. And you just have to end it. So they're forced to write this issue about the box, which is nothing that they did. But that's what happened. No. And, and you I'm have to work Even with the it. big reveal of the box and where we end with the box is very disappointing because, you know, we have Oliver getting away from all of these people. He gets the Aerojet out there and Black Canary somehow gets on a goddamn motorcycle and follows this, uh, this jet to the point where when the jet is shot down, and he does the ejector seat to get out of the whole thing. She's directly below him where she can use her scream to cushion his fall. But you got to wonder, how many of these Roy Harper hats do you think he has? Because one of them gets burnt up in the flames of the jet getting destroyed around him. No. Like, we have seen him shoot this off a fucking like a, a cliff top. We have seen it, I think, at his, at his funeral. We have yeah. seen it at the other place where his grave is for some reason. Everybody has multiple versions of these Roy Harper hats. Yeah, and everybody has it. He's branded. It's the final issue. But how yeah. the hell did Black Canary get to the point below? Below him, where he would end up falling in the arrow jet to free. That's not my biggest. My biggest problem with this whole thing. Now, my biggest problem is the art and the progression of the action scenes is terrible. Yeah. It's not good. I don't think that uh, you know he does well in any of these things. I mean, me and you have never been a fan, really. No. But the biggest thing is where. You have Canary there, and she's like, "Come here, come here, Oliver. I love you. Give me a big smooch, Jace. Now." And then Jace Riot drives by, grabs Oliver on the motorcycle, and then one page later says that she really never got a hold of her. She just heard something going on and went. So how was the <laughs> setup? He goes, he's like, how did she get your number? She didn't. I was just in the neighborhood. I heard some rebel, you know, type fighting going on and figured, you know, if the government's involved, I'm against them. No, no, no. It seems like a plan earlier yeah. where you even had her yell out your name and say now and that's a, that made no sense and and a lot of this just it's just happening to happen you know yeah. at one point canary just switches you know allegiances just to switch allegiance. Oh, she's good now. So, she she yeah. loves Green Arrow again, so now she has to, you know, protect yeah. him while he gets away and Jason because rides you know, him off he, into the sunset. He for a ended while. up he ended up telling her the secret, I guess. And then she's like, Oh well, that's all I needed. All right, let's go. Fights the people who she had sold him out to to do nothing. And then you end up with the big is, reveal by the end is that the box is, it is weird, empty, though, but it is for some reason that like I think if you open the box, that would unleash the energy that would just I'm telling you, like well, I don't know what I expected inside this box. In my mind, you open it almost like a Pandora box and shit happens yeah. that way but i don't know did i expect almost like a uh you open the box and there's just a button in there you push shutting shit down just, yeah because he just opens this box realizes it's empty and then has a long pity cry fest about how i guess i wasn't up to par with the rest of you gods and stuff like that i tried to do yeah. this i tried to do that but you don't need no green arrows no more I'm like, <laughs> until you do that's the thing but and then leaves believe the box. you cross the line i'm going to come back and leaves the box which we see at the end he's it's just glowing empty. green from the inside i'm like what are we doing with this box now it's just sitting in the woods in the mud i'm just yeah it really angered me for some oh, reason I'm, this, I'm sure this big that plot the other device. thing is that john johns has a little you know idea of where this box is at all times he'll just come and grab it i well, i think the thing that is it, you say that we don't nothing about the box we don't well, know i just think it's going to be revealed that this box does have something going on but you know things have to go wrong for it it can't just be a box where oliver queen because again oliver gets mad at batman because wally's dead <laughs> and then flips out and then kills him you can't have that i or think in, that or if this I organization 
did get their hands on the box. Yeah, nothing. I think that this is something where things have to come into play about how things are going down in this universe. Things are, I mean, this box can be whatever it wants to be, actually. You know what I mean. But it's got to be a little more than, like you say, you just open it and press a button. I think that things have to kind of go wrong and and be something that triggers this to happen. Uh, And I think that what we'll see is as he walks away, it gets away from his vicinity. That's why it is reacting like that because it's by itself. And we'll probably see in whatever the Just League book with Green Arrow, whatever this box is going to come back. I believe that's either the beginning of it teleporting away or a signal for them to come pick it up and they'll have it. But and then if anything, I think that maybe that's the setup to have this next deal where he's like, you know, you think you're so good. You're gods among men and I'm just this and I'm not very important. This is the step for them to tell him how important he is at the beginning of the next book and to either give him back the box or to say, no, we want you or this was the plan all along. I mean, maybe this is, maybe there is nothing with this box. Maybe the box is, if you're as good as we think you, like I said, it might be teleporting away or it might be signaling, but it might be one of those. If, you know, the box is set up to be a test and he passed the test. He didn't give it away. He opened it up and just walked away. Now that's not a great (laughs) thing, but maybe this is part of just a test where he gave John John's just was saying, Hey, this could kill us all. He didn't use it when Wally died at his worst. So this proves that he is a guy who's worthy of being in the Justice League or something. When Roy died, yeah. And so I think that that's because a lot of people, even remember, like people were begging for, you know, Green Arrow to be on the Justice League. And we had that hard traveling heroes where they ended up saying, you know, we want you on. He's like, nah, it's not my thing. You know, maybe that's where we'll go and he'll be on that. But that would be something cool because that's something that, we we have a couple additions. I would like a little bit of a shuffle of the team, though. They're kind of like stuck I said in before. The deal. idea of just even seeing Will Payton Starman there tickled my yeah. fancy because I do like to see a shift of the team, and I thought he looked cool standing among the rest of yeah. the team. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I, I think that this box is going to end up. I and now here's the thing. Originally. I think that this was something more. I think that if Green Arrow was a big selling book, we would have continued. We would have had some more things with this. I think that as of now, with this book being canceled, coming back, I think that it was more of a test type of deal. That's just my my you know gut feeling, but we'll see. But I, I did not like the art, but I didn't mind this issue as much. You end up with a little bit of a you know victory lap at the end like oh, i'm a man i'm a man among he's gods. crying in my you know, mind stuff this like whole that it's so ridiculous but that chase riot thing is destruction just... of the green arrow just for him to walk away pretty much have green arrow no more so he's just done and i love chase it riot yeah. being the big hero of seattle uh, and i'm like i don't know this person yeah, this, that's the thing i guarantee you she's not gonna be and we'll never see this mentioned again this is their character that i mean if they're doing anything they're trying to set up and maybe that is the hey Hey, listen, we screwed you because they did say, basically, we set you up for 50 issues. That's what he says the deal. And they're like, eh, we'll let you we'll let you have this character hanging out in Seattle for a while. Uh, and maybe there'll be reference, but there's no other deal. Now, the other thing is the character was even set up by the Bensons, by the Citizen deal, but it is their character. So we'll right. see how that goes. But yeah, it's whatever. I don't expect a Jace Riot book. Don't and you? If, well, here's the deal. If Green Arrow and Black Canary aren't in Seattle, what other book is? 
we'll never see. It's just there so that if Green Arrow's out and about, nobody's bitching and moaning, oh, he left his city. Well, it's not a city anymore. You, you kind of get him free from that. So there you go. But yeah, uh, with that, what did you give it? I gave this issue a 5.8 out of 10. I was not a fan of the art, and I wasn't a fan of the story for the most part. I did think that a lot of the action was cool, like I told you about before. I, I liked yeah, it could have been awesome. And it could have been way cooler than it was, but for that beginning bit, it just most of it felt just really forced to get us to this ending. And I understand that they had to end things earlier than they wanted to, but there's good ways to do that, and there's bad ways to yeah. do that. I think this was a bad way to do it. Yeah, I I really wish that we could have had this redone with like some real kick ass art. Me too. Because the action scenes, it's it's three quarters of the book, and it's three quarters of the book of Oliver of an oversized going issue, and him going through this whole step by step process of leading him places to go and whatever. You lose track of what's going on because of the art. The art is net. It's just it, it's not even like you get the idea of like really kick ass action at all because everything seems very static, but also just not done well. I don't like his art at all. I never have. And when we come back with Green Arrow with you know a new team, hopefully they don't get this idea of like man, we got to get Javier Fernandez because he has you know, overlap teams here. Yeah. And it just, it's not great, but yeah, I'm going six, five, uh, but we're going to go to the next book. And the last book of this section, the other green book, oh, and boy. it is the green lantern number five. And I don't have a blurb again. Cause I didn't know if you were going to do one and it's a Reggie book. So it's the green lantern number five written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp colors by Steve Olaf and letters by Tom or Zachowski. And yeah, yeah I, I have not been that big on this book. I, I actually I like this issue more than any other I like other this one issue a little. I, I actually so am far seeing. Because it is pretty straightforward. It doesn't get well, too wacky the thing. beyond the thing I of kind zombies. of see some things going on here that at least I can have fun with. And that, that's and I, my I'm main point you, of this. I can understand what's going on in the story, which is my main focus at this point, because it's always all over the place. And I'm telling you, even yeah. the idea of the weapon that the Black Stars are trying to build and stuff like that, and the reasons why why the Green Lantern, how Jordan has to get involved. Mike, that's in the background still. We're not dealing with that. Just getting yeah. how Jordan trusted on the Black Stars. It's all we deal with here. And he has to go through some – it gets kind of crazy. But these trials, in order for him to yeah. prove himself, it's pretty contained for what it is. It gives you some background and the whole thing. Like the Guardians doing the whole idea. How you're going to do this. We have a traitor amongst us in the Black Stars, an informant for the Black Stars. We yeah, need you, you see to, this like, reveal at the end. Infiltrate them. Cool. And the the only part that I don't like about this, like you know, background that le- tells you how how Jordan, why how Jordan's acting like this and what he's doing, it's all a ruse. But the idea that they still gave him a kill order, where it's like, all right, we need you to kill some real people. Yeah. It wasn't a, that part wasn't and a we'll ruse. See, we'll he see the killed. whole deal. Well, we'll see because they say you're allowed to and what. But I mean, really, this is. Running the gauntlet. He's there. Yeah. He's at a trial. You know, you got the vampires and stuff, including at the beginning. You're a big interview with the vampire fan, correct? Who isn't? Yeah, look at the first page, the bottom left corner. There you go, Eric. Your little interview. Why is Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt doing it? Oh, my all God. From this planet? How did I I'm miss like, that? Yeah, I'm like, that look is, at that. I'm like, it's a really a mistake. Yeah, there they are. They're there. It, it made me giggle. Um, but yeah, you have the, the whole thing. I think uh, what we do in the shadows actors are on the right hand side. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of things. Uh, but yeah, with that, I like the art. I don't like the art for Hal Jordan at all. Right. Um, but other than that, I really, I, I mean, this him. 
Ah, I'm telling you, he changes throughout. He looks very old at points going on, but He's William Sharp's art, our death, <laughs> his art style is definitely set for something like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, All like the catacombs a, and the freaking trees and, and the yeah, stuff like that. Trees and stuff. And the he swamp even gets, areas. He gets Holy to shit. play with the trees and the he vines. He got to do the organics and he went fully himself, yeah, which I do yeah, appreciate. And that's, yeah, that makes it. And again, another reason why I like it. And. Yeah, I think that I like this. And I think that I was, while I was reading it, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, a lot of the people in the Get Fresh crew really get mad at us about this book and how we didn't like it and things like that, not liking it as much as them. I haven't heard anybody talking about this issue all week. I haven't seen anybody on Slack talk. Uh, all this by now, usually we have the idea of, oh man, I like the procedural going on and I like this. And I'm thinking like, this is the typical thing that happens with us when we like something. <laughs> Every time we get on, everybody jumps. It's always when people don't like it. Like they'll be like, "Oh man, this kind of takes away from what I like." I don't know. Nobody was uh, talking also, about it. Also, I, I can't stop looking at this vampire page. If you look above Louis and Lestat, I think that might be Morpheus, the, the Morbius, the uh, living vampire from really? Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, isn't that pretty cool though? I, I like that. It's kind of in your face with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, <laughs> but I did like it when I looked at it. Um, but yeah, you're going and you get the big wow moment or the fan service moment that usually in my mind grant morrison doesn't go with at all is that how gets to pick his black star you know name and he picks parallax uh, yeah and that, that's a it's pretty how, Jordan, uh, it's, it works for me yeah uh, it works for me too but i'm saying this seems like it seems too right on with the you know hey look at me this is this but i don't mind it and it's him just going through this trial and it's action-packed. Just, just imagine, it, it though. It looks like, like a horror comic that I really like. Th- this it, might be I mean, something from old DC comics or something like that. Just the idea of Planet Vor, the planet of the vampires. Yeah. And like, besides from this trial, I hope that nobody ever comes here again. Just the idea of the planet of the vampires is there. Yeah. And the Necro Sun. I'm telling you, when he started talking about the Necro oh, Sun, starts, I thought he's he going to go and get, no, Morrison. He but he does like, he, go a little with that. There are he points where – well, he does, but then he'll he'll almost go over the cliff again where he starts – anytime he mentions any organizations or any sort of tech, it starts to get wacky again. But I can go back to just vampires and I can go back to him vampires. going with the bongs. Bong, bong. And I'm like, how many bongs do I have left? Oh, well, if you're double A, Ron, you got a plenty. Oh, Ooh, there wee. you go. A little joke. Uh, but yeah, no. All in all, it's a very straightforward – book that i think fits liam sharp's art style great i i mean at the one point where you do end up with the main vampires and stuff and you got the, the horse going and this bloody swamp and things i'm like I, i'm in i actually like it my favorite panel though is actually where hal just yells ha and knocks everybody away he's got that crazy helmet on and stuff i'm like all For right some reason, i really like when he pulls a fucking full cone in the barbarian and just punches that yeah, zombie horse yeah. in the face yeah that's good too but yeah <laughs> see there you go you have some fun moments some good action overall though the reason why i think you like it like me myself is we're talking about it we're having a lot of fun and we're not getting dragged down by this idea of well this doesn't feel like how jordan or you know they're doing oh, this on it's a planet how jordan it works yeah and and it's ruse how jordan but it's also where you have one thing going on yeah you have a little bit of variety but basically he's there to 
pass a test to be part of the Black Star. So I don't have to think like, oh, now we have these guys off on this other planet at a, at a cafe while they watch the the sun go down and turn the while desert into glass. Weird alien it, slang going through yeah, different things. Yeah, it's, this is it's all it's, straightforward. It's, it's stays, telling you what it's doing from beginning to end. It even yes. takes time out to go back a week in the timeline to tell you how this is all happening and, and, and that's why. where yes and even at the point where then you know you have Hal fighting a bunch of things he punches a demon horse then he gets attacked by a big maggot blast and a watch maggot you know maggot worm is chasing <laughs> him and he's throwing and in the way that they do it way grant morrison does yeah, it now yeah, I know. well i'm starting to like okay you know what grant you're you're getting me because while this is going on and while you have how jordan end up where he's like the the final test basically is to realize that you can't pass the test alone he's trying right. to do all this it's almost like the the, the test slash Let's break Hal Jordan down so he becomes part of the cult, that the Black Stars. So when he's doing it, the minute that he's like, I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And that's where and she's the Black like, Stars you know what? are here to help you. We're yeah, a family. And that's what we do. And then right there is when you go back one week. And it, it plays out so well that now you go back to see that as Hal Jordan actually finally passes the test, you go back to see the ruse of what it was. And I think that that was well done. The idea of, hey, we have a double agent here. You know, the Splexers, they're going to start this weapon. We need to do this. We need to do they that. They got a double all. agent here. We need you to be a double agent over yeah, there. And tell us who the double there. agent is. Yeah, yeah. And the only problem is he is so gung-ho. I'm telling you, he is doing this whole thing. He has passed the test. He's even going by Black Star Parallax. Like, which yeah. is kind of like a goddamn nightmare in his mind. But all right, you've passed the test, but there's one more test. We're on planet Ran now, where we like yeah. to, you know have our base, and there is a hero of Ran, and we have captured him. Adam Strange, yeah, we need you to kill him in order for you to be a full-on Black Star, Mr. Yeah. Parallax. And basically, he's a real pain in the ass here on Ran. I mean, this guy <laughs> keeps getting in the way and, and stuff. I'm but I'm you, just the despair when this door opens yeah. and Adam Strange is tied up. He's like this. Oh, how? Thank God you – uh oh! How? <laughs> and then I don't. I, are are you with me that you, you're going now? The the guardians do look a little funky. They here. do. I mean, they. But still, they're not my I'm favorite going, guardians. No, no. Well, I'm still going with it, right? You have this. They're they're there. They're talking. Then you go back, and then you're you know you're there with the black star still, and like, hey, what's your name? Whatever. The minute that you get away from the organic vampire planet. It, the art takes such a hit in my yeah, mind I'm not because a fan I, of what he says. Because I was Black liking, yeah, because I was liking it so much, and it seemed like a hundred percent right on with what Liam Sharp does well. And then you get back to this, you know, call me Black Star Parallax. I'm like. Ooh, what happened? What you happened here? And, and also, like, you don't even have because now you're on RAM. That is more. No, it's it's got the tech and all these, so you're not going to have that organics. You're having a very clean background with not a very much, ugly and, how. Yeah, a, a very very. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's either Hal yeah, or maybe right. the lead singer of a doo wop band from the well, 50s. It's weird. Do you like go back, like to the same page where he says, you know, call me Black Star Parallax. Yeah. Are you on that page? Yeah, yeah. That first panel, it looks like how he looks throughout, except for the right panel to the right looks amazing. It's a good looking yes. Hal. And oh, for the some one reason, where he's like celibate. What? Yeah, that, that he looks, looks good. Incredible. But everything after and during yeah. this whole thing looks awful. And I can, I'm oh, telling yeah. you, I don't know why. It what seems happened? like an easier style to maybe. do as well. And yeah, but maybe that was added later, but it, it's just, it's not good. It doesn't look great. And I think, but then again, here's the deal. You go, because there you have Hal. He's got the Black Star armor, everything, like everything's cleaned up, yeah. right? 
when you do get to the last panel with Adam Strange, he's all ripped up and bloody and stuff. Now that looks awesome again. It like he really is good. so good when things aren't clean. He needs things to be a little dirty. He needs rough edges. He needs organic, like we say. But even with that, you know, Adam Strange, the face is a little weird. But other than that, everything else looks great. And even Hal at the bottom with, you know, well, Black Star, prove your loyalty. That's Kill still ugly, Hal, as far as I'm it, concerned. It's ugly, but it's not as bad as, say, <laughs> look at you, him. All of a sudden, where, it becomes dream on. Lines at, in my yeah. face getting clearer. I'm telling you, look at the, the deal before. I, I think, I, I'm telling you, it, it's Dean Martin, I think, on the page before. It's like, control <laughs> and Mew requires this final test. All of a sudden, you know, when the drink in his hand. Yeah, that's what I'm like, boy, what happened? His nose is all rosy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. That's more. But other than that, when when you have throughout this, I like it a lot. More than anything else we've gotten from the Green Lantern. This is the first time where I actually, because up until this, every time we've talked about this, I'm like, I don't want any fucking parts of this book. I don't like it at all. I don't like anything. This actually showed me what this book could be and made me think, you know what? Maybe I was a little too harsh to begin with. I don't think I am. But this issue made me have the idea that I do want to pursue this going forward. I do want to see where this goes because, you know, the idea of Black Star Parallax, that's cool because it's calling back to some. Something I enjoy, and it's also giving yeah. a reason for Hal acting like a heel, which we all saw coming. But having yeah. it spelled out more than anything else has been spelled in the series was yeah, very appreciative. I, it's, it's weird too because how much is it? You know, explain like I could say that maybe somebody got a hold of Grant Morrison and said, "Hey, listen, you got to explain a little," because suddenly. It seems before when we're reading it, and I'm telling you, like a John Jack, he's loved it all along. I haven't heard what he said about this one. I'm assuming he still likes it, though, because he really likes it. But what yeah. I was getting and what I was complaining about before is that Grant Morrison kind of seemed to try to keep the book away from, you know, like, hey, if you like me, you, you know, you're in. If you're not, go screw yourself. And I couldn't get a grip on the overall story because we were all over the place. And doing but goofy shit just and focusing on deal, the wrong things. Just the idea of when, you know, how and the Guardians are there, it's all – it actually makes the other stories make sense more. Yeah. And it gets me going. But this is the first time that I've been reading it in this issue five where I can say, okay – He's not just fucking around. He's not just throwing out names and having yeah. fun and, we're and screwing stuff. with. Uh, we're not being punked anymore. This makes <laughs> sense. And this is pretty straightforward. This is the Grant Morrison that I do love. This is like I said when I read the uh, the Earth One Wonder Woman that right. he wrote was kind of like like straightforward. Yeah, there's some funky things, some very, uh, you know. And, and there's still like he still has his imagination in full view here with the vampire planet, all this <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, but it's not just nonsense. It's not just thrown out there just to throw out there. I really liked it. And I, I'm telling you, Liam Sharp should write a full out horror comic and would be incredible right if we i write at well he wrote the what's it called i meant to, you know do the art but be part of one because Definitely. even when they like a even when head? they do yeah yeah even when you know you have there where Hal's looking over this like necropolis city and things like that just looks so good it, it just that's what i want i don't need to see I just like saying the, the word te- necropolis yeah that damn right you do hey there big boy why don't I, you I don't know how that got back to that. my butt cheeks there that's <laughs> i'm not getting back to I'm that calling weird what science would you give this? i would give what this would you issue give this? a 7.5 out of 10 
How I really enjoy it you. more than I have anything. Like I said before, anything that's I had, what I'm giving Sharp, it to. I think it's his best start that we've had in this. Except for, I'm telling you, how it gets a little funky at the end, but for all the yeah. good organic stuff that he's doing, oh, it really shines here. Yeah, I just want to sing some more Dean Martin there. But yeah, I'm actually I'm going to go a little more positive than you. Seven eight. Of I can you even are. if if we didn't have that funky art at the begin at the end, and also if uh, you know there was a little bit more, but it is just a gauntlet to go. But sure I is. thought it was done well. I thought that there was a lot of fun with it. A lot of people. That's the funniest thing. A lot of people reading this would probably be like, "Oh man, all we did was get you know." kind of a filler issue <laughs> this is the one that got me on board so me too. i'm looking forward to the next one to see what's going on because now i kind of have an idea what the story is doing and, and what's going on we and we figured this is what it was anyway but now Just we have the idea told. come on i'm telling you something that actually brings my score down a little bit because i wasn't even thinking about the the how jordan look at the end because i had this beforehand the score was yeah. the idea that you know we killed somebody in order to get the attention of the black stars and even if that wasn't the case where there is a ruse that that person yeah is not we dead, may see that person we, there on but the, the guardians stuff. are like look we need you to kill com- uh, controller moo i'm like would you stop telling green lanterns to kill yeah, people they please just want them to kill i i do like the idea where they're talking to them like hey hell listen i know you're not gonna like this but you gotta play like, like you, you can't him. play by the rules and you gotta kind of pretend you hate us <laughs> like, and i even like where they're like you know, that's not going to be hard for you. Like no. most of this stuff is not going to be hard for you going forward. But yeah, I liked it. And that's the end of the green section, Eric. A I proper green overall, section. A proper green section. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Reggie will be back with the next Green Lantern book, but also with his books uh, going forward next week. We're going to have a heavy, heavy load next week. Ha, cha, 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 Eric, a heavy load. But uh, <sighs> we're going to go now off to some mail. And we'll talk about a band. That's all we're going to talk about. Some certain band, Eric. It rhymes with something. But we'll be back in a second with the mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews. And the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go. Right, and here we are with mail section number two, the last mail section of the night. And we have one mail this section. It's from Brandone. And oh, Brandon Brandy. says, Sup, fellas? Sup, Brandy? I've been on the lookout for these huge ass Oreos for what seems like forever now, but have yet to see the package in any they store amazing. in the greater Buffalo area. And I'll be damned if I buy a box of cookies off eBay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, they are good. They're they're not at Walmart anymore, though. No, I haven't seen them. I in haven't a even long looked. One. No, no, they haven't been there. They are good, though. They actually, I hate the mega stuff, but the more stuff, it, it's the just most more. Stuff. Yeah, it's it makes it even better. There's plenty of carrot cake Oreos, which is Nobody goddamn nonsense, yeah. but not super mega stuff or whatever the hell the they were calling stuff. them. I hate when companies do this nonsense, come out with a product, then you can never find the damn thing. But you find plenty of their other nonsense flavors nobody gives a damn about. 
birthday cake. You don't want that Only- red velvet? No, oh. that's nonsense too. Only thing worse than it is when companies get rid of food that was awesome for no good reason, but now I'm treading into bring it back Billy territory whispers Dunkaroos. <laughs> he wants the Dunkaroos. They were pretty Eric, amazing at the time. Who is Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown is a football player. For what what position are? You know, I think he's a tailback. No, no, he is a wide receiver. What That's team? what I meant. What he, team? Antonio Brown. So he can't be on the Browns because that he would be redundant. That, I was waiting for the Browns. I would he's say not, he's I'll on give the, you a hint, too. Hmm. He's not on the Stars. Okay, he, the Stars. He doesn't play hockey. He's, he's not on the Coyotes? No, he's not on the Coyotes. He's not on the Pelicans, either. Let's say he is on the Bills. No. He yeah. was going to get sent to the Bills. Well, that's uh, what I was counting on. Obviously, he was a Steeler. Uh, he was going to be sent to the Brown or to the Bills, Bills in a trade, and mm-hmm. he said, "No, I don't want to live in Buffalo." You know, because mm. he's sane. Yeah. Antonio Brown is from this moment forward no longer allowed to enjoy chicken wings. He can't partake in the greatest export from the city of Buffalo any longer. <laughs> but I thought that was you, Brandon. You're welcome, everyone else. That's more for us. Anyway, I'm sure if whatever team he's on comes to Buffalo this season, there will be dildos approaching the new era field game surface with uh, his name Buffalo. on it. It's probably Making already Philly been look a little bit better thought every day. of before. Yes, I put the thought into the world in this email and he sent me this uh video uh mumford and sons eric were performing in uh buffalo and i I don't want to offend anybody who is a mumford and sons fan out there but this looks like one of the most pretentious bands i've ever fucking seen in my life they're all fucking standing around in the circle with these upright instruments fucking and yelling at the crowd and stuff i'm like really what is this? I like I that first that, somebody, somebody in the middle. Oh, nonsense. It's like uh, back when people were telling me that the Shins were supposed to be this great SL group, and you go to see them in concerts. Looks like I, I might as well just fucking take my Shins. cot and fall asleep. They were uh, one. Their one big song was in that uh, Garden State movie. Uh, I still have watched Braff, that. Yeah. Uh, movie, but they they were big. But they're they're just boring as shit in my mind. But hey, that's me. Again, I'm not here to offend the Mumford and Sons fans, which okay. I hope are calling themselves the Mumphies. Is what I would Can call myself if sons? I was a fan. They're just boring. Oh. I don't like that. I don't like that nonsense. You know, if I'm going to listen to music, I'm going to put on the B-52s and I'm going to strut my stuff well, there. There's three things. It's going to be David Lee Roth, B-52s, and Alice in Chains for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. And possibly, you know, Night Blind Ranger. Melon. And now and again, a Night Ranger and, you know, <laughs> everything there. Uh, maybe even Biggie. Eric, it was Some the anniversary Biggie. of his death today. He died, uh, I think it was 22 years ago, they said, a little Biggie. Uh, he also says, then, books. Doomsday Clock. This was a good comic book. But I, I couldn't tell you what the hell happened in issue number seven if you held a gun to my head right I now. I can see that. Or a dildo. I have a small recollection of number eight at this point, but in order to really get everything out of what's going on here, you need to steal trap memory or enough time in your schedule to reread this series every time it decides to come out. No denying this Truth. is some solid comic booking, though, when it does decide to make it quarter, its quarterly appearance. Batman, number 39, or 39 to go, he says, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag 39 to go. I'm like, what is he talking about? I buy each issue and open it, imagining Tom King can't possibly make this nonsense any worse than it's been for a long time now. But then that son of a bitch goes he and goes totally and does himself it. twice a month, each and every month lately. And I never thought I'd say it, but Nightmares might be the straw that breaks the camel's back here and makes me finally drop this run. I can't believe he's still he still reads. 
he won't drop it. He he's gonna want to. You know, Brandon. He's, he gets he, so much call, enjoyment out of hating it. No, There's no it's way not that. They, it. they call him Brandon Flippet Murray. He wants this whole run so he can sell it on eBay afterwards. That's all he does. He needs the whole that. deal. Justice League. I don't know. I like this a little more than I have past Justice League issues me because too. at least it presents me with something I mostly understand with an ending that seems pretty cool. But boy, does Superman look fucked <laughs> if we're he just moving past <laughs> these five collected powers and can no longer allow to have to deal with them for a bit. I can take some fifth and sixth dimension nonsense if it leads to more interesting stories. It's kind of how I've been for the last two issues, actually. It seems like it's got a little bit of a fresh start, a fresh reset start. type of deal. I just hope Scott Snyder is settling in a bit for the run here and Tynan goes off to worry about his own Just League book. Now, we talk about uh, books that were coming out next week. And I did like, oh, we have the, the Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight. And it seems to be heavy Tynan. I'm like, yep. really? Really? Overall, for the three books I got this week, he, he just infects everything. That's Scott Snyder is how I say. Overall, for the three books I got this week, I enjoyed two of them. So that's a step forward for DC. Now, if they could just toss this Bendis fellow out in the trash oh where my. he belongs, we'd be getting somewhere. And he says, I, fellas, Hi, that Brandy. is Brandy Thank coming you, in positive as always. As uh, always. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, too. He sent me that video. And in the middle of the video, I didn't even say it. in the middle. They're playing. They're like, I don't. This is my in my mind as a out of touch older guy who has no any sort of link to this Mumford and Sons. This is how it seems. Not even dancing around. They're just staring, looking at each other in a goddamn circle with an upright bass and things. I'm like, really? And somebody in the middle of it's like, fuck Antonio Brown. And the whole crowd goes nuts and they look they look miserable. How dare you? See, Jim, Mumford and Sons are a British band formed in 2007. The band consists of Marcus Mumford, Ben Lovett, Winston Marshall, and Ted Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. I, I could care less. Where? Who, so I guess the rest of them are the sons. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm telling you. I, I, need, I listened to them in 2007. Have not I'm listened to them since. Yeah, yeah, because you're a pretentious prick. I, I have the idea in my mind that I You've need. You've never listened to them, but you hate them. I, yeah, no, it's because everybody likes them, but I never, I don't know anything about them. So there. Yeah, no, you jumped on because you heard all these people saying how great they fucking no, were. I haven't I heard like you say anything since. What song? What's your favorite song by them? And you add this thing up, or else you would never know a name of no, any the song. Thing is, I, I don't have it up anymore. I could not tell you. I know I listened to the first album that Jess got mm. me, and I enjoyed what was on the album. Yeah, yeah, fucking nonsense. I don't need that shit. I need something that's going to kick me in the I didn't balls. I say I was when a gigantic I, Mumford and Sons I fan. Listen. I said I listened I mean, to the I, first album, and it was yeah, good. Yeah, you love that fucking album. I'm going to check this album out. Yeah. I have not heard one song. I'll check it out. In between these segments, I'll you tell do. you what I think of it. I'll tell you see, when we come back with the green section, we're going to be reviewing two green books, and I'll give you my review of the Mumford and Sons. Watch, I come back, I'm like, holy shit, they're good. They might be. I just Isn't they this seem after very the green section? pretentious. Nah, uh, no, this is a uh, maybe. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> okay, well, we'll come back with the end books that we already recorded. I can't tell you what I think. Maybe uh, somehow I will tell people some other way. I'll tell people in the show notes. All right. I'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. But we're going to go off now to uh, something. I'm not even sure. I guess the end of the podcast. We're almost there. Mail section two to the end of the podcast seems very odd, but that's where we are this week, and we'll be back with that. So close, no matter how far Jim's refuse comes straight from the heart Forever trusting one's words 
Cause Jim's reviews matter Jim never opens himself this way To his wife or his family Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I seek and I find in him Twelve hours a week we get jammed Open mind for a fuck you Somebody started getting bored at the end of that song. Ah, yes. Not that song. This section of books. (laughs) Here we go. One better than the next. We have a couple books left. We have three books left. Uh, If you're uh, keeping track and keeping score at home, you will realize that we've done some pretty big books this week already. Didn't get to one big one. And maybe if you kind of tune in late, you know. Then, you know, yes, like this, I'm, I'm acting as if this is like a live show or something. If you tune in late, I don't know how you tune in late to something that is pre-recorded, but hey, if you tune in late and didn't look at the show notes and you're just going, boy, you'll be surprised by the end of this here podcast because one book is kind of left dangling out there. Is that the, the dangle of the angle of the meat of the proportion of the heat? Is that what they say? Is no. this on? Is this right? Does this rhyme, is it? That's not what they say. They don't no. say that, just does they? Oh, what is my, going on right, right now? now? I don't know. I'll tell you. I know what is not going on, but I know what went down. Down my throat, Eric. You know what did? NyQuil. That's what went down my throat. Oh, no. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm drunk. I don't feel good. I, I ended up. You weren't even at work today, so yeah. you don't know the nonsense. I was there. What are you talking did, about? I was upstairs in my new yeah, office. You were, oh, you were there? Yeah. No, then no, because actually, I was up there at one point. Today. Really? You didn't see me? <laughs> yes. No, no. You, you weren't hiding up there. No. If anybody would know what this means besides you, though, Eric, I, I had to go look for bottom bus. It's what I was looking for. Because <laughs> somehow some arrived, uh, but they couldn't find it. I. You know, you know, because and then I'm trying to explain Should to have people knocked at off our the work. I would have helped you. No, I'm I'm trying to explain to people at work that a lot of times, say the UPS comes and the most of a check in from either myself or you is a wave, possibly a salute to the Give UPS a, guy. Get a little right? finger bang. Have a good one, you baby. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. Or if it's the FedEx people. Yeah, we may sign for something, but we're not involved in that. That's no. not our thing. No, I'm upstairs so that in my came office. Up. Yeah, yeah, you're upstairs in the office. Then you would you, you wouldn't have heard me then scream <laughs> and, and yell as I was lifting uh, glass. That actually, I thought you weren't there today because of the first attempt of lifting <laughs> oh said God. glass. I even now, forgot about it. I have Maybe. to do it again. I do have well, some pain in my deal. side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you realize that uh, a lot of times I'm a delicate flower, Aaron, uh-huh. and, and you know statue. that when I go to lift things, 
unfortunately, usually I pull my rib cage. My rib cage gets, the muscles yeah. get pulled all the time. Then what happens? They start to flutter a little uh, <laughs> with a little bit of uh, uh, craziness. Yeah, they, they do. They end up cramping up. But I ended up having to lift some glass with the boss's son. Oh. And it, so imagine this. Imagine this, Eric. And this is just for me and you. Everybody can tune out now. Imagine yeah. that you're there. You're going to lift this glass. Mm-hmm. So you're there and it's heavy enough. It's not the big ones that we did, but these oh, others. So I'm about to lift it. But instead of just grabbing the glass to lift it, the boss's son decides to get those fucking age old suction cups. <laughs> Brings those over. What are you so do he, these? he puts them on there and he's going to lift. Now, just imagine because you, you're an expert. You have done this a lot. When you go to lift it and you're lifting it normal and he's lifting it vertically with it or horizontal <laughs> suction cups, shit starts twisting. And that's what happened. He ripped my rib cage apart. And I, and, and then. The I don't worst. even know what happens with them, though, because you're about to lean it on something right where the suction cup would be in your hand. Yeah. Oh, I know. And then that's the other thing, then, because then we got, then he realized, then we have to kind of put it on runner oh, boards. And then this. I should have thought this through. <laughs> then also he's doing that. I am in extreme pain. Yeah. And he almost dropped it anyway. He oh, couldn't God. lift it. He's so weak. The one guy there. I'm not about to has, deadlift that either. The one guy there, uh, Zach, starts yelling. Hey, what are you doing? You know, boss's son, he says. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Why, why, he's like, why can't you lift it? And Jim doesn't even look like he's struggling. And then all of a sudden shit went wrong. And then I was struggling. Still didn't, you know, it didn't bother me lifting. I was so angry. Then you I'm should doing have just this. let ankle monitor and the boss's son do it themselves. Well, maybe I should have. Uh, but earlier, the reason the boss's son was involved is the, the big part to use the crane. How, what they're com- I'm telling you, people talk about combined strength. You've got to imagine these two's combined weakness. You know, yeah. the oh, idea yeah. that these kids would oh, this class. So I'm yelling. And then, you know, now we're at a point where now he's got to kind of almost climb in to get these suction cup things off. And these <laughs> things, they're the big. I'm telling you, they're the big ones. Not yeah. those little, like, oh, those these big blue are the- ones. Oh, the worst. And then he's doing this. I'm getting angry. And then it, it took long. Then uh, we had issues. And then I had to get this thing all sealed up. So I ended up having to stay later. Then I started feeling like shit. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. I was so angry all day. I came um, down from but, my office. I thought you left without me. I didn't even know you were yeah, still there. Yeah, my office. I, I did realize one thing, though, uh, because I have not left during break. That uh-huh. was a thing that I said I was in. Uh, I had enough. I, yeah. At break time, I'm like, yeah, I need another coffee. I had already drank my coffee. So I did go uh, to Wawa and I did what I told you that I was going to do someday. And I used my mug as a refill mug, Eric. And it worked out like oh a God. charm. A dollar twenty. she charged me. I, I, life hack. I was yelling as I left. Now, before before I went, though, you have to understand, before I left, I researched it for like oh, 45 yes. minutes. I wanted to find. I ended up on Reddit reading people like, I'm new in the area. Can I take my mug in? And there is a gray area where you're supposed to supposedly go in and they'll say, oh, what ounce is that? So I'm looking at my cup and I'm like, I know what ounce it. What could I get away with? Like, could I say that this is a 16 ounce cup? This is like you try to sneak your kid into for a free meal saying he's nine years old. I'm telling you, 45 minutes. I'm sitting there like, okay, what is the least? I think I could get away with maybe 20 or 24. It's 32. (laughs) 
is right. what mine is. But I'm like, I think maybe 24. I don't want to. I don't want to screw them too much. So I go, and then I was going to go in and actually pour a, it in an actual cup to see exactly what it was. I think it's 32, uh, but it's got a weird look to it. So yeah, I go put some up, science behind I, it for some reason. I'm all fired up with this. I'm all fired up. I'm like, all right. I'm going to say. Then I start thinking. You know, let's let's do 20. I'm like. Jim, you're you're playing the devil's hand here. <laughs> you're playing it. They're gonna kick you out. You'll never God be able to go back once. again. So I went there and I put it down. And <laughs> I also got it once. I got I got a pretzel. And then the the lady who is the one at our. Wawa, I just like to imagine she, you're you're so nervous. Whether you bring this thing up, you get a pretzel. You start just looking. At everything that's in front of you just keeps adding to the. Like oh you're yeah. asking for as a kid for Playboys or something. Yeah. Like that. I'll have yeah. some of this gum. Well, and here's uh, the here's other a pretzel, thing, though. A five hour energy I, I shot. I went up. I had two things. I could either go uh, to coffee. the lady who tells you to have an awesome day. Oh, she's, she's awesome. A, she's a little too talky, Eric. I, and the other lady is the <laughs> lady there who's that older lady who's kind of miserable. She's oh, not mean, lady. but she's not mean. She's just miserable. She's thought, waiting for a chance to make your life no, just as miserable no, as hers. I thought, you know what? There's a kindred soul. She doesn't give a fuck what Wawa does. So I'm like, fuck you, Mrs. Awesome. I'm heading over here. I put it down. I had the thing. Then, then you want to hear Devil's Hand? I oh, actually no. thought that maybe I could play it all. Now I'm just stealing. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if she, if she doesn't ring this up, will I say something? Would I actually say, oh, by the way. That I also got well, coffee. Like is, so, since you're actually asking yourself this, I don't think the answer is yes. I don't know. I can't say. So then I thought, okay, this is how I'm going to play because I didn't want to have that. Damn, I, I don't you need. Had in a Wawa I don't today. need a morality lesson at Wawa here. So what I did, I put the thing <laughs> down, and I think the minute that I take my hand off of it, have it sitting there with the, she'll realize then. That it was a refill. If I kept my hand on it, she might, oh man, he, he was drinking that before him, whatever. But she just, no questions <laughs> asked. A buck 20. And I'm like, buck 20. <laughs> oh my God, this is a life hack. Oh my, the whole world opened up to me. I, in fact, I ran out to the car. I'm telling you, I ran. I ran, jumped in, <laughs> immediately called Tanya. I was so excited. Baby, I'm listen, like, to listen to this. It's going to be a good day. Baby, we're, we're rich. We are rich. <laughs> no oh more making coffee for ourselves yeah, anymore, baby. I, yeah, really. Yeah, right now, go and grab that that freaking coffee mug out the window. Ounce, I don't God need that shit. Mug you have at home. Damn right. I mean, get me a bucket with a lid. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me, baby. Coffee on me. I was so excited. I told you this. The so idea of you going in there with the thing, like, oh my god, if they. What are they going to do if I? This isn't the oh, right thing to do. I'm I telling know. you, the, the, the idea behind your worriness is, is you almost like so too. you're on the it, turnpike and you lost your ticket. All of a sudden, you have yeah. to pay like fifty dollars because now you don't I, have your yeah. ticket. Oh my god! And and remember though, this has been something that I've been stewing oh, on for months, trying to fi- figure out should I try Just it? Work up the nerve, and because I'm like, well, it isn't a Wawa refill cup. I don't know if they're going to go with it. I guess they just, you know, they're not going to pay for the cup. They're good. They don't care that coffee's, you know, cents on the dollar. So is little what they victories say. that matter in life. Oh my God. I was so excited. Baby. I ran out. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's our time now. The Werners have struggled. Down here. It's our uh, time, yeah, baby. Down here. Over at Wawa now with the refill. It's our time. 
Yeah, and and in the in the meantime too, I get it right in my you know this Yeti cup that Alex right, got me. Yeah. Maybe one of the best presents anybody's ever got me. I've got so much use out of this thing, <laughs> and now I put it in, and usually I have it in the cup, and by the time I get back to work, I pour it into my you know Yeti thing because I usually yeah, yeah. have that back at the store. I realized once again though. This Yeti cup, it works a little too well because I'm going back. I'm <laughs> so excited. Hot. Oh, my God. I went to take a guzzle. Ah! I was screaming. Oh, yes. That was my day. And I, I ran back. Sounds like a pretty I good day. Tell, I couldn't tell anybody because you weren't there. <laughs> you, you were up at your You office. didn't tell the boss's son? You didn't go no, up to my no, office no. and tell no, me about nobody, this amazing nobody, thing? No. No, uh, I did tell Wrong Turn and the girl that works with uh, Wrong Turn, and she seemed happy that now she knows that she can get, but Wrong Turn didn't know. At one point, this crate (laughs) thing that I was stacking. No, here's the greatest. This crate thing we're doing, and we're trying to get this glass and all this shit in. Uh, I'll even tell you, uh, imagine the heaviest crate, because we always guess how long, how, how heavy it will be. Uh, this was 2,400 pounds. This, oh is my God. The, this is the heaviest thing I've ever done. So we, we're there. Everybody's trying to figure out, okay, it's well, what, what do you think Aisha it's going to be? about in college. Boom. Yeah, damn right. We're like, what are we, we going to do? What is this going to be? How, how, you know, hey, wrong turn. How heavy you think this is going to be? Five, seven. That's what he said. I'm like, what the hell are you to get out of town? It's pretty tall well, are and you heavy. at your new job? And he, five, says today, yeah, he says today, he says today, yeah, that's it. Um, I only got a Friday's left. I'm like, today's what? Friday. I was just scrolling. Well, just the Friday's left. I'm like, yes, yes, you're leaving next Friday. I get it. I, I understand. Yup, I'm going to work 10 hours a day till then. I'm like, oh, what? And then he left at two. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then the melding man, Jimmy, comes over to me because you weren't there. Hey, what new shows do you watch? Uh, I don't really watch any new, new shows. shows? I, you, you know, and I'm like, you'd have to talk to Eric about that. He's not here. Yeah, yes, I, I know that. So what show should I watch? Yeah, motherfucker. Gonna, I, I'm like, you're going to have to ask that. I said, Look, I, I, watch, I watch American Dad. What show should I watch? I said, I don't even have cable. I, I watch American Dad every day. Box. No, and then he says, this is the best. So I go, I said, I know Eric was talking about a couple shows, but I said, the problem with Eric is he's going to be the new shows to him are shows that were 10 years ago that were canceled and he's watching one season of them. And But I know he watches stuff, so I guess just ask him on Monday. No, I need to know for this oh weekend. <laughs> and he's just staring at me. I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I'm like, he was watching like True Detective or something, uh, you know, and he's like, what's that? What's said, that? Some show on. I, he's like, it's some show on HBO. I think I don't have HBO. What's on Netflix? <laughs> oh my god! I'm like I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I, I said, do you, do you watch Solo? And he's like, that's a movie. I'm like, I'm out. You just I, gotta I, start I closing your point. eyes and start swinging at this point. Yeah, I said I have nothing for you. I don't know. I have no idea. Then he says out of nowhere, I know that it's not appropriate, but my son plays Far Cry. Okay, right. that's cool. great. Thank you. And I just like walked away, and I and then, and then he stopped as as he will often do. And he, this is in the hallway. He stops. He walks down halfway. Stops and goes, "Did you hear? 
and then turned around and walked away. I don't know what he was going to say. <laughs> Neither did he. Sweaty. No, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I had such a bad time. And then people uh, I love my new office. I wasn't even slack today. Nothing. Because I, I just I had to put up with so much nonsense. And then, and then the, the guy who shits his pants is all talkative because you're not there. It's the worst. It's the worst, Derek. I just we like the two, idea three. where everybody keeps their goddamn <sighs> mouth shut if I'm there. Yeah, they, they, they don't. We we have a safety zone at that point. <laughs> no, not now. Not when you're not there. I'm just standing there. People talking. I don't need that. No. Oh yes. Nobody you needs you that. can tell that this is the first uh, section of books that we're actually talking about this week. We're talking about books. It's gossiping, Eric. We haven't talked See, all day. This, this is, is what the podcast happened. that I want to do. Or we no. just talk about things like no, this. That, well, that, here's the problem, though, is that that's fine and dandy. You know, liquor's quicker, Eric. But when you get to this point, if we've talked all day, that don't work. <laughs> if, if we're here and I haven't seen you all day and I have fucking nonsense happens to me wherever I go. <laughs> and then I can tell you about it. But you, if, if you're you there. You are a walking story. Uh, right? Anything you do, the story's going to come this. out of it. So it's going to be yeah. amazing. People don't understand the, the nonsense that just surrounds me. And I don't, I don't invite it. I'm not one who goes and like, hey, what's going on? Like, I'll have 10 stories going to Wawa, not saying a word. Not so. Also, I did. Speaking of that, and why I did grab, I was going to have a pepperoni bagel. Uh-huh. Here's the other part of this. And there's another lady there who reminds me of a hobbit who does talk to me a lot. So I picked up weird. <laughs> I picked up the pepperoni bagel and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, she was putting the breakfast sandwiches there. And she goes, oh, you like those bagels, don't you? Uh, yeah. And then I walked up, decided I didn't want the bagel anymore, but she was still (laughs) over there. So I didn't know what to do. So I shoved it in where the pretzels are and ran because I didn't want her to talk to me about, oh man, what's that? And also I felt still contemplating your coffee conundrum. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I thought I can't eat this. I I feel like crap and I'm going to eat these pizza. So I, I sit there and I'm looking at her. I'm like, Either I'm going to go back and to me, once you grab, like if somebody, if I see somebody have a a bagel sandwich and then go and put it back in the deal, I'm never going to get that sandwich, right? No. It's out now. So I shoved it in and it wouldn't fit very well (laughs) where the pretzels were. And I was jamming it in. Don't go there. Pretzels go there. And then I thought as I was leaving, that lady's going to find that there and she's going to know it was me. Uh, I think she's going to get down on her knees and scream. He really doesn't yeah. like the bagels. He doesn't like them. I he don't like uh, uh, Here, the one point where I went in and this you, is, this, I, this I, is I do your like story. those. Yeah, I, you, well, I'm saying story. I like you, those pepperoni you, bagels. I'll tell you, I love those it, things. But This is just one trip to, uh, to Wawa kind of thing. I went out to the P- Frank's Pizzeria today to yeah. go get my soda pop for us to talk today. And I figured while I was out, I was going to get an order of French fries. And I, oh. I asked the guy, how long is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be like 10 minutes. Okay, I'll be right back. I went out. I had a cigarette. I came back in. And I grabbed my and soda pop. Start. Oh, and yeah. no, no. I, oh, and my soda, I sat left. down. <laughs> I sat down because I'm waiting for him. And uh, I thought he motioned towards me. I was like, oh, uh, is it ready yet? No, 45 minutes. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, you got me. That's a good one. All right. I paid. I went home and I ate them. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was me and Wawa for 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, I, I poured a coffee. Gra- yeah. So and uh, th- that lady, though, she gets very talkative with fuck? me. And at, at points, I'll go in. And yeah, I'll see, like, maybe I was going to get a, a pork roll sandwich right. or something or a pork roll breakfast sandwich. When I go in, when I used to go in at break a lot, 
uh, I would pour my coffee. And if there weren't any up there, I already saw, I would just look to see if maybe they're wrapping them up or something. Right. This lady would go so over the top if she saw me do that. And, well, oh, what do you need? What do you need? I'm like, oh, no, I don't need you. anything. And no, no, no. I saw you looking. What are you looking for? And oh, then we start going down a list of stuff. Like she pulls out a scroll. She's Gandalf now. Ye want the pre- pepperoni. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. She, and every then the ca- one- character in the Lord of the Rings all of a sudden? Now, yes. Yes. She, but she doesn't stop this time. This was before. And so then I'm like, well, I was seeing if you had any pepperoni, you know, bagel sandwiches. Do we ever? I'll put it in right now. It'll only take five minutes. And I'm like, no. Oh. And I have to wait. And, and as you know. This is way back. This is the time I didn't. You know that those things they have to sit for at least three hours before they get to prime. Oh, yeah. You know, you need prime that time. weird congeal going oh, on. It's so good, and, and they have it wrapped in that that foil thing. Oh my! But yeah, I I didn't. I knew that I didn't need that, so I shoved it in there. Nobody's eating yeah. that thing. It's probably still there. It'll probably be there for the. It'll be like Jan Michael Vincent. They're finding that shit a month from now. Oh Eric. no! And that's what it's going to be. Somebody call TMZ. Adventures of Super Sons number eight. Are we here to talk about books? What I'm happened? A good time is this a Patreon only show? <laughs> is is this one of those uh, Jim and Eric hate the world? This is all I think the I world want hates for a me. Podcast. I know you do, but the the thing is, this is fine and dandy. What happens when we do it the next time and have nothing to say and sit around looking at each Has other? Has that ever for happened? Three hours? No, it's gonna though. So I, this is saying. where. Here's what we have to do if we're gonna do something like this. You got to tell me ahead of time we're not. So then when we get on, we're trying to also just just set up that we have to talk about Batman. And then I want to talk about anything but. But if we sat there and like, we're going to have to do this, I think that I think something would go wrong. Ventures of Super Sun Summer Do we have to talk about this? Is there yeah, a poll? We do we have a live poll we can have now? And next we can talk about bowel movements or something. Adventures of the Super Sons number eight, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Carlo Barbary, Matt Santarelli, Proto Bunker, and Rob Lee. And everybody, if this is your first podcast, get used to it. This is nonsense. This is this is the nonsense. I'm telling you, uh, when we get to Batman later. I think that we are very similar to Tom King in the way that if you're if you're fans of how things are going, you'll be fans. If you're not, boy, we'll drive you nuts. The Super Sons <laughs> continue with not much at all. And I've been saying this for a while, but nothing ever happens in this book. And I don't know why they even brought it back, except for the fact that people got upset when Brian Michael Bennis jumped on the Super Books. It does look good, though. But I think that Tomasi pretty much has been mailing this in now. And it's just boring. And there, there shouldn't be anything boring about this book because number one you have a lot of craziness to play with you know you're kind That's of the thing out is, and we, about we say there shouldn't be anything boring but like i'm even thinking about the original super sons comic where it never got to that next yeah, level well, that's what i'm saying but this over and over this and this is very similar but this is set up to basically by the end all you need to do is have damien and john get back to earth Everything else you can play. And when you started it out, you had the whole idea that they had a jumping point into the multiverse. You you right, could have went cube. into – Yeah, you had the hypercube. What happened? Because I, what happened you had a setup. Yeah, you had it set up that what we were told is, hey, they're going to go through all these different genres. We say this every time we talk about this book, but – then all of a sudden the hypercube starts up and you're like, okay, I see the roadmap here. I see what you're going to do. And so by the end of that, you would say, okay, 
he jumped in the, the hypercube in the multiverse because you have to have nothing really happen by the end. So everything has to, whatever happens in this, either has to be reset yeah. or whatever. Instead of doing a multiversal, it resets at the end, even to the point where we said you go into the multiverse, you could come out and you're gone for a year, but you're only gone real time a second. And that right. seemed perfect to fit it in between the end of Super Sons and the Man of Steel deal. Uh, but while this goes on now, the hypercube is not used, and now we're just in space. And and it seems like he really fell in love space with jail. Rex Luthor. Yeah, he, he figured that this Rex Luthor is solid gold, and the you know his gang. The problem is they were, but you haven't done anything with it. I mean, basically now it's almost like this is on autopilot, where you're t- you know he's typing up the script and like. Okay, everybody's wowed by these different kid versions of villains. Let's throw some more here. And even that got really, really well, that's lazy. Well, the thing is, this I issue. like the idea of the, you know, the uh, R gang style villains where it's kid villains, yeah. you know, taking on the personas I of these it, yeah. villains. I, I love that idea. And when it was initially presented where you had Kid Deadshot, Nice Princess, and like all of these characters, like Brady X6. They are new names for little kid versions of these characters. I love it. When it's presented here where he has a whole army of, you know, villains now. Yeah. Now they're just Black Manta, Reverse Flash. You know, I'm like, you yeah. quit being clever with it. I want, you know, yeah, Black, like Lil Manta or something like that. Or yeah. I just want something or, along or the Eric, lines where I Eric, know that you're being clever. It's, it's Black Manta. And now it's Black Femta. You know, like that? I, I'm telling you, I'll go with... <laughs> You know, pink mana. You could just change the color and I'll say, hey, you know what? I'll go with it. Red yeah. mana. I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, you're like, hey, who are you? Reverse Flash. Cat man. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Who are you? Yep. Tarantula. I yeah, guess. Yeah. We, I we guess pretty much we're, we're not even bother no more. So yeah, with this too, you're on Tacron Galtos, the prison planet. You do have, you know, Superboy is broken out. He has Damien and, and uh, Joker Jr. While you have uh, Rex broadcast everyone it seems like he's given everybody on this planet powers or at least a bunch of people i would think that they would still i would think that they'd still hang around with him but he he even like time even like you said he even says i mean he goes full out godfather hey you know i gave you those powers and then i said i may have a favor to (laughs) when did these you know meetings happen they've been there for a week so within that week yeah, well, he and he's very busy. Like, Damien doesn't sleep, neither does Rex. But he's announcing this, and he says, you know what? What I need to do, we're going to have a war. And it, it kind of is a weird deal. Like, he's like, hey, I gave you these powers. You know you want to go against these super sons who are against you. But why, why would they even know them? Because they're just there on the planet as well. All these other kids are just awful criminals. You yeah. know, they're not on the planet because of anything. Like, sometimes you'll have some things like this. Where, say, the Flash gets thrown in jail. And the big thing is he put everybody in in Iron Heights in jail. So that causes issues. It kind of wants to skirt like that sort of deal. But obviously that's not the case. But then Rex says, you know, I have a bunch of freedom fighters. But now what I need is an army. And, yeah, you have a splash page. It looks great. You know, you're looking at it. It's cool. You're looking at the different villains and things like that. The problem is in this. You have a couple that later are mentioned are not on planet. So well, how the are- only person who's on planet should be Rex Luthor. I'm saying Ice Princess, Kid Deadshot, yeah, and Brainiac yep. Six should not be on this. They should They're still be with the ship. In this. Yeah, and all these new ones should be there. That's yeah. fine. He just made them. But 
Ice Princess right behind Rex there. You have Brainiac 6 to the right. And you have right behind Kid Deadshot right there. Later on, he talks to them on the vidcom and says, get your get your ass to Mars. Get yeah. your ass to Techron Goltos. You got to meet us here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So get your get your ass to Techron Goltos. But, you know, they're, so they're much here, to say. here. Yeah. So why are they here at this point? Because it's it's just that to me. It's just like, you know, there was a snafu yeah. between the art. Like, hey, well, it's even later these on crazy characters. When Joker Jr. is dressed as Catman and him in the little green lantern is dressed like, you know, she like uh, dressed as trash. Yeah. Just... Later on during that point, there is a thing where the Joker Jr. is like, all right, Joker Jr., we're going to go and do this. But it's Joker Jr. talking. So obviously the cat's yeah, like the, yeah. the uh, and, dialogue and, balloon and is off that, here. And yeah, we keep getting that, that throughout the series for some too. reason. Yeah, you do. And I, I actually – don't think it was spelled out well enough who was who in that scene anyway. I And obviously it looked like they even got confused. What is up with John's hair throughout this? He, he's, he a was super, captured. he's a super, Yeah, he's a Saiyan. He looks like he's from Dragon Ball Z. He yeah. is there. His hair is wacky. He is using looks horse amazing. shampoo. And it's so much nonsense. volume. It's, it, there is volume. I'm telling you, the volume's up to 11. It's so much volume. <laughs> With this, though, it, it this is a setup issue, but also a exit strategy issue to get the Super Sons away to get to something maybe fun or interesting. I don't know. Hopefully. Because they're on Tekron Galtos. You really didn't get much from Yi here at Tekron Galtos. They, yeah, yes, I, I'm Tekron Galtos is my best friend. We're besties, Aaron. Um, but you, you don't get much from it. And in here, it's just an escape. But again, everything is kind of thrown in and there. The there's escape, no real, like we, yeah. There's we, no we real might clever the, escape. We might get to the point of stuff we talked about with the whole Wild West world or the romance. Well, we world only have four issues left. We are and going off to a tough. vacation planet because yeah. for some reason, on this Takron Galtos, this prison planet, there is something called a Vroom Tube, which teleports yeah. you to a vacation hotspot. I'm like. Why would you have this attached to a prison planet full of the and, worst and of the yeah. worst that the, yeah. you know, the, the you kids wouldn't. of the universe have to offer? So you have this thing like, all right, we're going to go off and escape to the vacation hot spot where um, we might get some Westworld kind of stuff. The idea where they have these different lands and worlds and this whole thing. I don't know. That's what Where's we Where's the romance world? Uh, it's there. Is, is that worry. just a sexy planet? Yeah. Is that one of the sexy like the, the Rome world. You know, it's like only yeah. oranges go down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you get it, Eric? Vroom. That that's a you know he's having fun with the boom tube. It's a vroom tube. How many that? times are we gonna have these different things like other boxes, father boxes, brother boxes, Again, mother though, boxes? This boom is tombs, where we said we tombs. like the idea. Well, we like the idea of the villains being a different name, so that could be kind of fun, but it's not. It's just there. Then you're introduced to the Green Lantern, who really, again, you're just throwing your character in with a panel of backstory. I just love this strange thing. I I say I love it. I'm being sarcastic in case you couldn't tell. The idea that we have these young Green Lantern cadets that the Guardians are training to be able to have a ring later in life that have it chose them, I guess, because it's the idea yeah, that it doesn't really make cadets, much sense. Like they're not, you can't just give them it's rings. It's like you're later cheating on. the system, right? Exactly. It's like, we make have them this young kid. Enough. Uh, we're going we're to drop this kid off on a prison planet and see if he survives. If he doesn't. Oh, well, eh, good job. Eh, guardians. Eh, I, well, really? 
Uh, that sounds something the Guardians would do, but <laughs> hey, uh, to me, I would make them be just like Boy Scout cadet type things like they kind of are, but not the idea that later they'll be Green Lanterns because, again, the ring chooses it's weird. They don't just get to go, but I'd like them to be like helpers. If we found out that these characters grow up now, again, you're changing some mythos and stuff, but they grow up to be the people who kind of take, you know, sweep up. Uh, you know, cook. I don't know. Something on or something school? that you'd have this. Well, I'm saying, yeah. Or, or just <laughs> almost like you're a substitute teacher, but not even that. A teacher's aide. These might be kids that when they grow up, they become the, the Robin to the Green Lantern Batman. You know, you'll have Hal Jordan who might have this little guy that's with him that has learned everything about the Green Lanterns, but can't really – you can't Pie force face. them to be a Green Lantern because of the thing. But maybe then – if a Hal Jordan dies and it's going to find the closest person who's worthy, they would be and they'd get it right away. And then you can continue on and defeat the person that defeated Hal Jordan. See, it works out. It works out great. There. But no, <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. Odd. But it's, this character's okay. But you, you just get it kind of thrown at you. Joker Jr. is there. And I, I think that it would have even been played better. By the end, if you really did think that Joker Jr. through all of this, this is his quadruple, you know, t- double, triple, quadruple cross. But y- you realize now that that's not really the case. It's set up earlier the way that he's going to get Rex is to kind of, hey, we're best friends. You know, we always have been. I always know your deal. Stuff like that. And it's just there's not much. How do you, f- how do you they- feel about this alien child equivalent of Kite Man? Because he is my favorite thing in this book. Because I, I actually, it's this weird, headless me. monster. Yeah, he is funny. Uh, I actually like, for some reason, I like the kid version of Scarecrow. They just walk by. That's with that Kite Man. I mean, Kite Man. I know, but I just like that he's a little guy. Uh, The Kite Man alien is just just so weird. (laughs) So weird. Uh, I actually, you know who else I like is the kid Deathstroke, who looks like he may be like chubby. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like he's in he's the got a best weird of body shape. shape. Well, he's got that weird shape that old men start getting where their yeah. arms are real thin, but the pop, belly pop. starts. Come. Yeah. And, and also like the chest is sunken in. I just think it's funny. Uh, but even that he's the one like, man, can I watch while they kill him? And Damien like looks at him as if, OK, we might see that, which would kind of be a funny take on the. You know, Deathstroke versus the Teen Titans type of right. deal that's going on in the regular the book. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird that he looks over at him like that. Like, uh, hey, I got my eye well, on even you. Even weirder, the whole idea when we get back to the idea of the triple, double, quadruple cross to try to get, you know, yeah. I'm going to ki- take care of these. And I'm really on your side, Rex. It becomes the entire series at this point is he's not the Super Sons anymore. It's the many deaths of Joker Jr. Because yeah, they, he yeah. just keeps dying. Well, that's the thing that I'm saying is we had this idea of what the series was going to be, but I think that Tomasi really got caught up with this hype of this gang and Rex Luthor, which really became about them. It was cool, but it's a little too much now in a book that we're not getting a lot from the Super Sons. So it kind of throws me off with that, you know, even and I said there's some weird transitions of arts. I, I said that at that point, I wasn't even sure that Damien and John weren't going to be, you know, somebody else. They knocked him out, whatever. But then when uh, when Rex ends up shooting Joker Jr., I actually at first thought it, it was Damien. I was a little confused. Then I realized, obviously, the way it progresses. Yeah. But I thought the art was a little off in this. It's good. But I usually like it. it, it's it's really really good. But yeah, and I even love the that hair on John Kent. <laughs> so crazy. But yeah, by the end, 
you have and it's funny too before we end because we are at the end but uh when joker jr's like oh man you know this i i didn't triple cross quadruple cross even have an editor's note that you can read in a way of here we go again it's like an editor's note like there's too many times to count i'm like you can read that as a joke hey there's too many times to count or it could be like Jesus, there's too many times to count. Why do I have to keep doing this? I'm telling you, you, you are reading an editor uh, putting in his two weeks notice, it seems to me. I'm like, oh, poor too many times to count on them. The hell out of here. But uh, yeah, at the end, they just go in the Zoom tube, vroom tube, off vroom to, tube. Vroom tube, off <laughs> to the vacation, the vacation spot. Yeah. yeah. And and all of this, as it's this connected is going to a on. Prison. What it's almost like that doing? action land that we had next to Kadeem. Yeah, like Kadeem. People were just planning this shit I out mean, wrong. But here's the thing is, but again, it's a vroom tube. They do show that it goes over. We'll see how it goes. But uh, what, what are the Super Sons doing in this book? I mean, I guess by surviving. now. Well, I guess by now. What is this? Surviving the game. <laughs> by now, picking up they're, a little green Atlanta yeah, cadet named whole Alex. Deal, well, but by now their whole deal would have to be to stop Rex. But they kind of aren't even worried about that, really. And by no. the end, I'm like, what the hell are they even I, doing why now? Why do you have to be worried? A kid doesn't even have the hypercube anymore. Who knows what happened That's to that? true. Well, and, and the only other thing that, that happens that in this ship, issue. I don't know. That the most important thing is the idea that Space Cabbie is brought up. And then it's explained away by Joker Jr. that really Space Cabbie's a robot and they have a million of them. That that does put a little check. If we had the whiteboard here and this was a visual podcast, a vlog, if you will, mm. we would have went back or a YouTube show, as the kids call it. We'd go over and check that off sure. right now. Yeah. All right. They <laughs> explain that away. Don't have to deal with dead space cabinet television. If this was a motion picture. If I had proper hygiene. If, if I was a good looking man, uh, we would go and, and check that off because that was something that had bothered us <laughs> oh, so no, much. Space cab. It's, it seems to it. Now it's just Johnny Cab. Yeah. Now I, that's all I think of now. And uh, it screws me up, but that's it. They're off. That's they're it. off to the vacation world, which I like to call Quaker Town, Eric, because that's where I spend all my vacations. How about you? Is that what you do? Is it a staycation? <laughs> it's for a you staycation. Usually? Like, what's a it vacation? Is. is that where you just go down the back alley and do some meth? No, no, that is not. That that is called death. Eric. Oh, that, that's oh. called that's called the eternal sleep. Uh, what would you give this? I would give this issue. I'm going to go high in my mind, but a six You're out of ten. You're going to go six five. Oh no, I'm going six out of I'm ten going because six. here's why I said that because I'm giving it a six as well. Yeah, it's just that the yeah. art is really yeah. good. Yeah, Hello, weird science. The art's really good. It's just that the book's not doing much. But I'm telling you, if you've been reading this long and you're still into the idea, it's still doing what it's always done. It's just it's not going any further yeah, but it never than did. that. Exactly. It does what it did, but it did what it didn't. And is what maybe I people say. People been liking what it did. I don't know. But it's, as you know, I'm telling you, there's nothing that's not great. too over the top wrong with it. I'm telling you, there's no. just two instances where you have j- the dialogue blo- uh, balloon is off and that spread page where you have characters that really, are there that shouldn't again, be there. Again, you're completely correct, but you're also why we get upset because basically that's exactly what we would say for the first Super Sons book as well. If you were yep. into it, it was because you were into Keep the doing characters. what you doing, Tomasi. The actual story, and he did. You know, Kid Amazo, who, who would have ever thought that he'd show up more than once? Kid Amazo, he was quite the amazing guy. But yeah, I'm six out of ten as well. Let's move on to the next book, Eric. The next book, it's the prelude, is what I, the prologue, right? Yes. 
right? The prelude, yes. prologue, same thing. Eh, it says prologue there, so I'll go with it. I don't like that cover. I'll just say right away. But I am not into it. Deathstroke number 41, written by Christopher Priest with art by Fernando Passerin, Cam Smith, Sean Parsons, Jeremy Cox, Carrie Strahan, no, Strachan, uh, Willie, and Sweet Willie Schubert. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this way. How do you pronounce this? S-T-R-A-C-H-I-N. Strachan. I think it's Strachan. Strachan. And Sweet Willie Schubert. Deathstroke is trying to get his groove back while also being public enemy number one in Gotham after killing a bunch of homeless guys who he thought were aliens after he broke out of Arkham Asylum. Life's a bitch, ain't it? Really, though, this issue is people talking about whether or not Deathstroke has lost it, both physically and mentally, while Electrocutioner makes up the main action of the book. Yeah, and the Electrocutioner is the best part of the book. Now, you had told me about this ahead of time, and I'm glad because... (laughs) I don't understand why Priest he was wants listening. to confuse matters by changing up the time frames and not giving you the deal. I mean, really, he has a very funny story here with, with the electrocutioner and things. Right. But with that, you kind of have to fill in some blanks to <gasps> get there because it starts with the cold opening of them fighting. I would have loved to have seen... When, you know, you have Slade get on that bus and just kind of, you know, do something. And then you see just this bus driver all of a sudden go wacky and start fighting. The problem is you're already past that part. I, I don't know. I kind of like the way it was in. presented where it does get filled in for the whole thing where, you know, it's electrocutioner and him are just bad. I mean, OK, that kind of makes sense. Maybe he has a, you know, a hit out on electrocutioner. And the whole idea that the electrocutioner just lost his mind because he saw Slade when he's been in hiding for years now. Yeah, but I'm oh saying God, that no. some of the dialogue, though, me and you. You, especially you know you forever evil you know even though it says see forever evil yeah. you know why and how you have part of this background in your head already you know why he I would be driving about the a bus yeah, but, being but when dead. you saw that though it made sense to yeah. you i'm worried that a lot of people who don't know what that is and don't know what forever evil it just says forever evil uh won't know why this is going on and then it continues later you know, when the electrocutioner like is still with, going. With that editor's note, see forever evil. Man, the electrocutioner dying must have been the big plot point of that series. Yeah, but but like you said, most people look at that, you know, when have you ever really like – I don't care about the electrocutioner. That you go back. But yeah, with that though, you know the concept of what forever evil was, yes. why he would be here on the run, why he would be presumed dead. Even if you don't remember, you'd be like, okay, he died in forever evil. Yeah. I get it. I get He's it. They thought now. he was dead. Cool. Yeah, so – Without that, I don't think you get as much of that. I mean, it's a very, very it, – it's almost a sitcom scene, but not on the page. The sitcom part of it is when you're thinking about the idea that Slade walks on this bus. There's the poor executioner who's been driving bus as a tour guide you know, for years now, and all of a sudden he thinks that Slade is there to kill him. Also, the joke being – you know the execution, uh, the electrocutioner, right? Right. He's a joke, correct? <laughs> correct. Who would want Slade to go kill him? That's one of the biggest, funniest parts about it is the, you know, the presumption of an electrocutioner thinking that somebody has hired Slade to get him. But I think you might lose that because you don't know the the whole background. And again, Priest is he's playing his games that he does so. It does for me and you and the people. I think that maybe it does play out better for you, but I think that it loses a little for other people. And I just thought, man, you had – I mean, I'm telling you, 
comedy gold here. And I think and that he he kind of handicaps it a little uh, for the majority of people. I reading wish this book it would have gone on a little bit longer. The problem is, I say that a little bit longer for the first time because when it comes back the second time at the end of the book, where electrocution yeah. is, we realize that Slade let him go for some goddamn reason, and he comes back again. It's too much, and really, I'm like, God damn it! Was, it. You had yeah. a, you and it had was, a yeah, fun it, thing, and now it was a little confusing, it. even at a point because at one point you could almost even think. Some people might that the electrocutioner is actually the the other guy who was dealing the cards, and that Hassan? that was like a, a yeah yeah Hassan that that was a like a holographic deal because all of a sudden he's there and then he isn't, but then he comes back uh, because he got knocked down and whatever, right. and they're fighting. You know the whole deal with the electrocutioner, but yeah, I thought that l- luckily you kind of told me ahead of time, so I I I think you helped me out a little because I That's think right, at points I might have been a little confused with it. Uh, it's it's an extended scene. It's funny. Now I don't know why or what. I mean, maybe you can explain to me why they're having Deathstroke theme parties at the mall. But you know, yeah, no, no, that, no. That's, that's where chuckles. he that's where he hires a bunch of kids to cosplayers to put that I, yeah, on so he can just sit even, there. But and there's even fat guys and things. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, it's not even like. It's a weird deal to set that up, though, in a mall where I don't think you could just hire somebody to just show up and do it. What is this, a flash mob? I You're mean, they wouldn't me. be allowed to right be there. there. I, thought they were, I thought they were right outside, of like, you know, uh, having a lunch at first. But uh, I guess I'm telling you, it's weird because at the one scene, there are cars driving <laughs> they, by, police yeah. cars. And it looks like they're, they're inside a, at it points. Does, and at yeah. the next point, it does look like there's an escalator to a mall. Yeah, there's, yeah that's the thing I, is, at one point, they look like they're in a mall. Then the next thing, they're outside a convention center. Then the next thing, they're just on the street. I, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's okay. It's but just if you a want jokey me to, If deal. you hire me to freaking dress up like Jim Werner so you can go and have a, you know, a uh, sandwich on the so side I of the road. stand around. Exactly. I'll do it for you, baby. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird deal because he's there. I mean, he, but if you're going to arrest somebody because they're Deathstroke, you're now going to arrest 15 people that are Deathstroke. It's Move not really, along. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like what now, it I'm is. Telling you, because- you're, you're jumping on this whole aspect. I'm talking, to, I'm really stuck on the idea that we had six issues before for the Deathstroke versus Batman where Wintergreen and Alfred pretty much had the same conversation that Commissioner yeah. Gordon and Wintergreen have in this whole yeah, thing. Talk about that's your guy, very, my guy. Yeah. And I'm like, this does it. I can't say that this does it better, but it does it quicker because, like I said before, we had six issues of yeah, before. Yeah, but it's the same thing now. And it's the same it, it's thing. It's like Wintergreen just walks around just to have hey, somebody to talk wh- to. What do you think about my guy, Deathstroke? Well, yeah, what I think do you my think my better. guy? Well, who's your guy? Through, well, I'll tell you. And yeah, through all of this, the big thing. And again, another thing that I thought was a little off is the idea that Deathstroke has gone and killed Billy. And you know, throughout grandma. this, and I thought that Billy would it would have been a better served twist that by the end finding out in the you know the last page or so finding out that it was a grandma because of the name Billy when you first hear it at the beginning you're like, oh Billy okay and he's all upset about Billy. it once it's revealed it's a, a grandma you're just kind of like okay and then he hey did I do the math right and Rose is like yep you did the math right okay and then they just find out that the person who hired him went by the other, but also was testing him to see if he would fulfill a contract. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the 
prelude prologue. That's There's the not much of that bit. until the very I'm end. You, yeah. They say the other twice in this issue, and you have you know Robin show up at the last panel and think yeah, talking Damien's to Jericho. The last part That's the only little bit of prelude we have to the no. terminus agenda. I'm like, this issue is not needed because really this whole idea, like we got to find out who this Billy was. Like, why would somebody want me to whack a grandma? There's got to be something more about this person. No. Well, Rose, what did you find out? Nope, it was just a grandma. That's what I found out too. Oh my God, the electrocutioner's yeah. back? Let's kill yeah, him. And he just shows up. I mean, here's the other thing about <laughs> this is, and, and again, you could go and, and explain it to me and say, right, no, no, it. you could do all this, but the electrocutioner, he has been hiding all this time yep. for every evil. He's like, all right. Slade has come and attacked him, but then pretty much spelled out, listen, I, I wasn't doing anything. I, I didn't even know you were alive. This he has was nothing so to do dumb. with you. And the electrocutioner, that's the thing is, but yet he hid for years. Now he just is upset. Now, again, maybe he's mad, like, oh, I hid all this time. Now you get, I'm juiced up now. And I'm juiced up, baby. But to me, he would have just went and went. All he has to do is go to the next town and be a tour guide again. Everybody's so out of character, though, for the whole idea where I loved at the beginning because he's not there for electrocutioner, but because the electrocutioner took a shot at him, he's not going to go down like a punk. So now I have to kill this guy because he took a shot. But yeah, and all that. But he I, lets him go, yeah. and the electrocutioner yeah, is so dumb for some reason that he is can't accept he the idea back? that you know Slade is not trying to kill him to the point where he crashes a party to show now, him. That's Look. why I would have <laughs> rather him come and say, "Listen, you know what? I'm no punk at it." Or where you have that big giant bill. I mean, how expensive is that the video screen that they have the Gotham PD Slade Wilson? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah have, I'm saying though that that's on there, and then the next is Eat at Joe's, but. You, you have that i would have liked to have the next panel see like executioner like elect i want to say executioner electrocutioner have something where now he is revealed to be out and he is wanted man because of everything but you never got that and i just think this could have been a really really fun side issue because that's all it is you're just you're not really setting up much going but what, into but what the about whole the big thing that Passan, who he used to know about who still is haunted yeah. by the bodies he killed himself yeah Jim. he Passan. Again, another guy who was just hanging out. Aren't you hanging out Passan's death? Just because all of a sudden Slade shows up and he's like, Oh, you care to kill me? No. Oh well, I'll kill myself. I've been wanting to do this for a while. This is on my to-do list. Too many bodies. And it's that's just a setup for uh, for Slade and all that stuff. Anyway, going forward and things. And you know, you you had to here's the thing. You had to do something in this run. To get him to this point where he can go back to fighting the Teen Titans, have something for Damien to go after. We ended up having him kill the Polarians, which are actually, you know, homeless. whether they were whether they were actually homeless guys or if Slade was right and they are disguised, whatever. But also in this now, Slade, you know, you have him attacking freaking the electrocutioner, all this stuff going on. You have Killed to get a grandma him back. on a bus. Yeah, and the grandmoms especially. You have to get him back to being a bad guy because a he hasn't butt? been. That's something. And well, yeah, bad butt. <laughs> you ended up having <laughs> priest want to make him more of a. You know, he's not exactly a hero, but one yeah. of the big things is him trying to be a I hero and like not being accepted. And the idea we thought we were going to continue with the idea that he was a good guy and now he has to convince you know the justice league or whatever i would have loved what, what happened if he was on the justice league at the end of this run would be would've crazy been amazing. But i like they're weird getting stuff him back like that. it's to, out of character 
this is where we all talk about the things, you know, what goes on in books and things like that when books are starting to wind down. You know what you usually do? You have to hit the reset button. This is starting to hit the reset button, getting him back to what everybody knows Deathstroke to be, a guy who will go and kill a grandmom and not care about it. The idea that Poisson and all these are even saying about, you know, and actually Wintergreen says it the best. He was in in war at 17. He doesn't care about killing. He doesn't even think about that anymore. We're starting to get to the end of this. This book is going to end, you know, at some time pretty soon. You think it's going to go to issue 50 like Green Arrow did? Because this is only issue 41. Yeah, I think it ends at 50. Because we're going to have the Terminus agenda. Well, yeah, I I think. But again, you are resetting now. We see this reset. I'm just trying to think of like, would they stop at 45? Because the Terminus agenda will only be two issues of Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. After the prologue. You have that. Maybe they will. Maybe you figured they're going to try to get to that 50. But the whole idea of Dan DiDio announcing that they're pulling back books and him saying, hey, you didn't realize we're already doing that. That doesn't mean that we know everything that they've done. I mean, this yeah. the idea of we already did most of this might also be that a couple people heard that these books aren't going to continue and wrap it up. And if say it does end at 50. You, you see now in my mind that he is working towards that. Maybe we'll get something, uh, you know, a little better than, say, you know, the green arrow that all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you're going to end. You know, I have a 50 issue arc. No, 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 three. No, no, no. You know, maybe, you you know, they, yeah, they have a little more. Calm down. And again, they, yeah, really, they have more respect, I guess, for for a priest because of who he is, uh, that maybe that's what's going on and he's going to wind down because this book, and and I know Ruben's probably gritting his teeth throughout all this because of how much I have kind of fallen off this, but. I can't see this book going on without Priest. You can't continue a Deathstroke book. When he wants to leave this book, if he wanted to leave this book at 38, to me, you'd just end it. Because I feel like I he bet on this book 20 issues well, ago. Yeah, but, Ooh, oh, my. No. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? I can't I see this run continuing with somebody else. If you want a Deathstroke book, you're going to have to get to finish this, go away for a while, and come back with the number one because this is a pretty – unique story that he's doing and the way he's doing it wouldn't feel right with somebody else jumping on and then you know the other person would try to ape this and this is this is priest baby priest priest <laughs> I don't know. uh but i like the art and I, I love i'm the telling art. you this this could be if you know what's going on and kind of you know look through and, and see the little hints or whatever it gets dark by the end but at one point probably one of the funniest issues of this series that we've ever had. I yeah. mean, it's hilarious that the idea of the electrocutioner and I all like that, that part a lot. Like I said, though, it yeah. just, when it came back and did it again for the end of yeah. the issue, I'm like, okay, well you just crossed the line and did it too much. If you just would have extended that first bit, a little yeah, bit more like been a, fine, yeah. but you came back yeah. unwelcomed when I want to get to the terminus agenda. It's almost like you have a, a villain who's kind of a joke and he keeps popping up saying, hell yeah. Hell yeah. He get, gets a little, or like a, a thing like, Hey, it was on the street. No, it was on a boat. You know, you don't want to, you oh, don't want to push that too much you don't want to keep that going because then it gets a little boring eric and you know you <laughs> what do you give this i like the art a lot in this whole thing the art's never the problem in the deathstroke book the problem is is that this is supposed to be the prologue to the terminus agenda which i'm really looking forward to and we're jumping into this new crossover after having in my mind a kind of a weak arc with the arkham asylum kind of things it never really wrapped up and felt great like and but we're continuing on from here from that to this and it's just the whole idea of getting his groove back nothing feels right about this whole deathstroke thing still and it just doesn't really accomplish anything the whole idea we're going to find out 
what who hired me to kill an old woman and the electrocutioner. So while there was some fun to be had, and I love the art, just issues didn't do much for me to lead into the terminus agenda. I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go six five because uh, I I thought it was funny, and really I have kind of checked out with you thought this. It was funny, huh? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I like huh. when that guy in a person. He's a clown. Head, you head, freaking blown head off. That's hilarious. It's a, it's a, that's a joke to me. Oh, now I, I like the humor of it, and uh, yeah, I mean it sets him up for being a bad butt. You know, he killed a grandma. <laughs> he killed a grandma. He's a bad butt, uh, and so you go off to the terminus agenda. But yeah, it's hardly a pro. If if you're there and you're like, hey, I don't usually read Deathstroke. I'm a Teen Titans guy. I better read I'm this. A Teen Titans get ready. guy. You, you might as well start strangling somebody because you've been duped. I mean, we read every book because of the podcast and the site. So, you know, we're read. already here. Well, we're already here. So I don't mind. But if, if I'm sitting at home and I'm like, yeah, I only have Teen Titans and then, you know, the Superman's on my on my pull list. I better get that death stroke because I got to figure out here. what's you going need on to in get my that book. Prologue I'm like, going I'm on done. Right now, kid. You jerks. You duped <laughs> me. Six five. But I did like the art. All right. We're, we're, uh, what's your book of the week? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Can man. we get out of here? Is this thing here I am. I'm the Bionic Man. I'm running. I'm running out of here. Yeah. <sighs> we have one more book, Eric. And Do we? really, well, Are I'm going to sure? say this. I'm going to say this. It's going to get me so angry because y- you oh, have good. an opportunity. Do you realize that these nightmares in the Batman book are, are in Batman's head? You, you realize they that give me you, dreams? they're giving us dreams and nightmares. Eric. Do you realize this? <laughs> no, I wasn't is aware. Is there anything? Is there anything stopping a Tom King from making what is Batman sixty six into a very fun Batman sixty six homage? Why That's could he do I that? Wanted. These That's are things that he would usually do. You have Batman 66. All of a sudden, you have the Joker show up with a mustache. You, you have the Batusi going. And He's dancing Harriet's there for no goddamn reason. Harriet's there. You have him pulling the, uh, you know, you have the, you know, the regular Dick Grayson deal. You have all these. Chief O'Hara, what, like you Pixie said. Booties? Yeah, you have Eggman. All of these. And just have fun with it, it because it really doesn't matter. You are in Egghead. an arc that you have set it up to not matter yet you don't do it and i no, thought that was instead a very we bring big the question in because it seems like brian michael bendis wants to use the question and tom king likes to play with everybody else's toys they're using yeah batman 66 yeah see i'm already depressed what what's that eric what you want to see me run out of here I'm out of here written by tom king you are not the biotic man if you were running out of here you Jorge would be breathing a Dave Stewart and Clayton Kells. Yeah, can I? I wish that I would have known you were going to say something like that, and I'd get it like really slowed down. <laughs> it's the sound, <laughs> but it takes like five minutes, <laughs> and then stops for a second. Almost <gasps> down the stairs. <sighs> oh my god! Wait a second. Gotta start working out again. I, I, I do have a bionic eye that sees a lot more than what I actually want to eat or should. I'm seeing a diet uh, in my future. Jorge Fornes, Dave Stewart, not the Dave Stewart that's in the Arrhythmics, and Clayton Cowles there. We get huh. back to the nightmares. Are you sure it's not the Tom Dave King. Stewart that's in the Arrhythmics? Are you sure about that? It might be. It may be. We get back to the nightmares arc. That's with a K with Tom King and the artist <laughs> du jour. Jorge Fornes. Hey, uh, waiter, what's the soup du jour? Oh, that's the soup of the day. Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
and seen. If you are a Tom King fan, you will most likely love this issue and love seeing Selena Kyle here. But if you're not a fan, this issue will probably not make you change your mind in either way. I think most know what side of the fence I mow my lawn on, Eric. And this issue just throws it right lawn. in my face. And this is where I want yeah, really, who does that? <laughs> I, I wanted to do the does the lawn match the drapes? When you're going into this, they, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right <laughs> you now. You don't have a lawn and you don't have drapes, the, so yes. The night call. It is starting to really kick in, mainly because while we were talking at one point, I, I took some more because I knew oh, this okay. was coming out. No, no, just the Nyquil. That that's what we call meth here in town. Um, I, I think that we're at the point where this is kind of redundant. We say this a lot of times. I just want to stress this again. I do think that if you like Tom King. If you love the way he tells a story and you've been on all this time, you've been going through this nonsense for 66 issues, a little less because he hasn't been on everyone, yeah. but yeah, we'll add the annuals in as well too. But if you like his style, if you like what he gives you, which to me isn't a lot, but uh, you know, I talked to Jay a lot about this. Jay from he Canada? will keep, yes, he'll keep giving you exactly what you want. He keeps giving these people who are big Tom King fans. I'm not going to say right now that they're necessarily big Batman fans or Mr. Miracle fans or Grayson or a Mega Man fans. They're Tom King fans. He knows his audience. He'll play to his audience. The problem being is if you don't like that said, you know, type of storytelling, there is no re-entry point in my mind for you ever to get back into the series. We have to read it and review it because of the podcast. I would have long been gone, and there's not anything that's going to grab me back. Now, he has a style that I do think that when you get into it, you end up getting a little impressed at first. Now, some will, eh, you know, you're repeating a lot, you're doing this, and they'll bail but he'll still has, have his core, but there's no re-entry point. And I think that what we're seeing is since the wedding, especially the sales have gone down in this book. I don't know how they can get back. The only people he's going to get back would be, you know, some that were kind of like, eh, I'm a little out, but, but the people who are furious with him, the people who don't like his writing and new readers. I don't know what new readers jumping into this issue would even think because he relies so much on repetition. They might enjoy it more because the thing is, they won't realize it. Well, they won't realize the repetition, before. but he relies so much on it being repetition for the people who are there. So when you see Selena in Batman's head saying again, it was in uh, on a boat. It was a, you know, these people have a huge smile on my face. I've been told by some guy in Canada named, you know, it might rhyme with A. Jay. <laughs> it's Jay. But AJ this is Benson? what Jay loves. No, this is what Jay loves. He loves this stuff. So when it comes up again to him, it's not over repetition. It's a greatest hit. It's what I liked before. So I still like it. But with us not liking it as much, it's just it's it's slapping us in the face. Have another serving and, of shit sandwich. Yeah. So if you but if you love shit sandwiches, I mean, it would be like me. You know, I like pickles and you don't. If I keep giving How you pickles, you? you're going to get furious with me. But I love them, and I'm trying to give you something that I love. And I think Tom King, this is his style. Why, Jim, I also love my guy. penis. I wish you would have yeah. it as well. Oh, my. Thank you. Add a <laughs> surgery coming up now. Doctor killed patient. 
But uh, so what I when, really when need to know this. from this whole thing, though, is why the hell would she answer soup of the day? Why wouldn't she just say what the soup du jour is? It doesn't make any <laughs> goddamn sense. Why she would you say soup of the day? Literal, literally, God. Eric. But yeah, Who's the in dumb this, one? again, you come into this story where really I'll, I can break it down for you. Break well, it down for about me, dumb fellas. Dumber. Oh, come oh, on. Oh. So we're going here. Basically, all this issue is, and you're kind of you're away from the nightmares. And before you had a Professor Pig, right? Yeah, Professor yeah, Pig Professor who turned Pig into Damien. You had the idea of the wedding going on and uh, Booster Gold showing up and saying, or not Booster, I mean Constantine saying, hey, you know, she's going to die. You're having all this. We don't know the rules of what's going on. He, at the end of that issue, Constantine said, you're in a room all by yourself. They're fucking with you. No one knows you're there. You're, you're done. But are they actively doing something? Is he is he in a dream machine? Are the dream police there? Is Doctor Jeff showing up with him? But yeah, so if you get you don't have any rules, so you have this Professor Pig deal, which at the end you can think that his nightmare is him going, "Oh man, I've turned Damien into a villain." And that's all I could get from that Professor Pig deal. But that seems out of nowhere in this run. You know, you you almost would want more of a cats in the cradle type deal where Batman well, hasn't. Like well, me. he hasn't paid attention to Damien and knows whatever. In the one with Selena and him, they got married. You know, you have Constantine there saying it's not real, whatever. You do get that idea that Batman's nightmare is, oh, if we did get married, she would have been killed. She would have been the target along with a Dick Grayson, you know, Nightwing when, right. when the, uh, the Beast came in. And then you this have one the nightmare where Gotham Girl came back and she resurrected yeah, Gotham. Yeah, no, that wasn't that. Oh, here's oh. this one here where it's – now you're getting into the more of it's just Batman thinking time. I mean, this is, you know, the nightmare is the idea that she left him. But this is more he's not working the case to get out no. of the nightmare here. You know, where you would think that he is in his mind thinking, huh, I got this letter from Selena. I think she might be lying. That's it. That's the entire issue. And even that, because the whole thing, there's no this. Batman in there. You have the question and you have Selena Kyle. The question is questioning Selena Kyle about why she left Batman at the yeah. altar and the idea of the letter and stuff like that that she left behind. And then at the end, like, you lied. You do care about him. No, I don't. That's why I left the letter. At the end, I might have lied. But yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter the, because this is Batman's this is fucking all, nightmare. And, this and you is people all are figments yeah. of his imagination. Yeah, they're not there. And in my mind, either the question is... Batman as the question in here, or it's just one of those dreams. And he, in my mind, he respects the question so much as a detective. And which plus, is weird. Tom King we has shown him, but Tom King question. has shown him. I know, but Tom King has shown that he, his Batman is a, a dummy. Uh, yeah. So uh, I would trust the question more. But it's a wow moment. This is a fan service moment to have the question in there. There's no real reason for him to be no. there. There's no explanation that we'll yes, ever I heard get he was a why. I think in my mind that it's because he respects him so much and that he can't figure it out himself, him thinking it. So he's going to work through the question doing it. But it's it's Bruce. It's Batman as the question, even as he gets mad. But this is also Selena of the mind. So all this stuff, not only are we getting a repeat we're only going to find out information that's in Batman's head. We know all this. We've yeah. seen everything that Batman's seen. The worst part of this is... We've seen more. So by the end, when Selena says, I may have lied, I lied. 
we know this already. So the, the big reveal at the end, yes, it's Batman thinking that he doesn't find anything out. No, he's thinking it. But we He's know having one of the most boring nightmares of all time. And I'm saying this is a an idea where there's a story, but we all know more than what we're going to find out here. We have seen the legit, you know, reality of this. But taking a whole issue for Batman to just be in an and also convoluted way of doing it in a nightmare, also having it have that space between because we had the price story where people got confused. I see people think that this isn't even in Batman's head. <laughs> they forgot it's a nightmare. They think that somewhere down, you know, down the old, uh, you know, Fifth Avenue here, there's a well, the thing, thing set is, up and there's the question doing this. The thing is, it, it, like, besides for that whole idea of knowing that this is the nightmare from what we get out of this there's no reason to think that it's not that like you know real life because within the nightmare where the question is you know questioning selena kyle we have flashbacks within the nightmare in the deal yeah and and again flashbacks with the boat versus street everything's pointing to year one it seems that that's tom king's big thing now is to you know one a reference from year one that's the thing is we needed zero zero year for the jokes and riddles to make sense but after that whole thing okay that's just the frank miller's batman year one and that's it yeah and all this is this year one even the art like i know that a lot of people like the art and the art does look good but it's just to me it's just a year one type art even that most of the art like you know when you don't have the flashbacks, it's mostly just pretty much Selena on a chair, the question on a chair, maybe a table, and just a bright white nothing background. With this going on, yeah, there's not a lot of backgrounds. Nothing really happens. But again, this is what I'm talking about. If you love Tom King, most people sit there and, oh, my, it's the love story of the ages, Batman, Selena. So you're getting this and you're getting more of it. That's all for a two lot years. Of want. And a lot of people just want that. And a lot of people that I'm talking to – don't even care about panel to panel progression. They don't really care that much about if a dialogue works or doesn't, because it's more of an emotional thing by the end that they close the book. When we close the book, we say, well, that was a bunch of nothing. They close the book and like, all right, you know what? Tom King gets this couple. That's what they get from this. Oh my, Tom King gets it. This is bad. And also the idea of, Batman's on to it. They're going to get back and get married. You know, whatever. I'm not that I'm not into it. This is why I'm saying I'm not saying they're wrong because that's the way that they like the book. And I think that, again, there's a select bunch of people who are. And and we see a lot of times what's happening, uh, you know, and it's not everybody. Again, I'm not I don't talk like you for all the fans of a certain character. But what I'm saying is a lot of these Tom King fans have jumped on this to become a Batman fan, but a Tom King Batman fan, so they like this. But we've seen as many or more of pure Batman fans that are like, you know, call me when this is over. I'll get back to my favorite character. Uh, this isn't Wake my me Batman. Up when I don't you even recognize him. Yeah. So the idea of I think that this book has been more written for Tom King fans versus pure batman fans if you if you happen to like tom king and also like batman then you're in heaven this is this is your favorite thing ever but i do think that this is more of a tom king book anymore than a batman book and and this nightmares I, i you know and if you love this i hate to say it but to me this is and i said it in my blurb for the the review 
this is just a bunch of issues that don't mean anything because they're in his head. So you can do whatever. And instead of making interesting stories, he just wants to get interesting artists to draw the story because the stories themselves where you can do whatever you want are boring as shit. And sure. really at the end, they just like, okay, whatever. And you can see the sales, uh, they plummeted really for this book during this nightmare's arc. And I think a lot of people have already checked out. They may come back when this is over in the big, can you the next big moment like, will be Thomas Wayne. A, I'm saying, can you but, imagine if somebody gets a trade for Christmas or something like that? And it's the first, you know, comic book trade they ever got. And it's the, it's nightmares the nightmares trade. It's weird because again, you're not going to, and it's going to feel like an Elseworlds deal or an anthology type deal without anything. So hopefully by the end of this, which we have months left, we're, we're yeah. not done. No. Uh, we have Thomas Wayne, Supposedly, it's Thomas Wayne, Batman, Flashpoint, Batman doing all this. And maybe the reveal again, I always say this. I You have to kind of wait like a Mr. Miracle at the end. We'll see what gets revealed, how it ties in, what Nothing. makes sense. Well, to us, it didn't. But again, that's where these Tom, you know, if you're a Tom King fan, you're there for the emotional ride, not the payoff, not the setup. You're just there for kind of just like we say we do a gut feeling for the issues. Right. I think that a lot of these Tom King fans, they they have a gut reading where it's just if it grabs them emotionally or something gets them that they can think about and kind of fill in the blanks themselves. And These sound again, like weird people. I don't know who you're talking about. It's, I, well, that's the thing. Maybe, it, maybe me and you just uh, – again, though. Really, I'm, I was just going to say maybe we're guys who don't have a lot of emotions, but that's true. I it don't. I, I don't. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons. Maybe that's why I can't get into this because the emotions I, I just don't get. And so I'm reading this to see it and the actual dialogue and things that it repeats too much. We get too many scenes. And this is it's like, a you know, usually a band that puts out a greatest hits. It's because they don't have anything left in the tank. And it seems like these are here again to you know get some cool artists on the book but also to fill out some space because you gotta you know get the story and come up with something and and whatnot but other than that i don't know there's not really anything to talk about in my mind here because it's just at the end uh the question yelling selena saying why are you yelling and then at the end saying you know the big reveal the big thing is hey if you did this if you stopped the wedding to make him stronger, why is he so weak? Obviously, this is Bruce in a nightmare thinking this himself. We talk about Batman or sales. Ooh. Well, Batman, yeah, really. Why did you leave me to make me stronger? Because you see I'm, I'm more weak. But even though, look at my muscles. I ripped the urinal off the wall. I ain't weak, really. I'm just saying. Just emotionally. Um, and then she's like, maybe I lied. And that's Batman thinking that maybe she lied. But again, he still has to look into this. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. But we know that she did. We know the letter was set up because of what else was going on. And really, it wasn't even really a lie. She was duped herself. So whatever. I mean, it's not like she Bane came to her and said, listen, you lie or I'm going to do this. No. How did he put that idea in her head that the Joker had already put in her head? And then she thought that. So really, to me, she didn't lie. At the end, I wish. But again, this is Bruce thinking. But really, she just thought what she was doing. I don't know. Whatever. It's again, this is where if you're a fan, you don't try to you can't look at these issues under a microscope, which we try to do for this podcast. And then it drives you nuts. You start going. You know that punch. He's lefty. Oh my! Oh, Kadeem, you can't go in, Simple. but you can't come out. But then you're out. You're in. 
Oh my God, Superman went off. He's there. There's an alien invasion. When I get done, I'm going to come and get that Batman. And I'm going to put him in jail. Next thing Double we see, they're date. at the fair. Let's throw some baseballs. Oh my God. It's Jumpa. I miss Jumpa. It's Dental 35 plan. years later in your mind. Jumpa's dead. These are all my problems I have with this. Oh my goodness gracious. You can't look at it like that. It's an emotional ride. You have to go with that. If you're somebody who wants to read for emotions and you want to just go with the flow, then you'd like this. I, I want to read for the good stories. I, that's what I want. And there's no story. Everything I get is just, I like the emotions. I like this. Oh, a love story for the ages. No, no. I, I want a story. I want him. Tell what villain? What, what villain has he created? I'm a boy. A real boy. What, what's, what villains has he created in his massive run? Fucking, you know, M- Master Gotham? Bruce. Please. Gotham? Yeah. And, he, you know, he, uh, he hated that, too. Gotham and Master Bruce. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, and even that didn't make sense that that Master Bruce was a nightmare. No, I don't know what's nightmare. going on. I'm trying, it's I actually was sitting here for right. most of it trying to think. I know there was one before that Professor Pig, but what was that nightmare? And I forgot all yeah. that. It was Master Bruce. It didn't matter yeah. either. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. The nightmares, Eric. They continue. The nightmares. Uh, I give it a four out of ten. Uh, I know. I I telling you with the art looking at it now it is stylized and it's pretty cool at some points not a huge fan of it i'm still gonna stay at the four I, i'm the lowest on the totem pole i think on the roundup and, and you know you i'm trying this is i'm trying to accentuate it's the positive Batman. where i'm saying okay i i get it i get why people would like it oh but it's not for me that's please explain what it to I'm me saying. further after we get done even recording just, not even I just understand. that not even just that but i i love the idea and I, i'm serious i'll argue with you ask jay I'll argue for 10 years Poor about Jay. this, but by the end, I do understand why people, why they do like it. It just drives me nuts because it seems very clear to me why I don't like it. But yet I can accept it for the you most part. You are not but, the lowest on the totem pole, pe- Jim. Okay. Well, there you go. But other people, Eight, I'm saying like people get, won't listen to our podcast. Okay. Well, people won't listen to our podcast. They're, oh, they're jerks. They don't like the Tom King. Why do you even do this? Why? Blah, 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 blah. But, but you can read it and love it. That's yeah. fine. We're here to talk about all the books. I don't like it that much. So there you go. I, but there's points where I'll get a little back on board. I Whatever. Whatever. Anybody want to review this? Is there anybody out there? Anybody out there? Hey, here's me. The next issue comes out. You've what? given away Batman most of num- your books. Batman number 67. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of other things. Uh, I'm true. over there at the Fun Time Marvel podcast. Oh, yeah. I got shit to do there. War the yeah, Rams, at least baby. I, you know. No, that's the best thing. Yeah, check it out there. All right. Yeah, but at least over at Marvel, at played it smart. I can talk about the books I want and reveal yeah. the ones I like. So there you go. I look positive. I'm the fake positivity that I used to yell about. There you go. Hey, you can't you can't join them? Then join them. Isn't that what you say? That's a the wrong soup <sighs> Oh my, Eric. What do you give this? Two out of ten. I'm not going to give you any reason. It's a two. I told you. Holy moly. It repeats the same shit it's been doing for fucking 60 goddamn issues. Tells you nothing new and it doesn't matter at the end. And I'm not even a huge fan of the art. (laughs) What is it again? What did you give it again? Two. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shit's gone wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. There we go. That that, that slam of the door was the the 70,000 Batman fans that just ran out. They just left there. Yep. Two out of ten. There you go. I told you I'm positive, aren't I? I am positive. Remember, though, at the end, the question and solution. Please remember this. They're not there. 
at these reviews of, man, we haven't seen the question in a while. This guy, he's not there. Yeah. Also, Tom King likes to go wacky with his continuity, which is another separate thing. The question was just in action comics. Yeah, 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 that's true. But but which one? I don't know. No, I'm saying, like you said, he does try to grab things. But then again, you know who else does that? It's Brian Michael Bendis. So they, they can play their games. They're playing their fucking checkers against each other. All right. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, what, uh, what? What's your book of the week? Now I'm my all book of, What's your book of the week? My book of the week is Doomsday Clock number nine, obviously. Yes, it is. Is my book of the week I'm trying to think is Justice League tied with Doomsday Clock? Look at that. I had a tie, hopefully. Who knows what's gonna go God on because we haven't recorded those other things, but hey, Dude, I'm just remember what we're doing now. right now. I have to remember, I'm gonna write a note to myself. Note to Jim you don't like Tom King's Batman, but you likes the the Justice League's. And the the Doomsday's clocks. All right. There you go, Eric. You want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? Of course I do. I'm down. We're going to talk about a bunch of these books. I will mention again that we do have a Patreon account where two of these DC books will be on a spotlight only on the Patreon as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. But also, I will mention again as well that we have a new indie spotlight that will be one book. Uh, an indie book on a Patreon only spotlight an as Jones well, spotlight? and also no, and also oh. a Marvel comics spotlight as well. So, in the War end the of all of that, four separate books, probably near two hours worth of podcast. That's kind of its own podcast on its own. So, if you ever liked one of those shows, like we talk DC, Marvel, like and em. something else. That's basically what you're going to get now. We decided to do the independent ships. book and the Marvel ones. So the, and the Marvel ones with me and Brandon that do the Marvel yeah. podcast as well. So it, it, a lot of shows like that and just mixing it up a little. So if you are somebody who's like, man, you know, I, I get enough DC. You also get a lot of other things now. But here's what we're going to be talking about. Catwoman number no. nine. Eric. All right. Hawkman number 10. Yeah. All right. All right. House of Whispers. Woo-wee. There's Reggie and Chris. they over there. Just League Dark number nine. All right. You, you ready for that one? You ready for I that? Yeah, get yak. Red Hood. Because now Outlaw. I know how Dr. Fate's mask got melted. That's true. Amazing. We do know. Yes. We, well, that you, you got to tell people then because that was on no, I don't. the Patreon, the Patreon spotlight. To find out. That was on the Patreon spotlight. I'm telling you, that was in the old brimstones. Uh, Shut up. And also find out that happened months ago. Red Hood Outlaw <laughs> number 32. I said it right for once. Red Hood yeah. Outlaw number 32. It's, it's back to Red Hood to Outlaw also now. Yeah, no. <laughs> Heading back to Gotham. Supergirl number 28. Superman number nine. The Batman Who Laughs. The Grim Knight number one. It me thinks that may be on Patreon, Eric. I'm going to tell you. That's prime for them to pick that one. I'm just sitting uh, here trying fo- to think because I haven't looked at it yet. When you said Superman, I'm like, so what else is John going to talk about that, you know, it doesn't yeah. really matter? I'm like, are yeah. we going to get to some crime syndicate? Because that's what I look yeah. forward to. Yeah, we'll probably talk a little. The Flash, number 66. Titans, number 35. Wonder Twins, number two, which was one is of the, the biggest uh, pleasant issue? surprise. I don't know. I was going to look at that, but I didn't look into things, Eric. You look at that as <laughs> I delay things. Right. Uh, the Wonder Twins, number two, which me and you seem to, be on an, seem to be on an island uh, when we liked that first one. A, nice a lot island? of people gave us cramp. No, it was pretty shitty island. It was with uh. me and you there. 
I'm probably doing like weightlifting and shit. Somehow I, it's a prison yard. It's this island. That we're Looks on, like 36 you know. might be the last issue. Okay. So that is what we would like to the call penultimate. the penultimate issue, Aaron. Not the ultimate issue, the penultimate issue. I'm Wonder Woman 66. Can't wait for Wonder Woman 77, Aaron. Uh, also, they're going to squander good, that and you know it. <laughs> I know. Very good chance that uh, we'll also be talking. Scooby-Doo Apocalypse number 35, but us, meaning me, we do that? me and Pete from NYC. We're no. going to catch up with that. You know, I'm going to read 34 issues. I'm going to read the arc before and fake it, Eric. No, we're going to check it out. We're going to see if uh, we can see uh, going on. I told you we're going to end up uh, featuring a bunch more uh, deals. But again, yeah, if you want to support all this nonsense and misery, uh, go over to Patreon and support us at patreon.com slash weird science. Try to cheer me up a little. I want basically from. I, do you have a Papa gun? Needs do you a own new a bottle gun? of Nyquil. Do you own a gun? Because no. I want you to have like you know, if you don't subscribe to Patreon, I'm going to shoot this guy. Kind of a, a, a oh, national God. lampoon type. I don't want to do it. That'd be good stuff. And then you'd get arrested. Isn't that called swatting? When when I was a kid, you say that. swatting. That's what you did to the flies, Eric. You, you didn't call. You, do you know what swatting is? I have never heard of this term before. You my don't life. know what swatting? Is swatting? No. No, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to check it out. You, you got to get hip with the kids. And also, I say that it's like ten years old now. Swatting is not good. Swatting uh, is the harassment yeah. tactic of deceiving an emergency service via such means as hoaxing an emergency service dispatcher into sending a police and emergency service response team to another person's address. Yeah. Now, now they say that. That, that sounds nice, but what the Does what it? you tell them is no. I'm saying like I'd call up, hey, uh, the guy's got his refrigerator running. He better go catch it. Ah, and they go, no, no, this is me calling and giving your address and saying, you know, oh, there's a guy. I heard him. He's going to kill his wife. And then they oh, show up, guns drawn, is and where people, the SWAT team show up. Yeah, and people get killed. <laughs> and it's not nice. Hilarious. Yeah, I think the guy who uh, runs Ding Alterna Dong Comics has gone to a new level. The guy who runs Alterna Comics, yeah, really, it's Ding Dong Dead. Uh, <laughs> they ended up doing that during one of his videos. That the SWAT oh. team showed up and stuff. It's nasty stuff. So don't do that. If you're gonna swat the flies away, that's finer. And, and you're a stinky fellow, so that might happen. Did you shave? What? You said you were gonna shave. Did you shave fully? I did not shave. Did I say no, I was going to shave? Yeah, you told me you were going to shave the other day. Also, the oh. uh, boss's uh, son, he's going to shave off that stupid-ass mustache. Thank God. Cyrano de Bergerac's going to go down over there. He's got that curly-ass mustache. So Johnny stupid. Dip, I like to call him. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Johnny Dip shit. Ah, uh, yes, that's the end, Eric. Ah, oh, can't wait till next week. And everybody, thank you. Everybody who contributed. Yes, everybody who mailed in all that stuff. And, Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with 